BTOsports.com Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Tony Berluti. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime! I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah! Yeah! Welcome, everybody! Live from Las Vegas, it is the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Excited to have you here tonight. That's right, it's Monday, it's Daytona week, and uh, couldn't be happier to uh, to talk a little bit of Daytona with some great guests tonight. Andrew Short, Nick Way, Damon Huffman, the Seven Deuce Deuce will be on at some point. Chris Reisenberg from uh, Race Tech and uh, in studio with me, hasn't been back in for a while, but we're pleased and happy to have him. One of the greatest mechanics of all time, the Tony Berluti. Steve, how are you? What's up, Berlute? Up, uh, good. You want your volume? Yeah, I can't hear my. How's that? Yeah, that's 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 good. Everything good? Yeah. How about Welcome you? Welcome back. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it's good to I've have you. I missed you guys. We needed Devin? to we needed to get you in sooner. We did. Ah, uh, no, I've, I've, I'm glad to be here. Uh, it's awesome to awesome to to, to get you in, and uh, we'll be talking Daytona. What you're up to now? What's going on with you? Hey, don't forget you get the show on the app, uh, PulpMX app. You can get it on Stitcher. You can get it on iTunes. Uh, also, Thursdays at noon, Moto 60 Show, the fly race in Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Uh, take a look at that. That's a, an hour-long show that we do. And if you're going to buy something on Amazon, just go to PulpMX.com, click on the Amazon banner, and it'll take you to Amazon. Make your purchase, and we get a small slice of that. And I can afford to keep get Tony Berluti in studio. Uh, on the reg, as they say. Hey, by the way, uh, I know right now people are going to be pissed that you're trying to listen live. We've had technical issues. We're working on it. So this is actually just a recording. It's just us in the studio. But soon, hopefully, we will be live. I know people are very angry at the fact that we're not able to go live. But uh, what can we do? Hey, taking your calls. going down. Taking your calls, handling the things behind the scenes, the producer of the show, the Devin Gibbs. 
You know, I always say I kill it, but I, uh, I think I killed the show. Killed the app. Fuck. Screwing things up. You screwed that game up last week. You screwed that game up last week. House. I'm not blaming anyone other than myself. It was not confusing. It was a little confusing because when you looked at how it was written, it had like an arrow pointed at one of the names and then there was a comma are, and another name. You are never going to get those fly boots. I don't think so. I don't think you're going to get those I think the retail price went up for me now. I think it did. I think I got to pay like 800 bucks yeah, for no, those J- things now. JT texts me. He said he's charging you retail plus 10. <laughs> so, uh, Devin Gibbs killing it behind the mic there, back there producing the show. And uh, we couldn't do it without our great sponsors, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roos Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galfer Brakes, uh, KTMPartsExpress.com, and, uh, and Black Ops Moto all on board with us tonight. And, of course, Speaking of WWUSA.com, they make the wheels for short, our guests tonight. Uh, Dungy, Pike, Moosecan, so they swept Daytona. And uh, Berluda, I went to the Enduro Cross. On, oh, did you on there? Friday night, yeah. Oh, I, that's fun. That's a sh- good show, huh? It's a really good show. I love yeah, it. absolutely. It's, it's great to see. Cody Webb won. Brownie was leading and just ate shit on the rocks. Like, just come up on the rock section, dropped his front end, and went right over the bars. Yeah. A lot uh, of action. I was really Every cheering. lap, huh? I was, uh, I was really. Uh, uh, Really tweeting. I was really cheering on Brownie. Sorry, I was yeah. really really cheering on Brownie because we know you know we know what he wants to do. But uh, it was good. It was cool to um, uh, cool to uh, uh, see everybody and on that kind of end of things. And man, uh, Eric Pernard, Pernard, the uh, the promoter, he must have gave away you know two hundred tickets. I don't even know. Like it, was, it seemed like the whole industry was there. Oh really? You know what I mean? Cause Did it seem like at a full house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It's good to see. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, W, like I said, WUSA guys on board with us. We're going to be doing the BTOsports.com Gabba Gibbs. We got the NFAB question of the day, race tech emails, X brand goggles tariffs. Did you get those from that guy? Yeah, whoever that was, he uh, sent me those you, questions. Yeah, whoever that guy is, uh, Rory, Rory, Rory Murphy. That's oh. his name is. I don't even know what it is. Hey, uh, live listeners can't hear this right now, but KTMPartsExpress.com. Use the code PULPAMX15. 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. They're here to serve you with great inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. Their warehouse is stocked with huge inventory of genuine KTM parts. Number one online source for genuine KTM parts. KTMPartsExpress.com. PULPAMX15 saves you money when you check out of there. And, of course, Black Ops Moto. Uh, to celebrate the, their hometown race, which has just happened in Daytona, they're going to give 20% off ignition calls for Pulp MX listers only. you got to call in to get it, mention of the show, and you get 20% off. Black Ops Moto, uh, fantastic guys have been around and helping our show for a while. Um, more, with more, more power of these modern bikes, you need more air, fuel, and spark. Four times more energy than out of a stock ignition coil. The Black Ops Moto ignition coil, proven to help you engine starting throttle response acceleration when needed most. BlackOpsMoto.com, you can uh, figure it out and... Um, Learn more about their product that uh, some of the riders in the sport are using, but they really can't talk about it too much. So, uh, looking forward to having a great show. Andrew Short on tonight. He was uh, he was an up and coming guy when Berluti when you were just you know kind of halfway through your mechanicing career. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, we have um, uh, Nick Way. You worked for Nick Way. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nick. You know, I was looking at Nick's stats today when He's... you worked for him at Factory Suzuki. Yeah. He got seventh in the outdoors and uh, fourth. fifth. Fifth? Full fifth in Supercross, yeah. and he was dropped. Yeah, well, you know, RD is with that. I mean, did did we have him for one year? Just one, years? just one yeah. year, just one year, and yeah. done. Yeah. So, kind of, kind of a, kind of a bummer. 
Yeah, I mean, for sure. did you feel like he formed pretty well? I mean, I guess Ricky was coming the next year, so hey, money was yeah, tight, exactly. or, or, or like you said, you know how RD is, right? Yeah, I like, mean, he, he wants he wants winners, you know, of course. Right, you know? right. Uh, how was he to work for? Nick? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's cool. He's, yeah, like I said, he's, he had his, he's hard on setup. <laughs> yeah. You know that. You yeah. work with oh, him, yeah. too, Steve. You know? No, but, absolutely. But what a great guy, though. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, he's thankful. And, I mean, he's fun. He's fun and to it, work with. And what about uh, the dad, T-Way? He, super cool. Oh, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. what a guy. His whole family, you know. Yeah. Mom, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's fantastic to, uh, to have him on the night. Seven Deuce Deuce. Damon Huffman. Yeah, dude. Oh, you, Damon Hoffman. That is cool. You set that up, huh? I did. I, yeah, thought, I felt like it. you were coming in, so I'm like, you know, I don't know. I felt like it was uh, it was appropriate for you. I don't think anybody's heard from him in a long time, huh? Uh, you know what? He's a no. I don't know if anybody has cop. either. He's a cop. Yeah. Can you believe that? Imagine getting pulled over by Damon Huffman. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I think he wants to be a motor cop shortly, but it's hard to get on as a motor cop. I'm not. Oh, sure. by cop, you mean? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, can you imagine getting pulled over by Damon Huffman and being like, are you Damon Huffman? <laughs> also, too, like, not very intimidating guy either. No. Like, not really, you know? So, um, hey, we're going to give away a set of hot cams tonight. Maybe we'll get Watson on the line for our trivia uh, trivia game. Um, we'll see about that. Set of hot cams for somebody's bikes. And also, too, $25 Vortex certificate. We have a couple of those to give away. So, uh, looking forward to that. I don't know. We may just do a random caller. If anybody's out there. 702-586-757. Maybe you can tweet that out, Gibbs, and we'll see if anybody can call in until we go live here. Should be live in about another 10 minutes. So getting lots of tweets and texts from people, industry people and fans and listeners that are not happy with us, Berlut. Golly. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? So, yeah, basically Daytona, uh, Berlut. Did you watch it? Oh, yeah. You watch all of these? Been watching them all. Really? You were at San Diego, I heard. Yeah, I you went, went down to, to San Diego. Yeah, sure enough. Um, yeah. And did you go to any Anaheim's? No, no, just San Diego. Yeah, San Diego. Why, why is that? Why is that? Uh, why did I pick Anaheim? Or, or, no, no, no. Why'd you pick San Diego? Me, San Diego, no yeah. Anaheim's. Yeah. Uh just I like San Diego, and I wanted to see that the new field. What'd you think? You know? I thought it was good. Pits were a bit of a mess. I huh? never went in. I oh, didn't you even didn't? know what those were all about. I just I Damn went about. Loot. I went and hung out at the beach and got there right in time for opening ceremonies. Had a blast. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so what have you been doing? What, tell our listeners like, what's been going on. You're obviously, you were a mechanic for 100 years. For the first, <laughs> first time ever, you're not on the circuit. You're not wrenching for anybody. You're not traveling. No. But what's it like? What, to- I love it. I love the not the traveling part. And, I, you know, there's so much work that goes behind the scenes that people don't understand. You, yeah. it's a great yeah. job, and I loved it, and I love the you know the industry and stuff. But man, it's a lot of work. You know, it really is. And when I know what those guys are going through, you know, the mechanics on on the Hart and Huntington team or the you know RCH RCH team, team. yeah, um, my old buddy uh, Richard and stuff. I yeah. mean, when I know that th- that next morning, you know, after the race, or they got to yeah. build their bike, I don't miss that kind no, of stuff. You, you know, they worked uh, eighteen hours at Daytona, yeah. and then we're out at Sunday morning because the next race being Indy this weekend. Yeah, there's no chance that they're building them there. They're building them in Florida. Exactly. So you're working eighteen hours. You're yeah. getting up at seven or eight in the next morning. You got yeah. it. All that stuff. So I don't miss any of that. I I love the racing part. I love being down on the floor. You know, when your guys out there, and you know, I love all that. It's just. I don't miss – no, I don't miss it, Steve. No, yeah. No. Um, so what have you been doing? i just been doing uh, – I've been – there's some projects I've been wanting to do for myself for yeah. a long time. So i got stuff at the, uh, in the garage and then uh, also projects for some other people, you yeah. know, a few things. You know? Do you miss it? Miss what? The job. 
of wrenching on motorcycles? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, do you? Uh, the, the actual... I mean, is this, is this been a positive thing? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. I, okay. I, I've enjoyed it for myself, for right. sure. Nice. To, you don't find I, yourself missing the sort of your guys, I mean, your crew? Your... Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. I miss that part of it. You mm-hmm. know, I miss working in the truck. You know, yeah. Yeah. when you're building your bike, you're working in the truck, you know, hanging out with, you know, your yeah. your teammates and stuff. That's a good time. You yeah. Know? But, uh, but so it was, a, it was a right decision for you. Like, yes. no regrets. No, no regrets. No regrets. You know, I mean, that doesn't mean I, I might not come back or do something different down the line or yep. something. But yep. uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying the time off. Yeah. And you yeah. Just, just like a normal fan watching them on, on, on TV. Love it, dude, because I am a fan. Yeah. I've been oh, a yeah. fan my whole life. And you always will be, I'm sure. Yeah, I yeah. love it, you know. So. Um, well, that's good. That's good. I'm glad to see you're busy. I'm going to need to come see you and use some of your stuff because I got a new project. Oh, boy. Now project, what do you got? Project 88. What is it? It's an 88 YZ250. Okay. I'll show it to you on a commercial break. All right. Uh, yeah, so I, got, I, need to, I need your press and everything. i got to rebuild it all. No problem. So, um, yeah, yeah I'm going to do the same thing. Um, a listener named Oliver in Alaska gave it to me for free. Uh-huh. I just had to pay the shipping. And uh, so I'm just going to work on it and, and restore it again. Let me so, know. But, uh, well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're not depressed and angry and sad and no not that. at all i'm like i said i've right. i i really do i really the part that i told you that i yeah. that just like you said the next day after daytona you know you have a long hard day and the next morning you're back at it you know people don't know that and yeah. it's it's i don't miss it i've right. done 26 years of it you know Steve. yeah it's so, crazy um yeah. hey your your guy brock tickle Riding good. He's riding very well. Very Went well. down in the first turn with Canard this weekend. Came back to 10th. Fastest lap of the night in the main event. That blew my mind. Uh, Canard yeah. was on it, too. Canard was great, too. Yeah. Uh, but both of those guys. And then, uh, you know, he got a fourth last week or the weekend before. Last week. Last yeah. weekend. I mean, yeah. this guy was this is a guy who was in the hospital with a broken back. I'm telling and, you. And about a year ago. I mean, exactly. how surprised? Yeah. How surprised are you? I'm happy for him. Yeah, I'm. I, you know, I, I'm not that surprised. I'm really happy for him. The guy was started to really come on. He got a fourth at... Uh, Daytona last year, and and then the, yeah. I think the following week is when he got hurt. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You know? so, so, yeah. No, he's got he's yeah. capable, you know, yeah. and uh, he's just got to believe in himself. But he's he's and he's a great guy. So you're really happy for him, you know. So. Right. Looks like uh, looks like Roxon's going to be out at least for a little while, anyways. So how long do you think? Um, uh, I don't know. Probably they're for sure going to to do it uh, for a few weeks. Surgery or just no? I, it no heal? I heard no surgery needed. Just going to put him in a boot. Yeah. And uh, but you know you saw him this weekend. He couldn't even make it through practice, and he hit the wall in Atlanta, and he heard it um, in Atlanta too in practice. I originally heard this weekend that he heard it in at Oakland, casing the jump in Oakland. That was when he first did it. Oh, okay. And then it's sort of been something that's been go ongoing from here and there. So. You know what? That kid is tough. He is. I've yeah. seen, you know, I mean, what I love about him is he never quits. I mean, when he's in the race, you know, like the, the, some of those races, yeah. he st- he went back out there and stayed out there and got points, you yeah. know, a few points, whatever. Right. So, I mean, I, you know, I take my hat off to him, you know. Bummer for your guys, though. It looks like, uh, you know, it looks like it's not going to happen this year for him as far as that goes, but they still got an outdoor title to, to, to win. So, sure. It's tough. It ain't easy. No. I don't care who you get, Steve. It's not easy. Yeah. You know? No, 17 weeks, man. Yeah. It's, it's, and, you know, traveling and grind and trying to practice during the week and everything. I mean, the NASCAR guys got a lot of races, too, but they don't even ride. They don't drive during the week, you know? No. People don't understand that. Um, uh, people don't understand that it's, it's uh, part of the game in, uh, in motocross to try to better yourself and push yourself during the week. Which is super dangerous, only to show up on the weekend and then it's super dangerous again. Right. So, Obviously, in, in car racing, you know, you can't, they, where are you going to practice? Yeah, yeah, no, you for sure. Testing your, and that's it. 
you jump in your Camry and right. go haul ass around the block. Can you believe? <laughs> can you believe that was Dungey's first time winning Daytona? Uh, well, obviously, right? yeah, uh, well, obviously it was. I guess, yeah, but I know. What, but he got a couple seconds and a couple thirds. I guess. I just you know I, I didn't, didn't think know. It, I didn't know that. I didn't think about it until like last week when I heard the stat. I'm like. Wow, like he never did. Like, wow, that's pretty amazing. Like, I would have thought for sure at some point he would have won Daytona. But I guess not. I guess there's always been Stu won it a couple times, RV, of course, tough to beat. So good for Dunge for winning yeah. Daytona. He you was know, he was gone. You know, a question I have, I don't know if you guys have, you know, went over it or whatever, but I have people saying, man, Dungey's better than ever. I, I don't really th- – I, I, don't, I don't feel he is. I think that he's Dungey, and mm-hmm. Dungey's been always awesome. You take, uh, you know, you take Villapoto out of the equation, you take, you know – but he won championships, you know, with them guys, without yeah, them guys. Yeah. I mean, if you get hurt during the season, that's part of it. But he's solid. But do you think he's – I think his bike is better this year because he's happy with it. It seems happier. But do you think Dungy's better than ever? You know what? I've heard the same thing from you. Or not from, from you, from other people in the pit. Same thing that you said. Dungy's better than ever. I'm not sure. I'm with, I think that bike is better than ever. I think that bike is really good. And we're going to have Andrew Short on here shortly to talk about it. I think that bike has helped him. I heard he's not as lost, quote unquote, as testing. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, you know, Dunge, he always he tries a lot of things, yeah. and and he always searching. oh he's always yeah. searching. Yeah. I heard he's not doing as much of that. He's very happy with his bike. You know, he's got Alden Baker on his side now. But it, I mean, his ability, his ability's been great. He's and he try he's always tried as hard. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's. I just think things are working yeah. for him better yeah. and. But no, I mean it would I be. He's a champion from the past, so yeah. people he ain't really. No, I think if anything, RV and James's absence has made people maybe appreciate Ryan Dungey maybe a little more. You know what I mean? Like he was getting beat by those guys, especially in Supercross. I mean, one win last year out of seventeen, he was getting beat by those guys in Supercross, and you, you kind of were like, ah, whatever. Then you realize, wait, he is a bad dude. Even when what he was getting happened? beat by those guys, do you know what I mean? He, he exactly. He, He's so, solid every week. Right. Every that's Dungey's yeah. form, and right now it's Villapoto's out of yeah. it and stuff. I, I I I think I've I've always had complete respect, and I think the, he's awesome. You know, yeah. but I don't think he's any better, better than, than ever. Than ever right. you know? Well, I mean, it's hard to say he's better than ever when. You know, the two guys that beat him last year are out, and now he's winning. And, it, right. I mean, that can't be a coincidence. You know what I mean? Right. You yeah. know, now if those guys were still there and he was winning, now you could yeah, say he's better you, than you ever. You could, yeah. You, they, know? you could, you know, say that. But, I anyway, he's he's been great since he came to Suzuki, you know. He was great yeah. then. You know? No, absolutely. It uh, It's good to see. Um, and Baggett, third. Unbelievable, yeah. Baggett, third. He's solid, huh? Getting better every week. He it looks is, like. man. Yeah. That's your guy Webb over there. Yeah, well, nice pickup. But look, we, us experts in the media, not you, because you're not in the media, but us experts are like, oh, man, that's a bad move. Like, Blake, what are you doing? You're too small. You crash a lot. You're on a bigger bike. Uh, I don't know if I'd do that. Well, hey, the guy's actually smoothed out a little bit. Because he could have stayed longer. Absolutely huh? could have. Yeah. And in this day and age, when guys, st- you know, don't, uh, they stay down there forever. Yeah. So good job by Baggett. Yeah, good. Yeah, good job on his part for sure. I think that, uh, He's one of those type of guys, and we've you know talked about different ones that actually ride a big bike better than a smaller bike. Yeah, sometimes, you know? right? Sometimes. Yeah. Is there anybody else that comes to mind that did that? Do you think in the past? Yeah, in the There's past. There's not I a mean, lot, but there yeah. is a few guys that seem to. Mike Brown was one guy who couldn't ride the big bike as good as a small bike. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, but there yeah. are guys that anybody. Yeah, I didn't know if anybody came to mind when you were thinking about that. Yeah, well, I mean, Anderson obviously can ride them both. Mm-hmm. He's riding. I think he. He's riding very well. Yeah, don't you? Yeah, no, absolutely. You, you've been there, but no, I no. watching. It looks like he's riding well. 
No, absolutely. Uh, Sealy's riding well. Sealy's riding really well. Yeah. Sealy was on it, man. He, the guy was killing it, right? Yeah, for um, sure. So um, it was. It's it's uh, it's pretty amazing to see what he's doing. He worked up from that crash with uh, with Dunge and worked with all the ways back up. Like, mm-hmm. dude, like, what did he end up? What, what did fourth? Like? Yeah, fourth. He ended up getting yeah. back and forth, right? Yeah. Uh, Tomac second. So good job by Eli uh, this past weekend. Berlu, your old school as old school comes. You probably live in an old school. If I go to your house right now, it's probably an old converted school. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, but, that's right. So here's the How question. You know? Here's a question for you: Old Daytona or New Daytona? Uh, as far as like in the Just daytime, w- where it was old Daytona, New Daytona. What do you think? What's better? What's worse? What's better about the new one, the old one? Well, I tell you, it's it's more work as a mechanic in the old days when it's hot as fuck. Excuse my. You can word. say yeah. that. Okay. You can say that. Okay. When it's hotter and humider yeah. than uh, Thailand, you know, and all that shit. But uh, so, but I think that uh, it's better for the crowd. Like it looked to me like they had a phenomenal crowd there this week. They did. They yeah. had a huge crowd, man. So, and, like opening up that tarmac and then having it at night. Yeah, I di- think that's helped big time, huh? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I do miss the the. The 30, 30 guy, thirty man gate. I and, did too. And, yeah. In the middle of the day, and the longer track. Yeah, it was super long. Yeah, it was. I mean, you almost ran out of gas. Yeah, I think it was like thirty five minutes or something. Yeah, it was long, really long. The last year we were there, Tim Ferry, third place. Steve Mathis tuned. Nice. Oh three. Yeah. I think it was thirty seven minutes main event. Wow. Because it was kind of muddy and sort of sloppy. Did you, know? you run a bigger tank? No, we didn't. You made it. Though. I think we were fine. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah, people have ran out a lot. You yeah. know, there's been people that run out of gas last lap, yeah. Were you at Daytona in 87 when Ricky Ryan won? No, I wasn't. No, you started in 88. Right? Actually, 87, no, no. Tommy Watts was hurt. Oh, okay, so you would have been there. Yeah, I would have been there, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so different different Daytona. So what what do you think? What what do you like better? I like I like at night. You I do? like it yeah. at night okay. and just it's electric so at night there. So you're not old school. No, I, no I, as far as... Yeah, if I was to pick, I'm going to be honest with you. I'd say at night. I, I like it the show at yeah. night better. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as far as, you know, the physical part of it and the old schoolness, for sure. I yeah. mean, that's gnarly. You know, it's it, it's to me, I, I call it the roughest outdoor national we go to. But yeah. people think I'm nuts when you say well, that. But it's rough. Dude. Also, too, like Gary Bailey. I don't think he knew how to really build a track. <laughs> I, do, I mean, do you agree? I mean, well, yeah. I don't I think mean, he really knew what he was doing. There was no transitions to the old. Yeah, exactly. He just dumped clay on top of the grass. He used a lot of logs. Yeah, logs and whoops and stuff. Yeah. So I think like near the end of these things, it got dangerous. Do you know what I mean? Oh, big it got time. real dangerous. So yeah, um, it still is dangerous. It is. It, it gets yeah. that way absolutely. Yeah. But at least there's some transitions to the jumps and such like things like that but see i mean at nighttime with shadows it's maybe a little more dangerous we're back in the day it was yeah. dangerous yeah. but at least you could see the track better you know so yeah i don't know there's different ways to look at it no absolutely uh it is it is to, interesting to uh um see how that goes um let's get to our, our our calls here we got a call from tara tara what's going on uh yeah can you hear me yeah we can hear you thanks for calling yeah um you guys are having a problem with the website. I missed the first part of the show, but I do have a question. Yeah, we're we're not live right now, but we will be live very shortly as soon as uh, Devin fixes everything that he screwed up. Oh, Devin. Oh, Devin. Oh, the boots are, n- are so far away. Those boots are like five grand right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, so what's up? What's, there? what's up, Tara? Um, 
uh, a few episodes ago, you guys were talking about the blue flag. Yeah. And my, my question was, so if you're a rider and you're being passed and they're giving you the blue flag, like how many people do you have to pull over for? Uh, just the first three, top five. No, you have to pull. Or, you have to pull over for the leader, the guy that's coming by. The problem that is, is a lot of times the riders don't know who's a lapper and who's not. You know, like sometimes, sometimes like a top factory rider will crash, and he'll be coming through the pack, and there'll be the leader will come through, and you'll see the blue flag, and you'll pull over for the leader. But then the guy that crashed wasn't the lapper. You think he is, and he he gets you. So it's a real kind of a, a ball breaker a little bit when the little blue flag comes out because guys have taken advantage of that and made a lot of passes. And it's not, it's not a pullover flag. It's a, you're supposed to heed way and, and hold your line, right, Steve? I mean, it's not a pullover no, flag. No, no, not a pullover flag. No. No. So does that answer your well, question, Tara? If, if, oh. Well, if you're aware who the leader is, so say you just know. Right. So, so can you – Go back at racing after five of the top guys pass you, or you have to wait. No, you can go you out know. racing as soon as the one guy passes you. Oh, one guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Whoever is whoever is the leader, uh, you can go and uh, let them by, and then just get get right back racing again. Oh, I got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, I, I love the show. I'm sorry I missed the beginning. Yeah, no problem. Um, I I live in PA. Are you giving out tickets for <laughs> Indiana? Uh, I'm probably on Thursday on the Moto 60 show, Thursday at noon. Okay, I'll tune in. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, Vortex Racing, the leader in making top quality racing components for 15 years. Proud supporter of our show for a couple now. thousand different gear choices for sprockets. They got chains as well. And uh, as well as the sprockets and chains, they have a V3 motocross bar that is 29% stronger than competition. Nice. Uh, you can ride the confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of R&D and testing in these bars. Baggett uses the sprockets. Uh, Babbitt's Kawasaki uses bars and sprockets. And uh, it's 29% stronger. So with that, let's welcome in our next guest. He is number 29. Andrew Short, what's up, man? Uh, hanging out, man. Thanks, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We're not live right now, but it'll be live, on a, you know, it'll be live shortly. So if all your <laughs> family and friends are listening, they're just going to hear us right now. Um, I'm sure they're all worried. I know, huh? Vortex Racing bringing you BTO Sports, KTM, Andrew Short. First of all, Shorty, we'll get into you being sick at Atlanta, too, but this weekend, you almost didn't make the race. Yeah, the last two weekends have been pretty eventful for me, and, uh, you know, I I guess that's life. I suppose everyone goes through little things like this that um, turns them upside down, so it could be a lot worse. I have my health, and I was able to make the race, and whatnot, but it's definitely an interesting story on how I ended up getting to the race this weekend. Yeah, tell us. So you're sitting in you're sitting in Austin, uh, Texas on Friday. Delta's got mechanicals. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it started off as a typical Friday morning, you know, for, I've been racing Supercross since 2001 and I've never had an issue getting to a race. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, with weather or whatever, but you're still, there's always a possibility you arrange it and get around it, but this weekend... I was pretty confident that I'd get there. And then as the day wore on, I started getting a little more nervous and starting to, you know, rethink the situation. <laughs> and I saw a sunrise and a sunset at the same gate, you know? Yeah. Oh, shit. So, oh. And it was a mechanical issue. They flew two planes from Atlanta trying to get parts for it, and they could never seem to get it to, to fly. And uh, so, yeah, obviously. And, and it was uh... – got- it was spring break, so he couldn't, every fight was full. Everybody was waiting. There was no room for you at all, yeah. even though, you know, you're super yeah. high up in Delta. 
<laughs> and it, spring break obviously was one issue, but the other, the, the biggest hurdle was uh, they had ice up in Dallas earlier in the week. Okay. And so American Airlines bought out every ticket there was in Houston, San Antonio, and Austin to get their passengers out. Right. Because there's so many people that missed their flights. So there's no available flight out of Austin until uh, Sunday, basically afternoon sometime. <laughs> and we checked every airline, you know, Southwest, American, and there was nothing, you know. And Delta was saying the same thing. Like, you have to stay on your flight. But there was a mechanical. So, uh, mm-hmm. Seiji, the guy who helps me with training and uh, everything, put it on Facebook. Like, hey, my buddies have a plane. Yeah. And so there's this one kid, uh, Austin uh, Boney, who turns out I didn't know much about him until uh, the situation happened. But he had a plane, and he's a pilot, and mm-hmm. he, uh, he met us in Smithville, and so off we went. You know, like a little twin prop thing, huh? Wow. Like uh, It was a single engine. Uh, it was a Saratoga 2, I think. I don't know the exact name of the yeah, plane, yeah. but yeah. it's not like I've spent a lot of time in a small airplane like that. So I was really nervous, and I didn't know him. So right. you, know, you don't really trust the pilot <laughs> oh, or whatever. And, but once I got to know him, man, I, we couldn't have met a better person. Our Seiji knew who he was, but yeah. I never know a Seiji if he's he's pretty <laughs> loose, you know. Like, he just goes with it, and I'm more conservative. So I didn't really know what to expect. But the guy, uh, he was on top of it, and I definitely gained a lot of respect for him. But it was a long night, man. Um, so you, um, you left? What time did you leave Smithville at? Uh, we left about 8 o'clock at night. Oh, and you flew, yeah. so you got you to stop. Yeah. For, you had to stop for fuel somewhere, right? And then got yeah, into... we stopped in Pensacola for fuel, and then uh, another few hours, and we got in Daytona about three something. Got to the hotel and in bed at four o'clock in the morning, and woke up at whatever ten, whatever time. Yeah, yeah, I woke yeah. up at nine just so I could right. make track walk. <laughs> right, right, dude. Yeah. And then yeah, like honestly, I have no problem with flying, but I I've, I've never been in a real small plane. That would kind of freak me out, yeah, too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, sure. things probably moving, right, and all that. Did you take a that nap before the main? Did you get yeah, a nap it, in it the daytime? It was super smooth. Oh, it was I'm super sorry. smooth until we got to Daytona, and we had a land. And as you know, it was raining Friday night, mm-hmm. and there was some pretty high winds landing. So it was a little dodgy coming in there. But especially when it's so foggy and you're in a tiny plane, and you're like, oh, I still don't see the landing. And it's like, <laughs> you know, the instruments are saying it's 500 feet down there, and it's still not there, and you're blowing all over the place. It's oh, a little gnarly. Dude. No, absolutely. Um, and, and, yeah, and then did, so did you sleep late before the main event? Did you get did you lie down at, at all, get a nap in? No, no. I didn't nap. I, I can't wake up on race day if I take a nap. So <laughs> I just drank some coffee and – I went for it. It didn't work out too well in the main. Obviously, I I died. Well, worked for your starts, dude. His starts have been on fire. Killing it, yeah. Um, you you got sick before Atlanta too from food poisoning, and yep. that didn't go well for you that oh, race. Boy. And then now, did you still feel like it? it you know, like the, the travel day, and then still being a little bit sick. Did you did it catch up to you in Daytona? Oh yeah, for sure. I yeah. didn't ride uh, from Atlanta to Daytona either all week. I did a little bit of trail riding uh-huh. on Monday. Yep. And I I rode enough to know that my body wasn't feeling very good and just kind of parked it. Right, right. So right. I haven't ridden much in the last few weeks, and obviously it's catching up. But at some point, you have to get your health back, and that was uh, priority number one. And yeah. So yeah, it's been a struggle, man. But that's racing, and it's been a lot of fun. Like uh, Bird Lady said, my start's been on point. I got to lead a few laps and. Mm-hmm. I felt like my speed was good, just uh, my body shut down. So um, um, it's that that part of the season where I need to pay it back a little bit um, to go forward. 
Yeah, Vortex Racing bringing you BTO Sports KTM. Bringing you BTO Sports KTM. And led seven, uh, seven right? laps. Yeah, that was a long time. In, in Daytona, that, that had been pretty sweet, though. I mean, you're you're in your mind, you're like, look, I cannot hold this, but I'm going to go as as much as I can, right? Exactly. You just got to try, right? Right, and right. I honestly thought I would have a little more in reserve for the main, but once <laughs> I tanked, I dude, I, my mind just went in. Yeah. At that point, I was. Uh, trying to survive and do my best and but man i didn't think i would you know hit the wall as hard as i did but yeah pretty frustrating but there's nothing i mean considering my last two weeks like you said with all the different situations and getting food poisoning and my body's just a wreck so and (laughs) now that i'm older it doesn't quite come back as quick as it used to Mm -hmm. but it's definitely a lot more fun and uh you know some i had a lot of positive things come out of it so we'll see where it goes from here Berluti, what was the closest you ever came to missing a race from travel, or did you ever miss a race? Uh, no. I one time was really running late to get my bike built. Oh, so one of those deals where I I had maybe oh, that. No, that but sucked. I mean like traveling to a race, like as a mechanic. Did you ever have any like driving? Yeah, or whatever, flying. Driving? Well, no, I, well, no. No. No, I mean, I usually we get there a couple days ahead of time. So, like in a situation, yeah. Well, we had we had built our bikes. Oh, okay. Um, after a race, and then the next race was Unadilla, and I had all these troubles getting to Unadilla. You know, typical Unadilla problems on the Friday, and it was a, this was the Yamaha days, and then I could only get to Newark, and I had to I got to Newark about one in the morning, and I had to drive to Unadilla. I got to Unadilla, geez, I don't know, probably one or two in the morning. Wow, you know, on on uh, on Friday, and then uh, uh, to get up, go right to the track. Yeah, so. no, I never, I never cut it that close. Right. Never had that issue. And Shorty, this is by far the closest you've ever come, huh? To missing a race. Oh yeah, I've heard of like Bullman saying a similar story. It might have been the same year, but him and Fonseca, I think, had a hard time getting to Unadilla one year. Yeah, they drove from Chicago to Unadilla. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that was the retro year, the year that we had the retro yeah. bikes. That he had an issue, but. Uh, um, it's a long drive, dude. Right? Yeah, I had to drive. For me, it was only like three hours. It's not that far from Newark, you know. But uh, yeah, it was not not fun at all. Hey, uh, you're the only guy KTM guy running the uh, air suspension. How's that working out? Uh, it's good. I, I really like it. There's another guy, Nathan Watson, in the GPs that's running it yeah. on the Husky as uh, well. Uh huh. But that's the older chassis, you know. So uh, he runs a shock similar to what I ran last year in outdoors. But he runs the current air fork. Yep. Um, I'm racing there too. So, but yeah, I love it. Um, I'm not quite sure how it's going to work outdoors yet. Mm-hmm. I've had one test with that, and I'm looking forward to uh, testing with the Euros again after St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I have a little better idea how it's going to handle um, outdoors. But right. Supercross, man, I've really enjoyed it. I've I was kind of scared initially because I've heard horror stories with people trying to turn on them and stuff. But right, um, the system that WP has come up with, I think, is uh a lot lower pressure than what other guys run. And so you don't get that uh, it, where it unloads coming up the transition of a berm. So I feel like for me, it's almost an advantage. Mm-hmm. And for me, especially with my team, because I got I got to test a lot and set my bike up exactly how I wanted. And uh, a lot of hands-on attention that I probably wouldn't normally get um, if I was running the traditional fork. So right. it was really good for me. And it was also fun just to be a part of uh, a project that, they invested a lot of money in, but um, they also pride themselves on trying to push the boundary and trying to do something new. Right. Uh, Berlou, do you know they got to add weight to Shorty's bike to make the weight limit? Can you believe that on a four-stroke? 
Because of the air fork? Yeah, the bike's light anyways. The bike's right. super light anyways. And then, yeah, air fork and shock. That's incredible on I mean, a, four, I on remember a 450. You know? We used to do jumping jacks if we could get it under 230. We'd freak <laughs> out if we could get like two, yeah. 228, 227. Back in the two-stroke 250 days, there was only one year, but I, I, I had to add weight. Yeah, we did too. It depends on the, yeah. the track and what tire was running. Right, right. Because, yeah. I mean, tires like two, uh, you can change by a pound, yeah. you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, we ran lead pivot bolts with the aluminum frame, YZ250s, oh, really? yeah. to make the weight. Wow. But uh, four strokes on the weight limit? No. Wow. Yeah. That's... So, um, Shorty. Oh, oh. I also think, though, like the weight's important, but I've ridden like light bikes, especially at Honda and like the 08 Honda was really, really light, but it, it typically wanted to go straight, where the 09 was a little heavier because of fuel injection, mm-hmm. but it had a sensation that felt lighter, you know, just because of where the the weight was, where it was rotating or whatever, you know, and the the pivot location and the counter-craft location and all that stuff. I yeah. think that makes a difference, too. I mean, you can have a light bike, but sometimes for sure the numbers don't always feel the way as, you know, yeah. You take the weight off in the wrong places, there's an issue. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, also, too, before you got on, we were talking about Ryan Dungey. Of course, he, he's stretched out his lead with the win in Daytona. Talking to Carlos and talking to some people at KTM Shorty, Dungey is in love with that new bike. Like, he, he's really a fan of it. And obviously, you're, got, you're a guy that's been around a long time, and you're on it, too. The thing's pretty yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. And, you know, for me, I only knew Hondas before. Mm-hmm. So that was my only comparison, but the old bike, I didn't, I felt like the settings had to be just right. You know, the window, um, to get it set up was really narrow. Whereas uh-huh. the new bike, the settings don't have to be spot on. It works on a wider variety of tracks and conditions. And I think that is really helpful for a rider and their confidence. And, you know, like both of you guys have, when you work with your riders, you can almost see them when they first go out on the track, whether they're feeling it that day or not, mm-hmm. whether they're struggling and how the confidence is. And I think with the new bike, it really allows you to uh, have that comfort factor. And I think that's where you see somebody like Dungey and if Dino was still riding. Mm-hmm. You know? But Marvin, same thing with the new bike. It's like, it, allow, it allows you to not have to ride at the limit or ride over your head. And it also just gives you that comfort and confidence factor. And that's huge. And I think they're going to benefit from that for mm-hmm. you know many years now that they have right. a base and it's cool. And your teammate, Justin Brayton, he's back riding. So he should be racing soon, maybe a couple of weeks or whatever. I think this weekend from mm. what I was told or understood, oh, yeah. maybe it's yeah, yeah. changed, but right. yeah, I think he's coming back. Oh, Brayton's back. Um, yeah. The, the bike, uh, the bike's pretty sweet. No doubt. They've made, they've made some good strides yeah. on that. And, uh, and dude, I think they're going to sell a whole whole lot of them, man. Yeah, they're taking over. They're taking over. Yeah, they really sure. are. <laughs> they're so aggressive, off road stuff, and you know, and, and even like um. So they picked up the uh, Troy Lee Designs team for two fifty support team. They got the BTO team, of course. They got their factory team. Now they have a, they have another team, uh, like an Orange Brigade team on the side with Dakota Alex that mm-hmm. James Coy is running. Yeah. Remember James Coy? Yeah. He's running, and I don't even know what that is, but it's some sort of, you know. He was doing it last year, yeah. but Alex got hurt early yeah. and whatever. Yeah. But you know what I mean? They just got another support team out there. Uh-huh. It's just like, man, yeah, they are aggressive. Yeah, they're, they're going to sell a lot of product. I know locally in Vegas, they, it's, uh, they sell probably more KTMs right now, it seems like. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Shorty, uh, your contract's up this year, right, I think? Yep. How much longer you want to go? You, another couple years, or what, what are you thinking? I'm not sure. At the beginning of the year, I didn't know maybe this was going to be my last one. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, stop but, it. Eh, 
Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, now, yeah, I mean, at this point, I want to race another year, I feel like. Right. After that, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I I love racing more now than I ever have, I think, because mm-hmm. there's less pressure, and I try to just have more fun. Right, right. Um, where before, I felt like it was always a failure if I wasn't just killing it. <laughs> so I try to have a little more of an open mind and try to really appreciate it. I know that the window's closing, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I think that makes me appreciate how cool the bike is and, you know, having a mechanic there and just the access and riding the best tracks and, you know, the whole atmosphere. I think you become numb to it after a while, but when you realize it's going to go away, um, you really appreciate everything that goes into it. So, yeah, but at the same time, dude, I'm looking forward to going trail riding in Colorado and a lot of other opportunities I haven't had to do because you're racing weekend week out, whether it's playing with the kids or, you know, doing silly stuff, but right. a lot of riding, a lot of riding things I'd like to go do. You'll go probably ride. ride you'll probably ride after you quit, right? Oh yeah, I'll probably ride more than I do now. Yeah, I mean, you love riding. <laughs> it's doesn't isn't the travel kind of wear on you? you? You know, obviously as a mechanic, but a rider, the same thing, huh? Yeah, I think you guys can relate to that. I feel like the yeah. older I am, the more I need to sleep, and the plane flights they just ruin you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. I think for me, the recovery now that I'm older. It takes a lot longer for me to feel normal after a race weekend, and that's why I say I feel like I'll ride more when I'm done racing because I'm always trying to get my body good so I'm fresh and sharp and my reaction times, I don't form bad habits, practicing, stuff like that. So, I don't know. So, I, uh, mm. It's different. So for you now with, the, with, with not having ridden in a bit and food poisoning and then, you know, obviously feeling in Daytona, when do you do – you, when is less is more? Do you know what I mean? Like, when do you uh, maybe start just trying to ride during the week to build it back up? Or, or maybe maybe not because that wears you out still from being sick. Like, what's the what's the game yeah. plan going forward? Yeah, I'm good now. Like, for okay. me, it just I had no energy. I lost, you know, five, six pounds after uh, at Atlanta, basically, when I yeah. got home. Yeah. So I was down. My calorie intake was down. wasn't sleeping because I wasn't feeling good, stuff like that. So, But now, now I'm good. And for me, just getting caught up on my sleep, and I feel good now, you know, where I can train and ride again. But there for a couple of weeks, it wasn't good. Um, and I have, you know, I, when you get older, you have such a big base from racing for so long that uh, you're not going to lose it that quick. I think as long as you're uh, rested and ready, you're good. But um, So I think now I'll be back to the normal routine. But right. I think a lot of people lose perspective. Like there's so many racers that are dealing with issues and some people keep it quiet and others are just more vocal and let it out. But you know, like you see some riders just tanking, maybe even like Reed at the beginning of the year, he didn't look so good. Maybe there was an issue there, but now he's killing it. Yeah. So yes. it's weird to see how each rider adapts and how they, uh, you know, move and, uh, get on with it. You, uh, yeah, you still top 10 of the points, even with, uh, you know, these issues and the troubles can't, can't complain. Uh, Vortex Racing bringing you BTO Sports, KTM, Andrew Short. Let's get to the phone calls here. We do have Terry. Terry, you got a question for Andrew Short? Hey, Andrew. What's up, buddy? I'm uh, Terry Deck from Bastrop. Nice. Hey, man. <laughs> a couple of questions. One, I was reading an article saying that you were, you're pretty stoked on your new KTM. Are you riding the Ryan Dungey KTM or are you riding uh, last year's Works KTM? No, I, I ride the new bike. It's, uh, I guess the official name is the 2015 and a half. But it's the same mm-hmm. bike Ryan Dungey's on. Our team runs uh, 
little different components like FMF exhaust and talon wheels and ODI bars, little things like that. But for the most part, the bike is uh, very similar to what Ryan rides. And um, I have oh. different suspension, like Steve mentioned earlier, but it's still built in the same place and same people tuning it. And so, yeah, it's real similar. And I've actually ridden the new stock bike since I've been back to uh-huh. Texas, the one they're going to sell. And or I guess it's for sale and should yeah. be in dealers now. But it's a pretty amazing bike, man. Like we were talking earlier, they're going to sell a lot of those. And Yeah, I guess they're all sold out. To, what's that? I think they're all sold out, the new bike, apparently. Yeah, but yeah. for those customers that got them, man, it's, pretty much as close to a works bike as you're going to get so it's pretty cool. cool ktm put together and it's a fun bike to ride right on thanks terry so are you gonna are you gonna let your uh, wife uh, race one of the ones that the local races in are we gonna see her <laughs> on <laughs> no, she, she's like a 350 diehard her and she, her dad so. she, uh, she's cr right. 125 terry she hauls ass on a CR125, like no other. Oh, I know. I, 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 I know his wife very well. We used to ride and race together years ago, so she's yeah, fa- she still hauls the mail. She's faster than Moser, that's for sure, too, I heard. So th- thanks, <laughs> thanks, Terry. Yeah, she's pretty fast. All right, talk Thank to you, you later. Email Roger at Vortex Racing for 40% off um, uh, if you want. And, uh, and Gibbs, what's, Gibbs, you got one of these bikes? No, no, I don't have one of those bikes, but um, I was at Carter, our local shop here in Vegas, mm-hmm. and they had a, a factory edition KTM, and they had sold it that day for fifteen grand. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Re- retail was like 10 I think. Yeah, some guy came in and was uh, like retail out the door at the place was like, I think, 12 mm-hmm. out the door, and some guy so, went and bought it, and another guy came in at the same time. He was like, oh, this is the last one. I got fifteen grand in my pocket right now. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. When did you see it? Uh, I saw it. It was, what, what was that, uh, last Thursday? Oh, okay. Yeah, so just recently. But, yeah, uh, then I went down to the track this weekend and like, I, saw the bike there. I remember the uh, when YZ400s came out, guys were getting over retail for them, dealership, sure. People were freaking out about those things. Yeah, so, I'm sure. Same idea. Well, it was the first thing out. You know, right. Everybody wants what's the yeah. next best thing, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, thanks, Shorty. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, thanks. Good, good job in Daytona. It's nice to see that, you know, I mean, good job starting and leading laps anyways. You know, I, let's take the yeah. positive away from it. So, um, you know, that part was good. So Yeah. I had my two worst races of the year in the last two weeks, but yeah. at least I know why and how to turn around, I guess. Yeah, so. and like I said, you're still top ten in the points. Nothing to be ashamed of there in this field, no doubt. So, yeah. uh, thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. Have a good uh, night. See you, Andrew. All right. Andrew Short, everybody, BTO Sports, KTM, Andrew Short. Hey, let's take our first commercial break here. Why don't we do that? Uh, Maybe we'll be live when we come back. I don't know. Swiss Corps was on hold for 40-some minutes, and then they hung up on him. Fuck it. (laughs) They got hung up on. Can you believe that? Kill somebody. I know, right? So we're still working on making it live, but if you're listening to this, then that means it's tomorrow, and who gives a shit? (laughs) Right? Right. All right, we'll be right back here in the Pulp and Max Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Fly Racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. 
whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support a sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Usually, Safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? Back in 2007, many of you bought the wrong neck brace by mistake, and we don't blame you. We did too. But there's good news. You don't have to make the same mistake again. Since then, things have changed drastically. The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. 
How's it going? My name's Chris Laredo. Patrick Marker. Scott Lewis. My name's Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pikes mechanic. Wrench on the number 10, Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Barsh. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. Uh, the best thing, yeah, it's like gutter on Galfer. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within works connection is proud to be a sponsor of pulp mx because just like you they're passionate and dedicated to the sport for over 23 years now they've been producing innovative products like their pro launch start device and the 123 easy build elite perch line just take a look around the ama pro pits and you'll see works connections proving ground for products under the canopies of yoshimura suzuki rch racing star racing and other top teams plus they now stock hints and clutch components peg armor arc lovers and fasco products too works connection your one-stop shop for cutting edge products visit them on the web at w www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new line of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX 
Roostmx, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional-level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. For almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race-proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Pulp MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black Ops Moto. Hey, 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 hey. W-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Roger at VortexRacing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's a win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys.
everybody. With the power of today's motocross bikes, doesn't it make sense to be able to safely and efficiently bring that power to a stop? Doesn't it? Galfo USA does just that. Galfo manufactures premium braided brake lines, brake pads, oversized rotors for several popular applications. In fact, Galfer's preferred braking system, a BTO Sports KTM, JGR Yamaha, TLD Lucasoil KTM, Rockstar Husky, Cycle Trader, Rock River, and a whole laundry list of teams. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at, at Galfer USA. Brake lines are all made in the USA. And, uh, you know, guys get pipes, they get suspension, they get graphics, they get all this crap for their bikes. Why do you ignore their brakes? Don't ignore your brakes. Galfer USA. Go fast. Brake faster. Two under. They offer the pinnacle of tagless mid-rise regular fit boxer briefs. They innovated the Joey pouch. The Joey pouch, Berlute. Joey pouch? Yeah, I got to get you a pair of these. What are they? They're underwear. Two under. Enter the code PulpMX2015 at twounder.com. The number two, UNDR.com to save 20%. The, go to sponsor deals on pulpmxshow.com. And uh, all of our uh, guys offer, most of our guys offer uh, discount codes. Swing shift and day shift line. It's great underwear. Gibbs has a pair. It's yeah. my favorite underwear. It's his favorite Absolute underwear. favorite underwear. Comfy. I have the day shift and I have the gear shift. The day shift is a little bit more of like an everyday wear, whereas the gear shift is like something you would wear if you were riding a bike or your dirt bike or whatever you're doing on. I absolutely love them. Every time I wash them, they're come right back on. They're, yeah? They're, they're the best underwear I've ever Joey, had. Joey, huh? Are you, are you become marsupial or something? I, I'm, I'm working. Yeah, for sure. There's zero chance he knows what marsupial means. <laughs> he don't? I'm not going to answer that question. You don't know. You do yeah. not know what it means. Yeah. What does it mean? No. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he doesn't. Oh, okay. he doesn't hold, on, hold on. Give me, uh, give me a minute. Let me... Siri. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Uh, hey, uh, time for the NFAB question of the day. Let's do it. The NFAB question of the day. Dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories from NFAB. Visit uh, n-fab.com. They got some great products. Uh, proud sponsors of the uh, Cycle Auto Trader uh, JGR Yamaha team with uh, Pike, Nicoletti, and Barsha. Uh, fantastic guys. Made in Houston, Texas, USA. I got a set of these steps on my Ridgeline. Berlude, I've never been happier. N-fab.com. And you're getting a new one soon, They huh? support the sport. Well, uh, what are we in? We're in 2015 right now. Yeah. We're not going to see that truck until probably early 2016. Oh. So it's going to be a while. Oh, okay. But you saw the drawings? You saw all that? Yeah, you oh. sent me the... Yeah. Oh, did I send it to you? Yeah, because I, I sent you a text about... <laughs> what, a, what uh an idiot I am sending it to you. <laughs> but, well, you sent it to me because I, I sent you that one text or that one picture. Yeah. Something about... Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that for a Okay, all right. Fantastic uh, guys down there at NFAB. So... Oh, the, Nicoletti, huh? He can start. He's good, man. Pike. What about it. Pike this weekend? I... That's your guy. His speed is unbelievable. His speed is unbelievable. He's got to get a little bit better fitness. He, you know, his foot injury and his knee injury. I don't think he rides much during the week. No. You know, so uh, it's kind of like kind of catching up to him a little bit. Um, but the question of the day, because we talked about this all commercial, you and Gibbs, uh, big debate. RV and the GPs. Let's get Tony Berluti's thoughts on, on uh, Ryan Villapoto and his a GP uh, conquest. What do you what do you what do you think? I am so into it. I I you're into it right now. That's that's what I look forward to more so than Supercross. Absolutely, I'm <laughs> oh, loving Berlude. it. You know, nice, nice to hear. Um, and how so- about Poto with your <laughs> when we're talking about picks for for Supercross? His pick was always done. Did you remember? It was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was. Yeah. Um, 
the first uh, the first weekend, you were in tears, I imagine. Ah, uh, you know what? I kind of <clears throat> saw what happened. I, yeah, I was bummed. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? He salvaged what he could with you know yeah. all things considered, you know, and got some good points. And you know, I I don't have any doubt in the guy. Yeah, all, it went uh, one three this weekend for the overall. Yeah, uh, it was hot as balls. It looked like and uh, short in the second motos. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I didn't think he was gonna. Well, first of all, I didn't think he would. I didn't think he would rebound fast enough to get on the podium yeah. this week yeah. after going nine eight. Like he was pretty far off the pace, even without the bike problems. He still was off the pace. Really. Oh, yeah. Steve, I, come on. In that second moto before his rear brake went out, he wasn't moving forward. No, no, I, I'm with you on that. You know? But he had there were so many issues he had that week. Well, that's why I didn't think he could iron him out in one week. Oh, I got you. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And, and, as far as setup. Right. Yeah. And so he did. And then when I saw him, well, I knew it was going to be hot as balls. I knew that from last year and what everybody was saying on Twitter and people that I t- tweeted back in the, at the race itself. So when he won that qualifying race by 33 seconds. I was loving it. No, I was not loving it. I'm like, dude, do not overextend yourself. Like, it is going to be a killer tomorrow. And those Euro guys know that. They don't care. that You know what I mean? They do not care that you won or whatever. You know what I mean? So, um, uh, You really thought about it at that time, huh? That guy's never had an issue with with physical. No, he hasn't. He's gnarly. He's incredible. He's Ryan Villapoto. But... um, I just thought that there would be, like, hey, those guys, those Euro guys, like, he, if he won by five seconds or ten seconds, it doesn't matter. A win's a win. You know what I mean? But seeing them crush him by 33 seconds, I got a little worried, to be honest. Well, I really did. He even made comments that uh, he's got to learn. He's got to learn the system because they ride a lot more than he's used to riding and stuff. Yeah. So yep. he's going he's gonna to back it down next time, it sounds like, you know? Yeah, and then I think it did catch up to him in that second moto a little bit, you know? I do think it caught up to him a little bit. Apparently, it must have. That's, yeah. yeah. But uh, so, Berlut, you're into it. I love it. I, I'm so yeah. I'm excited. I, I I've never paid much attention to it, but I'm definitely paying a lot of attention to it now. Oh man, that's funny. I didn't know you'd be into it that much. You oh, know? I really, yeah, I really am. I'm excited. I mean, I I love him as an athlete. I think the guy's you know did some wonderful things over here, and you know people you know try to write him off or something. How can you write somebody like that off? Yeah. You know? No, I agree. Yeah, uh, I absolutely agree. Uh, coming up with Nick Way uh, on the show here and uh, and maybe the Seven Deuce Deuce as well. So looking forward to having those guys on. Uh, they're coming up right away on the Pulp Mech Show presented by btosports.com and Fly Racing. So, <clears throat> yeah, it should be interesting to see what he goes, how he goes from here. You know, I think that uh, he's going to be pretty pumped. He's got to be pretty stoked that he took the overall win. And I think that uh, going forward, you know, he'll bike will get better and everything else. Uh, we had DV on the show last week, uh, Berlut. And he said that he heard that that first moto takeoff uh, mm-hmm. was not bike related, was rider error. And I'm just like, what? I mean, you know, you've raced plenty of times. Have you ever had that kind of an issue? I mean, dude, you let the Ryan, clutch out, you're gone. This right? is Ryan Villapoto we're talking and, about. And, well, that's without saying, but I'm just saying for yourself. Yeah, no. Have I you know. ever done that as a Steve Mathis racer? No. Well, I know you've won all those Manitoba championships, but. Four of them. I will speak for myself. I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, absolutely. And uh, that's why, you know, I think it was just a problem with their launch control or their ignition or whatever. That's, why I got, that's what I got from talking to the Cowie guys. Unless he started in fifth I, gear accidentally. Not sure, I'm not sure why DV would, would claim it wasn't that. But, um, 
yeah, so anyways, hey, uh, roostmx.net, roostmx.net, Pulp Nation section on their website. they got Pulp Mex t-shirts, stickers, bike graphics. Uh, they've been in business for a long time. They offer a wide range of stuff from uh, custom products from your t- for- from your bikes and trailers to T-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround, of course, proud sponsors of the Cycle Trader Rock River team. Uh, RoostMX.net is proud to bring you on our show. He is the original 2-7. The Nick Way. What's going on, man? What's happening, guys? How are you? Nick, what's happening? Hello. What up? How you doing? You're looking better every week. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. How was Daytona? Ah, ah. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I would have liked it done better, but you always say that, though. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a kind of a tricky track for me. Just, I mean, I don't know. I'm not used to literally that. What I don't. What's the mileage marker on that straight away down the finish line? Were you guys going that fast? <laughs> I mean, you could have if you really wanted it. <laughs> 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 hey, well, you're actually, you're absolutely right. Actually, that was, uh, uh, it was haul- those guys were hauling ass. Fuck, and it was getting rough as fuck. I'm sure. Huh? Uh, what about Tomax Big Wheelie? You're like, oh. that was badass, dude. Um, so yeah, and hey, so Chad was telling me it was the best Daytona track in in years. Uh, I don't know where he, why he was saying that to you. I mean, I thought it was okay, but I mean, I think there was like five turns in the whole track. Yeah. So I tried. I tried one of those MX11 dumb up the paddle tire. Yeah, yeah. Like for the start specifically, and just yep. for the sheer fact that because those things, in my experience, don't corner very well. But no, there really wasn't too many turns. So. You didn't need to worry about it, right? Yeah, I wasn't too concerned. Right. Did you run the main? No, nothing. I, I didn't end up using it just because, like the traction so inconsistent i was gonna loop out because when it does flip up, she up. <laughs> did you feel like uh how's how's the uh the shadows and everything in that place is it all right yeah i mean it's a little different but i mean mm-hmm. it's no different than um like say oakland or okay somewhere where the, oh, okay. Somewhere where the dirt it's basically just like the dirt's dark it's nothing to do with the lighting it's just yeah, it's hard to judge some of the ruts and such just for the fact that the dirt's so dark. It, it doesn't look like fun when you're out there late in that 450 man event. There's nothing that looks like fun on that. Kind of like Colorado at night. I think Colorado was worse. Yeah, than, that was pretty. Colorado nice. was pretty bad. <laughs> Colorado was pretty bad. Especially it was the, pretty bad, especially the first year, huh? Yeah. Um, hey, uh, so do you look? This is probably going to be your last year, and. Although every time I talk to you, you're like, I don't know. And then your wife says, oh, no, it's his last year. So I sense there's still some issues at home, Nick, that you need yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, I don't think to, that, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't really, I mean, it's not my goal to be out there and be in 15th. So, right. I mean, I'm, I'm trying the best I can. I mean, if I can improve to where I'm more competitive, then we'll rethink it. But Right, right. I don't know. <laughs> we'll There's be- not really in the mode where I'm thinking like, oh, I'm, I'm not racing anymore because yeah. I'm at the practice track hitting quads. I'll, I'll grab fifth for the whoop, whatever it takes. <laughs> we were just talking. Berluti worked for you. I worked for you. And, um, of course, I was probably much better than Berlute, I'm sure. But um, in, 2000, no in 2004, Factory Suzuki, you got seventh in the Motocross Series and fifth in the Supercross Series, and you got dropped. That had to suck. I, didn't, I, I well, knew you did well that year, but maybe not that well. That's two solid finishes. Well, I mean, they brought Ricky in. I know, but they, they had a, 
they had a new bike to develop, and I was I was a proven not very good tester, so it was that. <laughs> so who they hire for the second spot? Was it Tortelli? Uh, yeah, Tortelli. Tortelli, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Looking back, yeah, I mean, I would have liked to stay for sure. Mm-hmm. Been would have been rad. But, yeah, yeah. What do you I mean, mean? The next year, the next year with MDK was pretty tough, just for the fact that it was like a new team. Yeah, but you did that. good that year. He at the time he had KTM's best ever finish at a Supercross. Oh, I'm thinking. No, that year. I was Honda oh, then. Oh, on the Honda. Yeah, yeah on the oh. Honda. You you had a good year that year, huh? He, he did. Yeah. Well, '05 it was '05. I rode two strokes in Supercross and hurt my knee, so I missed. But I, I started pretty decent, and then the '06 I did pretty well. I got some podium. Maybe that's what I'm thinking back. of. Yeah. 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 How was the CR252 stroke back then indoors? Yeah. Not so good. One huh? Wasn't it? One okay. Bad. I thought that that new bike they had a case. I mean, it read. wasn't very fast, but right. But it was it, it got the job done. No bottom end, huh? Case Reed. Yeah, it was Case Reed. Yeah, yeah. Which, which people, Case Reed electronic power valve. People didn't like it. Did you like it, Nick? No. Uh, so it, was, it wasn't so bad. I, I I remember that the '05 they changed a bunch of stuff, and it, the bike was super late to come out. So I borrowed Transworld's test bike and used it for a few rounds because it was like quite a bit faster. <laughs> oh really? That's uh, <laughs> I took their test bike to Mitch's, and he did it for me. Nice. And it was like night and day faster than the 04 model. Yeah, yeah. Mafia Motor Crew's Nick Way on the line. RoostMX.net bringing you uh, Nick Way on the show, one of our favorites. Maybe if you don't race next year, you can come to Vegas every Monday and be the permanent co-host. Yeah, I don't know about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> that means I won't even be on <laughs> thought, at all. Thanks, thought, Steve. Thought you might Fuck, I'm out of here, dude. You, maybe just, you know. Um, but look, what's been happening, dude? I, honestly, I've been missing you. Really? Oh, I, I yeah. miss all you guys. I do. No, I've been doing good. I just, I'm just i loving life at home. I'll tell you that right now. He sounds really happy, Nick. I was asking him earlier. <laughs> sounds really happy with everything. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'll get tw- another sponsor. I'm bringing Berlue out of retirement. Right on. <laughs> I'll be there for you, bud. Watch out, Nasty. Watch out, Big Nasty. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah like, you know, like, you know. He's like a he's like the head tech. I don't know. Yeah, bouncing my ideas off. What do you think about changing this uh, pull rod, man? I don't know. <laughs> what about changing some timing? Eh? You would love that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nick would love it. No, believe me. Hey, hey, Nick would say, "Hey, Berlu, what about changing that pull rod?" You'd go, "I don't know." He'd be like, "We're changing it. <laughs> we're changing it, and we're going to change the shock and the clamps and the bars also." <laughs> we only got ten minutes, dude. Before the next, before the heat for the semi. We only have ten minutes. Too bad. Change it. Get to work. Hey, last last year I would get bummed out when people would be talking about two clicks. I'm like, dude, I'm sick of math. It's talking two clicks. Again, it's pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going. Like, and, then, big. and then this weekend, this weekend, right, like where you're parked it was after the race, and someone was walking along the fence line, and this dude was like, obviously. Had a couple adult beverages and he's all too good. Get a top this long. I'm like, I'm glad math is not. Uh, that a, guy's going down. That's the power of pulp show, bro. Two clicks. Yeah. Um, I do got to give you some credit though. Your show is very popular, so good on you. Oh, I'm glad you finally finally gave me some credit. Well, I get a lot of comments about like, hey, when are you going to be on the pulp show or something about Mathis or right some comment about two clicks. Two clicks, yeah. Like, Seriously, Mathis, like, really? Is my man that credible? He must be. Uh, no, I'm not credible, but I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you on the popularity. It's it's kind of amazes me, too, at times. 
You know, I take photos with fans and like sign autographs, Nick. I swear to you. I swear to you. And I'm just like, really, people? It it does blow my mind. Thank you. Exactly. It blows my mind. (laughs) That's amazing. How happened? Berludi and his uh, swing arm, when Alessi (laughs) hit his swing arm last year, and he kept yelling on the show, you got to check my swing arm. People were yelling at him, let me see the swing arm the next week. Well, I got the shirt. No I, I got the shirt that you gave me. Yeah, and, and then we says, had a sh- let me see your swing arm. Yeah, and then, then we, had a, <laughs> we had guys make shirts for Blue. He said, let me see your swing arm. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, we, got a, we got your number one fan on the line, apparently. Uh, Lewis, let's get him on. Lewis, you want to say hi to Nick? What's happening, guys? What's up, man? Thanks for calling the show. Not much. What's up, Berlute? How are you? Good, man. How's it Good going, Berlute? It's been too long. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Good, Steve man. gets me on here more, but anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm repping uh, the, ma- the mafia up here pretty hard. Nice. Wa- oh, I'm yeah. walking through uh, Cobo Hall wearing wearing my mafia hat proud, and some girl comes up to me and says, hey, hey, where, where do I know that from? Where do I know that from? I'm, I say, Nick Way. And she's like, yeah, Nick Way. I'm, I'm Zach Ames' sister. I go, oh, small world. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Notice me from the mafia hat. But, hey, I got a, I got a Michigan question, if, that, if that's all right. There's only one man who can. Hit me with it. Only me one, with it. Yeah, only one man can answer that. All right. Well, so if I'm not mistaken, I think it was, what, 2000 that they went to the Silverdome twice? Really? We went to the Silverdome twice. We used to have two night races there. We never went there. We went there that late two times. No, I we had, I, only they've I, done two nights in a row since I've raced, and I raced in two. Days. I could be mistaken. I, I mean, I was pretty young. I'm, I'm. Uh, you but, mean uh, you mean two? I believe it was either two thousand or two thousand one. Is there a reason why it was so popular and they were able to do that? Or well, okay. I mean, we can all agree that the Detroit turnout is. Uh, Mediocre at best. Yeah, well, it's getting better. It's getting better. We're stoked to be back. But hey, yeah, we're but trying. I do, we're remem- trying. I do remember, like, say '96, uh, when I was in the crowd watching. It was the year that McGrath was like killing it, and uh, he he crashed in the heat race or something. And the, it was at that point where he was so dominant that the crowd was like cheering against him. So he tipped <laughs> over the heat race, and the crowd went absolutely nuts. And I remember looking around being like, oh, my gosh, there's so many people here. So I'm pretty sure the Silverdome held, like, 80,000. And, like, most of the upper deck, honestly, was it, full. It was, yeah. Yeah, it used no. to be full when it was Yeah, it used to be back in the day. That, I mean, that, I'm pretty sure they had a huge parking lot. and the, They had, like, a big amateur race after, which, obviously, the amateur event helps the crowd attendance a lot because, shoot, since they started racing the amateurs at Daytona, it's, you guys can agree, like, that. The, the spectator turnout is pretty unreal now compared to what it used to be. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, is that what you attribute it to? Is it is the is the is the amateur race? I mean, I don't know. Berlue went from like being like scarce on the on the on the you know on the car racing track to the car racing track full and the, in most of the stands in front of where the tracks full. No, I, th- I can't really. <clears throat> You know? I think it's probably part of it, but it's it since it went tonight, it started getting a lot more people there. You know, it seems like to me. Yeah, for sure. But um, that that the uh, Silverdome that it used to be a two night race or a two you know sat, uh, what Saturday Sunday or Friday. Fr- yeah, they, they stopped that in about eighty six, eighty five, eighty six. But we never went there twice though. Well, that's what Lewis says. We went there. no. Uh-huh. No, I, we were. Yeah, you did. You went there. It was too nice. I, I called. I called. You did an eighty-eight, bro. Lewis, Lewis, calm down. Let, let 
Let Nick finish. All right. I uh, I called BS on all my friends, and they uh, they showed me online. Sure, sure enough, it says in the archives that it went twice in 2000. So. Like two different weekends. Yeah, it's two different weekends. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right. No way. Never happened. <laughs> it, it said it was in February and in April. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm, Not that yeah, I, I remember. Do you remember that? Remember the two nights. The two did two nights, but I don't remember how late it went. Two nights, but. Berlut, did you work when it was two nights? Yeah. You know what's funny, too, is uh, back in the Don't day. Don't you went to the front, you framed it between nights. You did, didn't you? Did <laughs> no, night. no, no. Did you frame it between nights? <laughs> no, what I was going to say is they used to actually, uh, the pit, they used to pit down on, on the floor down there back in the day. Instead of in the pits, the some box vans were down there on the floor. Box fans drove in the stadium. Yeah, kind of, kind of like um, box fans were in the stadium. I remember when the bikes were down there, but I don't remember. Box okay, fans. maybe, maybe. Okay, maybe. Let me take that back. Was it just the bikes? Okay, we used to put the bikes down there, right? For Ludi, what would yeah, you for, do? For like, sure, the bikes, but you could have done the box I, fans. I, just, I don't. Well, we did the one time. Uh, do you remember when we parked at the the king or the one in uh Saint or oh, shit, New Orleans? We for sure we used to pull our box really? vans. In I don't there. remember that. The New Orleans. Okay, so let me let me take take us through Berlut. So Pontiac Supercross. Yeah. Saturday night, your rider, whatever, uh, Tommy Gunwatts, makes the main event, gets twelfth. You go on an all night rager, and then <laughs> when does the Sunday program start? Like when do you need to be at the track on Sunday morning? Uh, I think I think you had to be there in the morning. You know, like what ten? Yeah, it was yeah. like noon. It was like noon, man. Yeah, it was pretty early. Oh, so okay, so the, the the show started at noon. Yeah. So how did the dogger ever do well in Pontiac? Because he did. Dogger killed it at Pontiac, but yeah, yeah, I remember he no footed it for sure. Yeah. Like, yep, that's my guy, killing no footers right. Right, now. but you know, but the Saturday. That, no, you didn't. You didn't. Frame your bike or do nothing silly like that. You just what you did, know. You, did you grips and graphic it? Nah, not even grips. Maybe <laughs> graphics. <laughs> you throw a new filter in there and change your oil and send you on your way. That's good enough. All right. Uh, <laughs> hey, Lewis. Thanks for calling, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. We're we're gonna get seven deuce deuce on here to, to get to the bottom of this uh, Ford Ranger right? thing. But um, hey, did you hear that though? Lewis is Lewis is. Is it's attracting females wearing a mafia hat? Like I've always said, any dropping material. I got a comment. Nice. I got a comment. You got to send me one. I got a comment. Yeah, Berlut, send Berlut some stuff. I got a comment through uh, security at Vegas. Guy said, "Let me see your shirt," and I showed it to him. Of course, I had my hoodie on. Showed him the shirt. And he was like, "Yeah, Mafia Moto," and I'm like, "Yeah, bro." So yeah, that, I mean, the guy was stoked. Was like, That's cool. Yeah, bro. The guy was stoked. I said, "Yeah, bro, I gotta go." Um, but um. So we're gonna have Damon Huffman on in a little bit. Uh, tell, uh, tell Tony, H Diddy, H Diddy, tell, tell uh, Berlute your memory of Huffy. Oh yeah, well I first was starting to ride for Pro Circuit. I was like pretty young, and H Diddy was on the the factory team, and it was pretty like obvious that the, that it was he was on the the team at the same time that it was it was Rhino, Emig, and H Diddy, and it was pretty obvious that like he didn't really like fit into the whole. Like, yo, I'm, I'm trying to be, like, super cool. Like, he's just, so trying, he's just riding right. a dirt bike. Yeah, he's right. like, whatever. Yeah, so he wasn't him. really, like, he wasn't really in the pissing contest on who's awesomest, right? So he would always be hanging out around me and, and Nathan Ramsey. And one day at Glen Helen, I remember we were testing, and he's like, check this out. Come over to my truck. I just, I just, I was, I was flowing, and I got in the recording studio. Check it out. And he had, like, this rap tape, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> he was. So pumped on it, dude. 
<laughs> he he really makes me laugh. He's a pretty funny guy. He he can be funny. He really can be. For you sure. Would, you wouldn't think he would be. No, but, I mean you get him on the side. He'll he can pull some shit out of his ass for sure. He can pull some shit out of his ass. Hey, so you're telling me he he had a rap thing? Is that what you said, Nick? Yeah, he like he knew some dudes who had a studio or like a little band or something. So he had like a band, and he'd do like he'd do some singing and a little <laughs> bit of rapping. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know that one. Yeah, he was stoked on it. That must have been like uh, what ninety seven, like ninety eight, probably. Yeah. Oh, how were his raps? Because you know. Antonap, who is on the line right now, actually. Let's bring him in. Seven Deuce Deuce. I don't know if he can flow like Seven Deuce Deuce, though. Seven... Yo, what up? Dame, Damon Huffman was a rapper. Dude, I already knew this, bro. That's where my roots started, dude. <laughs> what? What do you mean it's where your roots dude, started? Oh, that's I talked funny. to Damon like a week ago about my rhymes, bro. <laughs> I already knew this. Uh, what was he saying? No, he, he was for like, real, though, I did. Well, get me uh, on a track. Yeah, I'm just bullshitting you. Oh, you really didn't know that? Okay. No, I really didn't. Uh, Seven Deuce Deuce, how's Florida life? Dude, it's actually pretty prime time right now. The weather's killer now that the race is over. <laughs> I don't know how that worked out, but um, we're going to go do some riding tomorrow. And then uh, we ended up getting press day in Indy on Thursday, which was pretty cool. So um, I think we're going to stay here tomorrow, ride, um, ride tomorrow, and then head up to Indy on Wednesday and ride press day Thursday morning. Crushing it. Um, of course you're riding press day. I want to get some people in the stand. You know what I'm saying, dude? You got to get some you. on the camera, bro. <laughs> right? Uh, I feel like we need to do this explanation lap, like where I'm talking about the track before the opening ceremonies. Maybe we do a lap, like, tandem, and we just hit them with some uh, knowledge. But the thing is, we're talking about Cali, so you're going to need to get one of those. So there's that. Okay. It's the only thing holding, okay. the only thing holding us back. Um, that would yeah. be pretty good. Um, Nick, you do a good job on that, by the way. I don't really want to give you any compliments, but you gave me one earlier, so I'll give you one now. You do a really good job on that. Like, Really? Yeah, like you – I'm again, like I didn't like it when those other jerkies kind of did it. I feel like, like you're really somehow able to ride and talk, and it's clear, and like you're still jumping and you're talking in the middle of the, in the, middle of the, the, the air and stuff. Like, because sometimes, honestly, I don't think about what I'm going to say at all. So it's like I sometimes I'm like maybe I should think about what I'm gonna say, but then I'm like yeah whatever I'm busy. And then no, uh, it's got to be like a freestyle rap track jump thing. Yeah, what, what dude, I mean? the thing the thing is is that like writing and talking is fairly easy to be honest with you. It's pretty yeah. easy. I've never yeah, no. I've never yeah, even no, tried, I've never even tried it before. But then once I got on this microphone, I was, I was nervous about it at Anaheim, so I like practiced the night before, and I was like oh this is laughable. I'm just worried about swearing or something. <laughs> I'm just worried about swearing. Sometimes, like, you know, like the first heat, you know, like, they don't, like, fix the track, like, perfect. They just, lately, they've been just backdragging the stuff and leaving the dirt loose. So, like, hitting the rhythm yeah. sometimes on that lap is pretty tough. And, like, I'll just, like, talk through the, sp- the parts that are, like, sketchy even. And I'm like, oh, because I'm stressing it a little. And I'm like, oh, I'm, not, I'm just talking through it. I'm like, yeah, you know, just, just hit this bap, bap. And I'm like, oh, good thing I didn't end, though. Hey, uh, Lewis just sent this in. In the year 2000, when I worked for Kelly Smith and Nick Way rode uh, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, February 19th, Pontiac 1, April 1st, 2000, Pontiac 2. Who knew? Wow. I don't remember. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe. I don't remember that, but th- this dude, yeah. What was that year? 2000. 
2000. I'll yeah. tell you one time, it might have been that year, but it coming off the, the part in the stand and went in the stand and it had like a finish line type gap coming down the thing, dude. It was sketchy. I remember that. I remember that. The yeah, DC-125 yeah. would catch a whop a lot, and I was like, wow, <laughs> I, I could get that way. Seven Deuce Deuce. Um, what? You're riding at Stewie's place? Um, Hopefully, yeah, tomorrow. That's the plan. Bro, getting in at Stewie's yeah. house. Sick. Be yeah. careful. Those jumps are big. Cool. Dude. Those jumps. dude, I know. I'm excited, dude. It should be fun. They are big jumps. They are big Those jumps. Are big, jumps. Yep, big jumps. I'm going to try to, like, just throw the sickest scrubs ever. I feel like if Stu can get video of, like, him doing nasty whips and scrubs, it's got to be the track. So, I mean, let's see it. Dude, it has it. to be. And then, too, I think I'm, I'm planning on, like, getting some white tape and covering the two twos on my side plates and my front number plate just for the day. You know what I mean? To support. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> That'd be high awesome. Like super, super yeah. all the way to the left seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? Just to support. You know what I mean? That's my guy. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, sweet. What if, good. What if you're just killing it and whipping it and scrubbing it and James gets so frustrated and pissed, he bulldozes his track the next day because he's like, fuck it, I well, can't. I, can't. I don't think that, that's going to happen. Like, the bummed. real plan. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. No, if, if he's that bummed, hopefully he just lets him ride the seven that they keep bringing at the race. Yeah, good point. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. I think what, like, the real plan is, is I'm going out tomorrow for a factory ride. Like, I'm going out tomorrow to just hold mm-hmm. it fifth gear pinned and hopefully JS7 picks me up. And I just like, you know what I mean? Just something happens. Maybe he'll sign me for a million dollar contract tomorrow. You might. The plan is to get on the team tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like where your head's at. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily you need to like go do or die, but I, mean, I, I, I feel like every time, every time you hit the track, is a bit of a job, job audition. You know, I feel you. Yeah. I, yes. Yes. No. For sure, it is. So you know, and we're we're bringing it up tomorrow. I mean, I'm going to be throwing panic reds, <laughs> big scrubs. You know what I mean? Skipping whoops. It's what I do. You know what I mean? I'm just going to do it extra big tomorrow. This is there's a lot if, riding if on that, tomorrow. If that thing if that thing had to read, Kate, you would chip the read. <laughs> yes, yes, straight up. I don't think Deuce Deuce knows what. Um... Yeah, Deuce Deuce never even ridden a two stroke. <laughs> no, I doubt it. I doubt it. But I think I wrote a two stroke fifty, oh, yeah. and that was it. Two stroke fifty, and then that was it. Straight to two VDF. From there? Yeah, straight. Through. No, it was, dude. It's so funny, dude. I went like, I did an 85 beginner class yeah. when I was 12, and I hopped on a 250. I was straight up, I was too big. Yeah. No. Just like straight to the 250. So, NYK, did you drive your Ranger? Or Nick said to me that you drove your Ranger out? Or- yeah, where's the dude. Ranger? I I seen the video like before Dallas or something where he, his Ranger broke down and he hopped on the. 450 beside the freeway to go get some gas or something. Dude, no, bro. No, check this out. So we're, Is that what happened? Me and, what happened? me and my bro are rolling down the freeway, dude. The Ranger has a blowout, right? So we're like, we're stranded in the middle of the freeway. So we're like, dude, well, we're not stranded. We got a 450 in the back. So we undo the tire off the truck, throw the tire on the 450. We both ride double down the highway. And then we find a discount tire about, like, seven miles away and just ride the tire all the way to discount tire. And then we get a change and ride it back, and we're good to go back on the highway. You put you put 14 miles on the 450. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> on the highway, bro. <laughs> <Hand up. laughs> 
Come on, bro. I love it. I love it. Dude. What are you I gonna love, do, bro? I'm, I'm not gonna walk. I love miles one way. Perfect. Yeah, it works. No, whatever works, man. Where'd the Ranger at? I mean, the Rangers at the Rangers at home right now, bro. It needs a couple fuel injectors. I flew out to the D town. So how did you get? How are you getting around Florida with Teddy Parks? Yeah, with Ted Parks. Oh, okay. So Ted, you, yeah, is James letting Ted Parks on his property stuff tomorrow? No, we're, we're, we take the van. We're just taking it out there for the day. Oh, okay, all right. I didn't know if the whole rig was going. Yeah. Roost MX bringing no. you Nick Way on the show. RoostMX.net. Check out their Pulp Nation site. Uh, killing it on there. And Fly Racing Sector Boot bringing you Adam Entenap also on the show. Black yeah. White. Yeah. How is that boot? You loving it? Dude, that boot, it's really its really a good boot, though. I, I'm enjoying wearing it. It's comfy. You know what I mean? I've actually taken a – dude, I overshot the triple at Daytona, and this thing was huge, and I have no broken ankles. So oh. we're, I'm satisfied. Sells itself. And I mean, I didn't overshoot it, bro. I mean, I'm like – we're talking launched it so far, there was no landing, and we're into breaking bumps. Like Johnny O'Mara style? Yeah, like something ridiculous. Wait, like, you I don't even know what I'm talking crazy. about. Come on, bro. Have you it's seen like that Doug picture? Henry at Bud's Creek. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, That'd be gnarly, dude. What if you're riding there and Stu comes out and he gives you some pointers and some tips and wants to take you under his wing and you go? Now you live at the Stu compound and you go back and forth from Stu Land to the races and you start scrubbing and killing it on the rag and then you. you like, what happens? This could change your life. Dude, I think we're going a little far, Steve-O, but you know what I mean? you got to dream big. I think it's a possibility, you know? It is a possibility. Stu rolls out in his robe. Stu rolls out in his robe after some panic revving and killing of the whoop. And he's like, you know what? That Honda looks like it's got 14 too many miles on it. Why don't you hop on the seven? Why don't, you, why don't you ask Chad Reed for some background, and we'll throw it on the seven, and it's on. You're like, you know what? Throw that seven on the Ranger. I'm sure we can get some two twos from Reed this weekend. I'll hit yes, Jay with exactly. just seven on it. Yeah, there you go. Done deal. This is yeah, a big. This is a big day for you tomorrow, seven deuce deuce. Oh my god, it is, dude. It's the biggest day of my life. I'd like to see those fly sector boots in the main event asap, bro. Like dude, asap. Uh, me too, bro. Me too. Could you tell like whoever's been running in the back of me the last three weekends in the road and not do that kind of stuff? That'd be sick. That's the life back there in the pack. That'd be bro. sick. Um. Oh, is, let's see if this guy's still here. Johnny, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, so you've been on hold forever, but you want to talk about the seven deuce deuce? Yeah, we uh we actually met him in Atlanta too. Um. Me and my buddy's got some uh, money together, and we're going to make a deal with him where uh, he, uh, if he made the main event in Atlanta, that he could keep the 400 bucks. But if he didn't, he would have to give it to the, the privateer that he hated the most that made the main event <laughs> or, or make it rain at the next event. I was actually going to bring $1 bills, but I never got the chance. I, I feel like he could, he's happened. available to make it rain on any night, any time. If you're funding Straight the rain out. and deja vu, he, he, he's got no problem. <laughs> deja vu. Straight from up. Noon to, from noon to midnight. I'm talking that 12-hour period, he's available. Yep. All day. <laughs> it's what we do. I like, These I like. guys were sick, too. This, um, 
these guys came up to me. They were so they were so stoked. I mean, you guys were awesome, bro. That was sick. That's cool, I just yeah. don't know who I hate the most yet. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, actually, I sent an email to Wanda because we uh-huh. we were watching we were watching you in in the Atlanta race and in, in the heat race. You were like ninth place, and two years ago, that's qualifying, you know. So we kind of thought, hey. I guess he's got it, you know. We we felt bad. I didn't want to add any extra pressure to you, so I guess we just want to say, hey, enjoy, and uh, we'll see you next I lo- year. Hey, thanks, bro. I appreciate that. No problem. All right, thanks, Dude, John. You thanks, guys Johnny. Are sick, though. Thanks, John. I think I think I speak for everybody. I appreciate the support of the Seven Days, but I think the core of the day is I'm 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 not quite sure who I hate the most yet. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> got- Hope you're not on that list. I think. Yeah, I know. It, it depends, though. It depends. <laughs> I I would have to give it four hundred dollars to whoever I hated the most, so Nick could be a pretty bad guy for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, you I know what I mean. That, that would be a good one. That could turn out pretty good for you because I could probably just end up giving you three hundred ninety-nine back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Mafia Moto Crew, Nick Way, brought to you by Roost MX. Dot net and flyracing.com bringing you uh, the seven deuce deuce, uh, who's actually got a huge day tomorrow. God, it's a big day for you, Adam. It's a and, huge day. Uh, hey, uh, Nick, huge. last time Adam was in on the show, uh, we were talking about winners take all. He's never seen it, he, he had no idea. He doesn't know anything about it. You're absolutely it. killing me right now. Uh, I know, dude. I, wow. I really am. It's I apologize to everybody. In that room, I apologize <laughs> to all my fellow racers, cast racers, Brock, that I have not watched Brock, that movie. Brock Glover has, like, one line in the movie. He was an actual actor. All the other ones are just, uh-huh. like, they just happen to be in there. Well, actually, David Bailey cruises by after he's riding his mechanics, pushing his bike and such, and they were like, there's David Bailey. His gear is so clean, he looks like he's never got roosted. <laughs> oh, my God. He was in the movie, and then uh, Brock Glover pulled in with his he has a knee party going. Like, I'm talking, he's got Daisy Duke on with the collared shirt tucked in yeah. with the Oakley blades, and he pulls in like a turquoise Corvette. And all oh his line of the movie God. is, his line of the movie is, you know how long it took me to find this place? Because his girlfriend's out there riding, coaching Rick Mellon. <laughs> and she, she's like, all right, I'm sorry, Carl. Let's roll. Got to roll. Can you roll? Can you load up my bike? And he's just like, Pfft. Blowing off the privateer, dude. So, yeah, like, dude, how I went many... to Arena Cross when I was like 15, and, and uh, dude, dude worked for PJ once. He's just chilling in the pits, and I'm like, Carl, Carl, Carl. <laughs> and he's like, totally oh, trying to act like he's trying to act like I, he don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, he like, knows. Want to say, Carl, Carl, you serious right now? Hey, you know, Nick, how many times did you watch that? Re- <laughs> watch that movie. Oh, dude. Me and, oh, my God. Me and my little dude watched it the other day, and he told. Uh, hey. our little our little boy to be quiet. This is Dad's <laughs> favorite movie. It's about to be mine. <laughs> oh, I guess you got it down. I what, know that. What we need to do is get you and JT together and uh, and do like a classic commentary, or you know, because you he, two you two could just act the movie out. I he think. does the same. Oh, JT's, JT. Yeah, JT's yeah. seen it many times. Randy day. Richardson told me that he was going to buy a Yamaha. You, you were standing there, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. He was going to buy an 82 Yamaha, do like the Project 90 deal to it, and just dial it in with some crazy seat on it and such and such. And, and build the bike. Yeah. Yeah, cause in a roundabout, so I don't want to ruin the movie for you, 72, but Rick <laughs> Mellon's bike. Rick Mellon's bikes get burned down in a three-row trailer when everyone's partying at the <laughs> no party. No way. 
Yeah, by the factory guy who, you know, is kind of feeling threatened by the privateer dude in the three-year-old trailer. Oh, man. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to make it into Dallas Supercross. <laughs> so they end up putting all these parts together, and he makes this Frankenstein-looking bike, and the seat on the thing is literally off like a 1982 Magna or something. It's got a – it's <laughs> oh, the first – it's the actual first bump seat. Safety seat. Made yeah, safety seat. Yeah. made for a passenger. <laughs> Yeah, you, oh my god! You saw it, right? You saw yeah, it. I've seen it, but it's been a long time yeah, ago. No, me too. I'm we're, laughing my no, head off. We're yeah. just normal people. Yeah. We saw it a long time ago. Yeah. Like, we're not like yeah. Nick and JT. Who? who yeah. Uh, Which also, also Ray, Ray Butts, who is uh, higher up at Rocky Mountain ATV, he they were in the uh-huh. pit next to me weekend, and uh, he was giving Partridge's mechanic a hard time, and I said something about, to Ray like, "That thing might need a bear kick." Or something like that. And he's like, "I'll get in there for a bear kick on that thing." And then we were, then like Parsons McCann didn't know the movie either, and we were like, "Are you serious? You're blowing it." Seven Deuce Deuce, you got you got to check it out. Big. You got to check it out. Seven Deuce Deuce on 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 YouTube. You have to. Yeah, you're blowing as it. As right. long as it's better than the movie called Supercross, then I'll watch it. Oh, it is. Oh, way better. I've never even seen that. I'm in. Su- I'm in Supercross the movie in the opening credits. By the Are way, Are you really? I am opening credits. Boom. Dude, the Nami 450, bro. <laughs> the Nami. That's all I remember. Dude, what about Tyler Evans? He was scary. <laughs> dude, Tyler was the sickest part of that whole movie, though. <laughs> He's going to beat him up. He was, dude. <laughs> Jesus, that movie was bad. Well, Seven Deuce Deuce. It's all good. All right, we're going to let you go. Um, you got to get into the into the main event this weekend, Seven Deuce Deuce. So the fans. Well, so the forget fans. about the weekend. We got a big day tomorrow. Can you post some pictures and videos and such? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll be glued. I'll be glued to the feed, dog. Yeah. All right. Hey, hey, Nick. By the way, dog. Thanks for the comment on the picture, dog. Real. You know what I mean? I got you, dog. I'll be commenting uh, on yeah. all your stuff. Just hit me back. You know? Yeah. Feels like you guys got a really good friendship going on here. <laughs> yeah, we do. You know what I mean? We're cool. We're tight. You know? Don't. don't can I? Can I? Can I give Seven Deuce Deuce some more props right now? Okay. So where were we at? The and Atlanta won. I went to the last chance. And I came back from the last chance. Seven Deuce Deuce is over there with his helmet on at the Honda truck. And I'm thinking, my man, did he crash in the last chance? I feel like he's asking him for plastic before they even go down to the main. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like he's hitting up Kennard's mechanic right now for some plastic before <laughs> they hit the main. Like, basically reserving it for, like, don't be trying to give that away when yeah. you get back from the main. Yeah. I just had a crash. I had a crash. My junk's a little bit scuffed. I know your stuff's going to be pretty tight when you get back, so just hold on. He still, got, he still has his helmet on, right? I'm, I'm just, like, kind of vibing it because I could see from a ways. And I watched the race, like, you know, that Sunday or whatever when I get home, and I'm like, sure enough, seven dudes, dudes. Tip, you know, he had a, he, he got together with a bunch of dudes coming out of the first car, and sure, for sure his bike got ran over by some other guys. So he definitely was in need of plastic. So what were you doing at Team Honda? Were you, were you coming to, trying to come up on a cam? A pipe? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> no, bro. Jimmy demolished my radiator, bro. My right side radiator was <laughs> so... I kind of was. I was over there like, Dude, for real, like, I'm going to need a right radiator next week. Like, <laughs> is there any way you guys could order it for me? Or have it uh, my man had his helmet on still, Steve. Like, yeah, hey, bro, seriously, bro. Like, my my bike is jacked. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Put a brother up. Come on, brokering a deal right up. there. Like, I'm over there. Like, dude, please, Honda, just 
hook me up. I'm, I, I, I can't afford this right now. I can't afford to make mistakes on the chat. Just hook me up with a radiator, bro. Dude, I'm telling you what. Right, I need that right side. Kennard, if you tip over today, just make sure it's the left side. I'm going to need that right side. <laughs> yeah, just rail the left side. Don't do the right. Just rail the left. Mm-hmm. I'm tell- that right. I'm telling you, I'm telling you what. If Stu rode a road Honda at any point, there would be a radiator in that place somewhere that you could take. Because oh, the last time sure. I was there, there were it, it looked like a, a Kawasaki dealership, and this was when James was on Yamahas. <laughs> so, oh man, <laughs> see if you could retrofit a KX125 radiator onto your bike. Well, I mean, Malcolm probably has a bike there. Oh yeah, that's a possibility. There you go. Ooh, Ooh. Mookie's not busy. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. You know what I mean? One time, dude, maybe just keep the seven dudes dudes park. Maybe throw a nice wash jay on it, and maybe just ride mountain track and bike. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Rider, yep. Rider YZ four fifty. It's probably got one there too. It's probably gathering dust. Out. Let's keep some hours off the seven dudes dudes. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, for real, dude. I'm gonna have to ride my race bike. You know what I mean? Tomorrow, I'm, like we're trying uh, to keep miles off that thing. Wah! I'm a privateer. Gets a ride at James Stewart's house, and I'm mad about my miles. Hey, wah! Good, good talk, Nick. You're the man, bro. It really opened my eyes to things. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nick Wayne. Yeah, I, mean, I like the. I, I really enjoyed the hustle. Like two seconds after the LCQ, like you know what? I, I'm like seven dudes, dudes need some parts right now. Something happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that that was real though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, I feel like if uh, seven dudes, dudes, I'm telling you, there's nobody that understands the the hustle game in this industry like uh, like like Nick Way, like Nick Way. The uh, he knows. He knows. I'm with you. I'm right, with you in the Ranger. I'm right there in the with. I'm with you in the Ranger. If I needed to drive the Ranger, I'd be sitting in the middle. Like your brother on the one <laughs> side, I'm in the middle. How it works, we'd switch it out. If he's in the middle and it's a stick shift, I'm a little bit bummed, but I'm back in You Seven Deuce Deuce. Oh, seven Deuce Deuce, Mo Filthy, and Nick Way going to the races. Oh, yep. that's fucking hilarious. And, and you know what the sickest part is? We'd be all doing it because we absolutely loved riding dirt bikes, not because we had to or anything else, just because we love riding dirt bikes and we want to be at the track every week and we really do not care what it takes. No, you're That's right. pretty much what the thing with the Honda radiator was. It's like, dude, I need a radiator, and I need it, you know what I mean, for next week or else I'm not going to be able to race, so I need to get this done now. I feel you. I could recognize that from a mile away because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I feel you. <laughs> I'm just trying to hustle. Yes, you know what it's I'm about, it. Yes, you are. Yep. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Seven Deuce Deuce. Thanks for coming on, bud. You know it. All right, hey, Seven thanks, Deuce Deuce. Nick. Hey, you great! You guys are the bomb. Great hearing from you. I miss miss you down on the line. I know, for real. Same here. Oh, one more thing. I, I miss giving you. I started. I started next to him at uh, one of the Atlantis, and uh, I'm like, I got to get a start here in this heat race. And Deuce Deuce is down there. He's got like he didn't pack his gate right. I spend I'm I like spend the most time of anybody on the gate packing probably because I'm like you know I'm like right. I got to get to start. It's super on right now. Dude's dudes over there talking to whoever's on the other side of us talking about, I'm about the whole shot right now. It's so long. I'm about the whole shot. And I look over, and dude, like, didn't do anything to his gate. He barely kicks his dirt into it. And dude's in front of me in the first corner. I'm like, seriously, right now. I'm like, dude, dude, dude didn't even pack his gate. I'm that bad? That crossed my mind down the first lane. Oh, good job, oh, shit, dude. dude. 
Dude, if there's a trick, bro, if there's a trick to anything, it's honestly just saying this shit out loud. Like, I'll literally talk smack to the guy next to me like, dude, honestly, bro, you just need to tuck in right behind me because I'm about to horse out this motherfucker right now. Talk in. Talk that, in. that was the pet talk you were giving somebody, and I was like, it. clearly he's fight with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Adam. Hey, you know, guys, have a good show. See ya. Uh, Fly Racing bringing you the seven deuce deuce of uh, Adam Entenap on the show, telling people Fly Gear best out there, bro. Telling people he's going to get the whole shot. Is that Kenny? Yeah, that was Kenny. Kenny represents Fly. He he says Fly Fly Gear is awesome. He's very very excited for it. It's best out there. Uh, all right, Nick. Um, thank you, man. Thanks for coming on Mafia Moto Crew uh, dot com. Go there, buy some stuff. Yeah, I'm, support I'm two seven. I got to talk to seven deuce deuce. Yeah, it's good times, no doubt. Yeah, yeah no doubt about it. Uh, we will see you in Indianapolis this weekend, man. We'll be there, Berlut. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll see you soon. Yeah, you too. Hey, and uh, get some more TV time and get some funding. We'll see you soon. You know what I mean? I uh, appreciate that. Yeah, let's do it. Thanks, thanks, Nick. All right. See, see you. It. All right. RoostMX.net bringing you Nick Way on the show. All right, let's take a commercial break here, a second one of the night. Come back with Berlut's song. Which I think I forgot to Berluti, get. Berluti. Uh, he's Weston Pike's uh, groupie. Hey, are you spooky? Spooky. I am yeah. spooky. Marsupial. Ooh. <laughs> All right, everybody. Did you find it? Is it like Marzocchi? I was. I represent uh, Race Tag. I don't know what uh, you guys Marzocchi's are talking about. Marzocchi's are forks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Public <Pope laughs> Mexico presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. We'll be right back. Chris Reisenberg. Reisenberg? Reisenberg? From Race Tech will be back on as well Heisenberg? as uh, Damon Huffman. Oh, you're yeah. excited about Huffy. Oh, big time. Ooh. All right, everybody, stick around. We'll be right back. We're live now, by the way, too, which is uh, every, all of our reliefs, to, to all of our relief. Hey, guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply.
Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, I definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And uh, I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Jimmy Dakotas uses Racetech. Vince Freeze uses Racetech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Racetech? Omaha's own Cody Gilmore uses Racetech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Racetech. They offer a full line of high-performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world-famous gold valves as well. Racetech suspension. Check it out, bro. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerve steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerve steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. Almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race-proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Pulp MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black Ops Moto. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? Back in 2007, many of you bought the wrong neck brace by mistake, and we don't blame you. We did too. But there's good news. You don't have to make the same mistake again. Since then, things have changed drastically. The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. 
The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at Atlas Brace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's a win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. 
The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Roger at VortexRacing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. A hundred days have made me older Since the last time that I saw you Disappeared out when 
Welcome back, everybody. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galfer Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, Black Ops Moto. As always, folks, check out sponsor deals on PulpMXShow.com to get codes for a lot of our guys. And, uh, yeah, it helps us out, man. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Berlute. Yeah. You get a little nervous for uh, Huffman? I am, I am. It's your guy. Yeah, Huffy. Um, this is your song. I know, thank you. Yeah, I what, appreciate just, you playing just it. Just one of your favorites? Just something you've always liked? Yeah, yeah, I did. I thought it was cool. You know, it's hard to keep up. You're you're better with music than me. I got to... When, when you hit me with that text that says, what song you right. want tonight, I have a hard time sometimes. Come on. I like it, though. It's a good song. I like I like Three Doors Down. You like them? Are they all right for your show? Yeah. Yeah, they're good. No, um, they are right for your show, Steve. Yeah, Come on. Well, I, I think for It's our, not, no, a, a, a Adele or whatever. Adele, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that uh, this one's good. Um, this one's pretty good. That's. Maybe I'm just blind. Is that the one you wanted? I don't know. It's love you when I'm gone. This is it. This I is think. it. Yeah. Well, I said that earlier. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. That's the, that's the one I was wa- I yeah. requested. It's almost like you asked Gibbs. I sent you the text. Sorry, Gibbs. I didn't Damn. know if you were here. I didn't know if you heard that. No, I did. Totally called me out. This is a good song, too, though. Okay, cool. Yeah, real good. Uh, hey, Racetech, the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension. Privateer developed and privateer proven by racers like Vince Fries and Cody Gilmore. 10% off. Use the code PULPAMEX2015 when you order. And uh, we're pr- proud to have Racetech sponsor our show for a long time now. And uh, they've been there for us, even this, even on the RacerX uh podcast show also and uh they've been there if you need suspension work i guarantee you a lot of you guys listening do need suspension work race tech will hook it up man they will do it and uh and with that let's uh, welcome on the show uh chris riesenberg from uh race tech suspension what's up chris uh not much just hanging out uh, a little bit chilly in here in minnesota but uh yeah relaxing a little bit excited to be on hey you went to the arena cross in uh, uh council bluffs uh, omaha right omaha iowa where was it? where was that uh, I went to Kansas City two weeks ago. Oh, Kansas City. That's, Omaha. that's what um, I meant. Never mind. Um, but uh, how, how yeah, was, I made the road trip down there. How was it? Riders and uh, it was cool. I um, I've been around the Arena Cross Series a bit back when I was racing and whatnot. And it's funny you see a lot of the same people there. It seems like the the main teams are still there, and a lot of the riders are still there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really cool to see everyone. And the racing's really intense this year with the addition of a you know a handful of Supercross guys and yeah. Um, with Canary and Blos and Gurky and and then Hayes still there and Regal from last year. Those guys are going really fast and running into each other quite a bit, which is pretty entertaining to see, that's for sure. Well, that's just it. Like, we had Canary on a couple couple uh, shows ago, and uh, it's insane. It sounds like it's just a crazy shit that's going on. So That's a good yeah, it's series. Pretty, uh, <laughs> it's pretty typical that it's like that. Um, yeah. It actually used to be maybe a little bit worse um, with the two-night format and then guys riding both size bikes. And right. It seemed like the fast guys were on the track a lot more, and so if somebody was upset, they had a lot more opportunities to <laughs> have some payback. <laughs> um, That's true. 
Yeah, really, right? But it's still definitely a good show, and they have, like, the super mini class going on right now mm-hmm. um, on the Friday night and Saturday night programs, which is pretty cool. Like, you get to see some of the top up-and-coming kids, and we actually help out a team in that series, uh, the Custom Power Sports team, and they have a, a group of three-rider team, and, I mean, they have full factory-looking bikes and go to all the rounds. They have matching gear. I mean, they have a, the full setup going on um, for a super mini team, and they get in front of the crowd every week. It's uh pretty cool to see that going on as well and see some of those guys i mean they're jumping catapults and stuff on super minis which i mean those jumps aren't small no no doubt about it it's uh it seems like a good series too like uh regal just took the points lead this past weekend and uh god hayes is right there and uh canary's got a win he's right there and uh yeah no, there's like- three guys that are like it's within what 10 points or something yeah i don't think canary's yeah, part uh, of that program no yeah doesn't really matter so much right now because right. of the points reset. I know everyone's goal is kind of be in the top ten. Um, we have a pretty good relationship with Bliss from working with him uh, past couple of years and whatnot. And right. he's been really fast right in that group, but he's been crashing a lot. <laughs> and uh, luckily for him, it's you know with the points reset, he's still in that top ten, and he has a good shot going into the last. I think it's five rounds or, yeah. that they have with the points reset and. You know, he has a really good shot at the title as well. Yeah, I mean, after, if you're leading for the points reset, you've got five-point lead or something on people. Like, yeah, it's not it's, a lot. It's stupid. Yeah. But, yeah, Blos, that's kind of what is in his mind. He got hurt. That one time he had the huge hematoma oh, on yeah. his hip. You know? I know, it was so, nuts. Yeah. And, hey, uh, on the Supercross side, Chris, Race Tech got Ben LeMay back, uh, Mun Racing Husky. Uh, made his debut this weekend, going to go to the rest of the year from Mun Racing and all that. So that's cool. You guys got Ben, ben back? Yeah, I'm super excited. Ben was kind of our premier guy when I started at Race Tech, and we only had a handful of pro guys right when I first started. That's kind of when Rob was rebuilding our program and everything we were doing. And so we got a really close relationship with Ben, and, you know, he's been family to us. And the past couple of years, his team went a different direction, and so we weren't able to work together. We still kept a good relationship, and we're always there for him. Mm-hmm. And now to have the opportunity for him to be on his own program, and, I mean, we had a phone call the day that he lost his deal or Rob did um, asking if we'd help him out. And it's like one of those things, of course, come back whenever you can, you know, your family. And I mean, Ben, for him to, he's been on that bike just under two weeks before Daytona. And I think mm-hmm. he rode Supercross three days on it. Yeah. And he's in Texas. He's not in California. So we had to send him suspension. And the first setup he got is what he raced. You know, we didn't test, we didn't do anything. And so for him to go out there on a bike that he's not used to, um, you know, he's been on Yamaha's for a long time, mm-hmm. a really long time. Yeah. And go on to a Husky, which is definitely a lot different than a Yamaha and a lot of different characteristics. And, you know, he had to have a lot of faith in us to say, yes, I'm going to go race on this stuff and to put it in the main event. I mean, that's, I can't say much more about the product than that. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's good. It's good to see it's working out. Hey, um, you've been a part of our show for two or three years now. Uh, how's the code working out? People supporting, uh, race tech. I know we get lots of tweets about, Guys are happy with the service, and, and, and like I said on the, uh, many times on the show, like even if you're not getting revalved, people be like, oh, I don't need a revalve system, a revalving. And maybe you don't, but change your oil, get new bushings, get new seals in your existing stock stuff. So how's that working out? Are our listeners taking advantage of it? Absolutely. I mean, definitely people are using it. Um, anytime they call or email in, just uh, mention Pulp MX to get the discount. And, I mean, as far as service and that side of things, a lot of people, it's, terrible i was one of those guys when i was racing i didn't like to work on my motorcycle and i didn't know if it was good or bad until right before i quit pretty much i met rob and that's (laughs) who does all of our stuff now and i was like wow this is what good suspension feels like Mm -hmm. i mean i didn't change my oil and my shock the whole time i owned a bike i didn't know i changed fork seals when they were leaking and right it's like 
wow, yeah, you need to change your oil. We recommend 20 to 30 hours. And then, I mean, simple stuff too, like set your sag and yeah. upper spring rates go a really, really long ways. Uh, we have how to section actually on the race Tech's website, kind of, kind of hidden. A lot of people don't know about it, but if you go there, there's step-by-step instructions on how to do all that stuff and you can do it yourself. A lot of it's not that difficult. We sell the tools that you need and whatnot as well. I mean, we're just as much about education as we are about setting up your stuff at our, at our shop in California. Yeah. People don't realize a lot of people on the circuit right now, um, out there like Kaipo from the RCH team and they started at race tech. These guys uh, got their start and either they either took the seminar or they started at race tech one way or another. And, uh, people don't understand that how long Paul feed there has been doing suspension for. Yeah, a lot pretty, of the, uh, a lot of the top guys. Most of our competition, yeah. Scott, <laughs> Scott, Show us Scott. Chim Chim Show us Scott oh, yeah, was, yeah. was race tech. Mike Batista, race tech. Batista was too. I'm I'm sure, right? Yeah. Wow. Is, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure as well. Um And now and now you're in business now you now you're competing against these same guys that you talk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> your guys' also, web website we a lot is, of them though. Yeah. What's that for Luke? I was just going to say your website is incredible. I mean, it, it really is. Yeah. It, it helps the average guy out oh, so much. I mean, your spring rates. I mean, you guys got a lot of good product on there. It's 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 really good. Racetech.com. Go there. Check it out. Use a code. Save yourself some money while you're trying to get some suspension work done, right? Um, hey, too. Also, uh, you guys are official white, uh, white power. I always say white power. It's old school. Yeah. WP. Uh, service center now, and uh, you're getting a lot of work done with those guys. You, uh, KTM's, you're getting a lot of a lot of things coming through the shop. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the four CS stuff's been really popular this year for revolves. Um, we actually just did one for uh, your intern Dominic on the uh, yeah. on the pulp and mech side of things, and um, a lot of guys are complaining about a lot of harshness and head shake with the four CS forks, and mm-hmm. so we're actually converting those back to back to an open chamber design and it's relieving some of the pressure and it's allowing us to get some plushness. And then, uh, we also have a rebound gold off for those things, which it opens up the flow and it's, I mean, the results have been phenomenal. I know I got quite the, uh, quite the letter from Dominic when he got his stuff back and, and revolved with the new open chamber setup. Oh yeah. And he, he liked it. Super oh, excited. Good. Oh, good. Super yeah. excited. Um, hey, let's Chris, I didn't even know he did that. Should I yell at him for, for bugging you guys or no, actually I bugged him. Oh, um, okay. he had done it before, before we had done the R&D on the open chamber stuff, he, we had done it, and he was pretty happy with it, and he was asking me about uh, about a steering stabilizer. And I went and looked at our notes, and I saw that we had done the, the R&D on the open chamber stuff after that, and I told him to send it back, and we wanted to put new stuff in it. And, yeah, he was he was definitely impressed. We have actually been asking everyone that had their stuff done prior to let us know, and we want to get the good stuff in there. You know, we stand behind everything uh-huh. that we do, and we want our guys to be on the best stuff that there is. For Ludi, so can you believe that? They do a suspension for a guy, WP stuff, okay? <laughs> and they do, and they do a good job, and the guy loves it. They call him back and say, hey, we got better ideas. We've done some testing. That don't happen Send it very back. often. How often do you decide? Right? Does the other guys do that? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't so. think so. Racetech.com, everybody. That's, that's pretty cool, though. Uh, not to, you know, not to... Uh, <laughs> Blow you up, Chris, but that's pretty cool. You guys would do something like that. Gibbs, you're still pumped on your CRF stuff. Oh yeah, I actually pillows. Just, pillows. pillows. I just went to the track this uh, this past uh, Sunday and uh, did a little bit of suspension testing. Uh, you know, because it was a little bit set up for the desert, um, and you know, just uh, reset everything back to the stock settings, and you know, did a couple clicks in the shock. You know, left the forks pretty much how it was, and yeah, my bike was feeling good. You know, there was a lot of braking bumps going into one quarter, and you know, wasn't chattering around, wasn't bouncing around. Uh, Chris, do you have any money for boots for Gibbs? Because he's not—it's not really working out. We're, we're, you know, we're supposed to buy him these boots, but 
They're like, like, testimonial is pretty good. I think he's doing all right. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> well, maybe we'll take a little off. Hey, back to retail. <laughs> uh, it was it was higher than retail. Um, no, exactly. And uh, and Freeze has been doing well. Although the last couple of weeks he's been sick, he's got some bronchitis. I talked to his dad. So, but uh, Freeze has took your stuff to uh, podiums and top three series in the last year, uh, top five the year before. Race Tech and, and Freeze uh, a good combination. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's doing exactly what what I would ask of any guys. You know, we're not out there opening up a checkbook to hire the top guy. We're trying to build build guys up and do what they can do. And he's proving the stuff can be competitive on that level. And that's, I mean, he's on stock production forks, and we just did our stuff on the internals. And we do have some cool little parts and stuff that mm-hmm. we put in there um, that are available to everyone. Like, we do some compression posts and that side of things just to strengthen up the stock stuff. Um, we don't want stuff failing. You know, we have a 19-millimeter shaft kit on the shock just to, you know, beefy, make those things a little more beefy and mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And But other than that, I mean, he's on stock components. We know yeah. we have gold bells in there, and he's showing that it works. And, you know, we work with so many privateers. It's it's kind of uh, hard to keep them all in line, but some of them, <laughs> like we have a kid, uh, Jeremy Taylor, on the East Coast, and a lot of guys from the East Coast probably know who he is, and a lot of other guys don't. He's a rookie in Supercross, and for us, our goal was going in with him, and expectation was, let's see if we can get him in a night show. And he missed it the first round, and he's been in everyone since. And that makes me super excited. Like, we're helping these guys reach their goals. And rather than writing a check to have a bike out on the podium, we're letting Jeremy Taylor go tell people how awesome his stuff is and yeah. all of his buddies, and that's what's selling product. And then mm-hmm. we get to R&D so many different things. You know, Taylor's on a Husky, and LeMay's on a Husky. And then we have, you know... Um, Gilmore on his calories. Unfortunately, he's out hurt right now, but we did all the development preseason with him. And, um, you know, we get guys on all these different brands and their settings and stuff that we can actually use. We write it off as an R&D expense as well as a marketing mm-hmm. expense. And that all goes right back to our customers and their settings. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's good. Hey, if you want to know... Privateer proven. Yeah, privateer <laughs> proven. No, for sure. Um, well, a lot, of, a lot of these guys, I mean, they run a suspension company because, you know, they're sponsored by them and this and that. And so you can just literally get your stuff on a team if you just want to pay enough money and get it on there. But you guys more go the route of like, hey, let us work with you. Let us show you what we can do and then use it. If you don't like it, fine, no problem. But, like, we're not going to force you to use our stuff uh, like some other teams and some other suspension companies. So, you know. Um, hey, uh... To, uh, if you want to know, know more about Rob, um, uh, and I'm forgetting his last name now, Chris, help me out. Rob Brown. Brown. Rob Brown. I was going to say Brown, too. Uh, I did a podcast with Rob Brown on uh, the archives on RacerX. Uh, search Rob Brown on iTunes or in the pod, and you can see the pod I did with him and his interesting career coming up and, and being uh, uh, one of the head suspension guys at Race Tech. So check that out. Hey, um, also, too, getting some Air Force complaints, more than a, more than a few people getting some Air Force complaints. Um, you guys have a way to turn air forks into spring forks yeah it's actually not um not released to the public just yet we are ready to launch we're waiting on a couple parts in production and then we'll have a full announcement coming but definitely we're accepting pre-orders and stuff and that's crazy we're gonna release a conversion kit that'll it'll be a single function setup um very similar to what's like on a kx 250f and your air cartridge will be uh Mm -hmm. replaced with a spring cartridge and it'll turn them back into spring forks and Really, the target customer there is the guy that doesn't want to deal with checking his air pressure and deal with air forks. And a yeah. lot of guys, they don't like the feel of it. There's definitely some drag on the seals and that side of things when you get the air yeah. pressures in there. We can definitely make it better with valving and that side of things. And a lot of guys absolutely love their air forks, but mm-hmm. as you know, a lot of guys hate them too. And the guys yeah. that don't like them, this is a solution. So they don't have to go hunt down some old spring forks and they don't have to buy kit stuff. There's another option out there now. And, you know, we'll have this kit out and available. and 
Uh, I'm pretty excited about that yeah. myself. I'm, I don't like to work on my bikes. I think I mentioned that before, <laughs> and that's exactly for me. I mean, I, I don't want to deal with it. It's not because they can't work, and I don't like the feel, but I just want to ride my motorcycle. I'll check my tire pressure and change my oil, and other than that, I want to go ride. Somebody in the chat room wants to know what Racetech's turnaround time is. What are, what are we looking at if they sent you fork and shock? Uh, we recommend or usually say three to five days at the shop. Okay. And then, so whatever it is shipping to and from us. And right. Again, on the website, even under the how-to section, we have a how-to ship suspension. Um, we'll actually even send you a suspension box out yeah. and, and packing material so you can send it right to us. You, and, and, it is uh, packed nicely so you don't damage your stuff. And I'm sending you my Project 88 stuff here shortly. Uh, again, a huge thing now kind of uh, getting more and more popular is the Evo stuff, the vintage stuff. And, of course, Racetech's right on top of that stuff, too. So I can't wait to get my stuff back. You did Project 90 for me, coded it and everything, and uh, it was pretty sick. And, um, again, that's a, that's, that's a growing part of your business, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a little niche. It seems like a lot of guys don't really want to deal with it or – Maybe don't know how to, but Paul's been around so long, and to him, it's it's just it's a it's kind of like a puzzle. And when it comes in, it's like, well, uh, this this kind of fork, and he'll tear it apart and look at it, and this is what we need to do to make mm-hmm. it work. And I mean, he's he did that thirty years ago, right. and so he's already got all those answers and and notes and um, a lot of that stuff too, like it, the uh, damping rod style, style stuff. He has emulators for which. I think your brother had a bike done with emulators yep. in it, I believe, a, a long time ago. And, and those things are they're the easiest product for me to sell because everybody that buys them is blown away, and they didn't expect that they, their bike to be that good. I don't approve of my brother's uh, uh, vintage racing because it costs him a lot of money and because and his bikes are so old. They break every time he rides them. And so I try, I try not to pay too much attention to what he's saying. But I will say this. The emulator thing is, is I've heard it from probably 10 different dudes about how great this is, this emulator thing that you drop in your forks to uh, replicate sort of modern cartridge forks. Things are amazing. It's, it's, the, it's the only way to go for all those guys that ride those old bikes. For sure. I mean, it actually puts some kind of modern feel and damping into there rather than just orifice style, which is basically just oil going through all set hole and it doesn't change yeah. diameters or anything. It's just there. Um, so that makes a, it makes a huge difference. And, the cool thing about vintage stuff, and we're into so much different stuff. I mean, we do street stuff. We do Harley stuff. We do. Mm-hmm. We have our own custom forks now. We do custom shocks. And the good thing about it, it's not that we're distracted with doing those other genres. We have a huge team to take on and specialize in each of these little genres, but we can cross over information. So we see what we see on the road race side, and we can apply that to what we're seeing on the dirt side. Or We're doing a lot of flat track stuff now, and you'd think, man, there's not that much flat track stuff out there, but it's unreal how much stuff there is. And then all that information, like our 19 millimeter shock shaft kit that we use for supercross ended up being awesome for flat track because it's great for there's more oil flow through the shaft. And Mm -hmm. so it makes the clickers way more sensitive. Well, you get way more tuning range as well and more sensitive, which is super important for flat track perfection. So um, it's pretty cool. Like that crossover that can happen. And from all these different little genres and the people that we have on staff, I mean, Paul's assembled quite the super team underneath of him uh, when it comes to the R&D side, that's for sure. Berlut, you, uh, you ever had any dealings with Paul Feed? Like, yeah, I mean, you go way back. <laughs> yeah, Did back in the day. When yeah. I, when, there again, when I used to work for Tommy Watts. Oh, and, Tommy Watts? You, and you, uh, yeah. Dubok was on the circuit. I mean, they, they used to scrap and uh, at the Golden States and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I used to... No, Thede quite a bit. Oh, yeah. you did? Okay. Yeah. yeah, so he was at the races there back then. Great guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that guy's class act. I like the guy. No doubt. Yeah. Hey, Chris, it's Gibbs. What's up? Hey, man. So uh, you, when you brought up the air fork uh, turning into a spring fork thing that you guys were talking about, uh, is that going to be available for uh, the older Honda air forks? 
it'll be available for all of them, including the show attack stuff, the PSF stuff, uh, one and two. It'll be available for all of them. Um, they've been done development. I believe the stuff for the 2015s, the PSF two, uh-huh. the show stuff will be available first. I believe those parts are coming in first, and then the other stuff will be shortly behind. Perfect. Yeah, no, because uh, I, I would. I'm one of those people that uh, I think one of my biggest complaints about my bike is the air forks on it. Uh, the bike itself, you know, frame, engine, shock, every, you know, everything else is great, but that front end feel just isn't there. So, do you think that's going to uh, change? That you're going to get that front end feel back like how it was on the older spring forks, or do you? Th- yeah, absolutely. All right, absolutely. Perfect. It'll work just uh, very similar to the. Like I said, I, Rob compared it to the Cowie 250F stuff um, when I asked him about it. I'm not the tech guy by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, I rely on those guys to be smart on that side and. I just get all my information and stuff from talking to riders. I deal with a lot of our guys, um, both on the pro and amateur side, and, and what they say and their feedback, which, um, and then I pass that information along to Robin. I mean, he has these huge spreadsheets of notes on all these settings that he's done, and he even has, if we build another setting, this is the direction I want to go for this guy. It's pretty insane, the database of stuff that he has going on. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, hey, Chris, uh, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Like like I said, you've been there for us, even on the RaceRx podcast side, uh, helping supporting that show. You've been with us for a couple of years now, going on three, I think, and uh, it's working out for us. It's working out for you guys, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to uh, to promote such a great company like Racetech. No doubt about it. Thanks, man. Absolutely. I appreciate it, and everyone keep using the code so we can stay part of the show. That would be awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. Always, It sounds like always having new and exciting stuff going on, no doubt. So thanks, bro. Absolutely. If we don't have it, uh, Rob and Paul will design it and build it. <laughs> yeah, really. Right. Hey, did you ever ask him about that shifter? Yeah, Paul said he doesn't have any more. He knew exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> I was looking for one of those shifters for the, my Project 88, uh, Perluti, that run off the pivot. Do you remember Paul, Paul used to make those? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I guess the Yamas don't shift that great. Mm-hmm. And there was this really cool shifter that Racetech used yeah, to make. Yeah, Dubok used to run it. Right, right, yeah. right. Dubok, it, got, it got Dubok disqualified at Ponca one year, too. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. But, That's uh, right, yeah. Uh, no, thanks again, Chris. Uh, it's funny uh, good you remember times. that. Uh, t- Pulpamex uh, 2015 saves you 10% at Racetech.com. Uh, love having you on. Good talking to you, and we'll talk, we'll talk soon, man. Absolutely. All right, thanks. See ya. 702-586-7857. Pulp MX Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming up with uh, Damon Huffman, two-time 125 Supercross nice. champion. Did you think Huffy, when he went to Cowie, yeah. was he going to stay at Suzuki at all ever? What, what, what happened there? Why didn't Suzuki try to keep him? Well, <clears throat> like that seemed, there again, I mean. He came up through Suzuki's three amateurs, he seemed like. Yeah, you know, I think they made an attempt. They, they? tried okay. a little bit, but RD kind of came in at about that time. Did he? Oh, okay. And, you know, unless unless you're one of RD's guys, you know. I, yeah. You know, and, and Huffy, you know, he was he was the next best thing oh, at the yeah, time. Oh, yeah, at the you know? time? So, he was uh, a huge signing for Kawasaki. Yeah, that yeah. was a they, huge signing. Yeah he, got, yeah, he got a good payday, and rightfully so. You right, know? I mean, right. he won two championships prior to it. but um, And won some outdoors, too, and everything, yeah. Yeah, so. he won some, right? Yeah, he's very... He was a good rider, but um, I think possibly our, you know, RD might have had a little bit of effect on it, but right, no, right. I mean, I, I think, you know, they wanted to keep him, but, you know, Cowie threw a lot of money at him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's welcome to the show. He's on the East Coast, so we appreciate him staying up this late. Our, our, our regular co-host on the phone, JT Money. What's up, JT? What's going on? How is the Fly Racing ATV Daytona Supercross? That's going off tomorrow? It's going on tomorrow, yeah. We had a... Uh... Had riders meeting tonight, went and uh, spoke a little bit and got our truck set up. So just getting ready for bed, and it's going to be a long day out there tomorrow. Wow. Um, 
been a lot of Daytona for me so far. God, I bet. <laughs> so you uh, you spoke at the riders meeting. Holy What'd you say? Uh, just because we're title sponsors, so I just you know, just really quickly welcomed him. Tim Cotter was obviously running it, but yeah. Did you say anything like, uh, "Hey, everybody, remember don't don't forget to attach your tethers"? <laughs> is, it, is that no? I basically just told him how uh, awesome. You know, Quads, I actually called it a landmark event in the ATV world. Oh, you did? Oh, nice. I did, yeah. yeah. I, went, I went all out. I mean, I really, Balls I really out. sold the thing. Balls out. Balls out at the, at the speech. I feel good about it. Right, right, right. Hey, guess who Guess who told me tonight that he's more into the GPs than Supercross? Enignap. No. Red but Dog. It, no. That, but Enignap being into GPs would Bill be hilarious. Poto. No. Berlute. Longo. Berlute. Longo. Berluz loves him some GPs. Berluz, you're into it. Uh, Big time. Are you following it? Uh, I am. I'm following Supercross more closely. Oh, okay. But I'm following it. Yeah. I mean, I'm following it much closer than I ever have before. I'll definitely say that. I I think that's probably pretty common. Yeah. Well, I hopefully a lot of people are. I would think people want to support an American over there, right? You you on Longo's payroll? (laughs) Nothing to do with Longo. (laughs) You know a guy named Jeff Meyer? Yeah, oh, my God. People love him, don't they? We're talking. I bet you do. I bet you do, Berluti. <laughs> when you talk about uh, Berluti cheering for uh, Villapoto, this is a man who at the Motocross the Nations would not wear another country's team shirt. If he worked for Burner or Tortelli or whoever over the years, uh, would not wear that team shirt of that team. That's how. I'm an American. Red, These colors don't run. These colors That's do not right. run with Berluti. That's right. Hey, Berluti, we got a team shirt for you. No, thanks. Nope. Pretty much. Yeah, that was it. I <laughs> felt bad. You know, Reed and uh, Burner both gave me shit, but I'm like, hey, this is. Right. I didn't wear an American shirt, a uh, uh, USA yeah, shirt. Yeah, no, no, I just, no. Just, yeah, you just. Like, I wore I'm my not, Suzuki shirt. You're like, I'm not going to put on a, a shirt with another country's flag. Exactly. Yeah, I know? did the same thing because uh, I, I stayed with the Australians this year until Mathis showed up. And they're like, hey, if you want to wear a jacket, whatever. I'm like, uh, no. Right on. Right. Then you can. Then you know where I'm coming from, huh? Yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm all for you. I'll be cheering for you. Well, but, uh, no. Listen here, guys. Uh, I wore a Team USA uniform when I worked for Red Dog. And I know you did. Well, yeah, you I've should. It. Everybody well, wants to wear an American stuff. I'm, You're an American now. Though, I'm Canadian, Steve. bro. I'm Canadian. Steve, come on. This is where you make your money. You're pretty. It, don't you got your green card now? I got green card. Yeah. Yeah. No, so but what you could have done was wore the Canadian stuff until the moto started, and then you could have cheered for a team that was in the race. <laughs> That's Jason Thomas, everybody. we got to go. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> uh, Jerk off. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's good to hear. Um, so, the, the, I'm surprised at Villapoto's win. I am. I, uh, well, I think we, we all I think we all didn't think that he could make those kind of drastic changes in a week. But good, good job by him. He, uh, he rode well. And then I was, like I was telling Berlut, when he won that qualifying race by 33 seconds, I was like, hey, it's hot as balls. And those guys are not going to give it all. And Villapoto probably shouldn't have tried to kill those guys by 33 seconds. He made a statement, though. That he was did. awesome. <laughs> and it caught up to him in the second moto. But, hey, an overall is an overall. So. Yeah, they, I think he got let emotion get the best of him. Yeah. That no, qualifier. I agree. Listen, I know how those guys think. They, they don't. They, if it's hot, they're all about, like, hey, I'm in the top ten. I'm good. Like, save my body. There's a ton of riding on a GP weekend. You have two practices. You got a warm up race. You got a, you got a qualifying race. You got motos. Yeah. Those guys are smart like that. He said he learned, but, you know. So yeah, you know, live and learn. Hey JT, so what do you think about Villapoto? Were you surprised the second race that he did as well as he did, or did you think it was going to take him a long time or a while to get sorted um, out? I thought we would see a significant improvement. 
I didn't expect him to go out there and crush him like he did in the qualifier in the first moto. <laughs> uh, but I do think once he kind of gets his legs under him, and I think that's coming, that there are going to be weekends where they're just like, holy shit, this guy's good. Yeah. You know, like no one's going to be able to touch him on certain weekends. Sure. I, I mean, just like it was here. I mean, no one could touch him on certain weekends here, like not even close. For sure. Hey, so something we were going to be so, similar to that. Something Berluti brought up earlier. Uh, Fly Racing's Jason Thomas on the line, by the way. Something Berluti brought up earlier. People are talking about Ryan Dungey and how much improvement he's shown and how, how he's, you know, faster and better than ever. And Berluti's like, hey, there's no Villapoto, no Stewart. And it's not to take away from Ryan Dungey's speed or accomplishments. He's badass. And I'm kind of siding with Berluti a little bit. I mean, look, as a media guy, I can't just write every weekend, Ryan would have got third if, if RV and James are here because we don't know that. We can't say that. But I think Berluti's right. I think that bike has helped. And I think he is riding very well. And maybe his wins have his, – his over 30-point lead now in the series has made us think – remember how great Ryan Dungey is. But I don't think he's better than ever. Do you? I think he's better than ever. I don't know that he would beat Villapoto in a series, but I do think he's better. I think the, that bike has is, is put him in a better spot than he's ever been. I mean, the, whole, the guys, they're hole shotting, him and Shorter hole shotting every race. Yeah. So to think that the bike's not better when there were so many weekends where we were watching Dungy and, and thinking, man, his bike really doesn't look great. I remember thinking that many, many times. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really thought that much this year at all. Other in practice, actually at Daytona, I thought that. But then in the main event or in the heat race in the main event, they made some adjustments clearly, and I didn't really see that. So I'm not really ready to concede that he could beat Villapoto this year. But I do think he would put up the best fight that he has. You yeah. know, my contention isn't that that he can beat Villapoto, or, or or he did. He did the one year the Villapoto crashed. I mean, you got to be be in it to win it. But um, it's not my contention that. I just the bike is obviously better, but I'm saying that Dungey has been good for a long time. But people say he's better yeah, than ever now. Know. That's my contention. Yeah, no, I, I'm, yeah, I, I fully think. I mean, Dungey, it's just the same old thing with you know if Ricky Carmichael hadn't been around, how many titles would Wyndham have? If Ryan Villapoto didn't exist, Dungey would be one of the best riders of all time. McGrath, Larry Ward. <laughs> Yeah, Timmy yep. Ferry. So, Timmy Ferry and Ricky Carmichael. It's same, yeah, it's the same old story, you know. There's just that one guy that you take that guy to the equation, like Jeff Emig. If McGrath doesn't exist, look how many titles Emig could have won, you know. So, do you think people are uh, saying? Do you think people say that in Manitoba? Like, imagine if I didn't exist. How, they, probably. I think a lot of people will say, "Imagine if you don't exist," but probably not because of that. Um, <laughs> because you know, there'd be four different Manitoba title winners. Yeah. At this point. You know, four people would have not been able to That's have true. glory in That's their true. lives. That's true. If you didn't exist, Pookie and AC would be in a wild love affair. No, I disagree with that. Um, so, okay, uh, what's your thoughts, overall thoughts on Daytona, uh, the race itself? Obviously, we covered Dunge a little bit, but what would you think? I mean, uh, Tickles and, Tickle and Canard, your guy fly racing straight Canard, um, he was fast as balls, and Tickle was fast, but again, they went down the first turn. What are you going to do? And Seeley was awesome. Yeah, it was an interesting race because I really feel that if Seeley had gotten around Dungey when he tried to make – I think that move was stupid. I, I said it at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not backing away from it. No, it was a little impatient. Yeah, yeah. he got, he. it was exactly what you just said. It was impatient. He rushed it. Because I think if he gets by him cleanly, he wins the race. I I really <laughs> believe that. Maybe, I believe man. Seeley, yeah, he was on fire. Yeah. I think he had the best speed, and I – even when he got up, he didn't get tired. He was still coming at the end. 
So I, I think he would have won. I, I, it's crazy to say that. You know, I agree with you. It's crazy for me to say that Cole Steele is going to win Daytona, but I, that's what I believe. I think you're spot on there. I mean, it, you know, obviously it's, it didn't, that's not how it played out, but I think he very well could have myself. Yeah, he was he was really impressive. I mean, he was moving through guys just like, get out of my way. You know, like he was yeah. just going to the front. Um, and uh, you you thought Jeremy Martin would crush it in the 250s. I did. Uh, yeah, I did. It. Props, to, props to Marvin, though, man. Uh, yeah, Marvin rode great. Nothing to take away from Marvin, but I was I was more perplexed by that it looked like Jeremy got tired. And I A little really bit, right? That. Yeah, A little he, bit. he looked tired to me. Um. And, you know, LaRocco himself told me, I don't think Bogle's fitness is there yet. You know what I mean? That's what LaRocco told me. And, I mean, Rock doesn't mince words. It probably no. is true. Yeah. And Bogle does look like he could have had a win at Atlanta 1, and he got a little tired. And so To me, I, it, looked like, uh, it looked like Jeremy Martin's bike was really stiff and just harsh, and it looked like it just beat him up. Like, it looked like it, it allowed him to go really, really fast, but it took a toll. When the track got rougher, it just kind of – beat him it, down like can, he just couldn't hold on to that can you, you know, pushing um, that hard can you explain what happened to martin in that heat race i mean for three laps he rode two laps anyways he rode as bad as one could ride and then yeah he, he looked like he was kind of scared of crashing trying to pass people and then he finally kind of caught got a rhythm and just caught fire mm-hmm. and then yeah, i was like oh for sure he's gonna win the main event and he was actually coming in the main event too he's catching catching those guys mm-hmm. and then it just looked like he hit a wall like the bike, and then I was watching him really closely, and the bike just looked like it wasn't, it wasn't really plush enough or soft enough to soak up bumps, and it was just kind of beating him. Like he just couldn't, right. you know, handle that much impact all the time. You know, and, and guys want to point to outdoors, but his setup would be so much softer outdoors. You know, it's just a completely different deal. Hey, we want to uh, give away a twenty-five dollar gift card to Vortex, uh, Vortex official. Uh, Bars and sprocket of Babbitt's Kawasaki and sprockets of uh, Blake Baggett and James Stewart, which we'll talk about Baggett here in one second. Uh, 702-586-757. First caller through. Uh, get their address down, Gibbs, and uh, they want a $25 gift card from Vortex. Um, it's disappointing, JT, that in 2015, in the society that we live in, we have so many people who can't listen or don't listen or don't lack the mental comprehension to realize that you said – a hundred different times, maybe not a hundred, fifty different times, that Blake Baggett's podium, you will walk home if Blake Baggett makes the podium, except for Daytona. You must have said that fifty times, but it didn't seem to matter. Yeah, it was frustrating, and I, I mean, we both have been getting tweet after tweet oh, after tweet it's... and Instagram comment, and just, oh man. I mean, even RJ's kid, Luke, <laughs> even you know, he even said something. I'm like, oh, you know, it wasn't. It ben Townley. Ben Townley said something. Yeah, Ben Townley tweeted me, and I'm like, it wasn't Daytona. And then uh, Luke actually wrote me back. He's like, oh, I just got I got third-hand info, and you know, they didn't tell me that part. And I'm like, yeah, don't worry. It's been nonstop. So. It, 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 the bet was always from the first second of the bet, or the whatever bet, not bet, but the first second of that statement. He's getting close, though. He can do oh, it, though, and then maybe make oh, you guys. Oh, sure. He, he was. Sure. I, and I've said on multiple occasions on the show he is riding much better than i ever ever would have expected and uh oh, without a doubt but i yeah i people please stop stop tweeting yeah, me that how's jt's walk going how's hey, it going brutal. Uh, hey jt i got a question for you weekend sure. and week out who do you think in the 450 class has got the best speed doesn't necessarily you know obviously 
they might not be leading the championship. I'm just saying, who do you feel that has the best speed in that class, week in and week out? I would out? probably say Trey. That's what or, or, I agree on that. That's what Tom, I was just curious. Or Tomac, it's close. I would probably yeah, say Trey. Yeah, I, I would too. say Trey just barely. Yeah. I, just Tomac's had some really off weekends, and I don't feel like Trey's had a bunch of those. No, um, but even qualifying time though, Trey's Trey. probably. He, he's had, one. he had the fastest lap of the main two weeks in a row. Not this past week, but two weeks in a row before yeah. that. Uh, this weekend he came from 21st to 7th or whatever he got. His starts are killing him. Yep. And he's been – he's really the only guy, including Tomac, who's been able to – I mean, Oakland, he came from like 12th. The next race in Anaheim, Make he came passes. from like 10th or whatever, the race before. He's been the one guy that's been able to rip through the pack. Mm-hmm. Not even uh, – well, we haven't seen Dunge, if Dunge can do that or not yet, but because um, he hasn't got a bad start, but – yeah, certainly fly racing straight canard. I would say I would agree with JT. On right that. on. That's my that's my pick. I was just curious what you guys thought. Um, uh, JT, what what about the VIP program? How's that going? The BTOSports.com VIP program. Yeah, it's all good. Um, same as normal. Have a opening or two at Indy and Detroit. So kind of starting to wound. You know, it's crazy that we're we don't have too many of these races left. Getting uh, dude, right? Yeah, starting to wind down. Um, but yeah, it's been going awesome. <laughs> and then the the mechanic thing, uh, you know, we're still working on getting those. I actually have a few signed up, so that's, you know, trying to grow that thing. And mm-hmm. then What do you uh, got going on with that? Basically just uh, it's similar to VIP, but I won't be actually running. Like, I'll, I'll be helping with it, but uh, our chief technician, JR, is kind of running it, and he's just giving, uh, giving guys a chance to see what it would be like to be a mechanic for a day. Can so, I sign up for that? <laughs> I think you could teach it. No, I'm not a record teacher. I'm just jacking. That's a uh, cool, no, that's a cool, cool deal. For, that is really it's really cool. really aimed at you know guys that growing up loved the sport, but then they went to college or they went did something else or in business world or whatever, and it was always like, oh, you know, what if I had gone that route? What it would be like, you know, just to try it out for a day. So, that's awesome. Yeah, um, just something different. And also, and too, then, truck uh, tours. Yeah, the forest oh my just God. launched this thing. Yeah, so they're. <laughs> Just basically giving giving people a chance to kind of check out the inside of the truck. So uh, that's kind of a brand new deal, and still, you know, in the trying to get that thing off the ground. But it's something different, um, and just gives gives fans an opportunity to see what's inside of the truck and how it works. And uh, you know, a lot of you know, it's, it's, some of that stuff is so just never get an opportunity to see any of that side. You know, and if you're just a fan, you're probably never getting inside a factory semi or any of that stuff. Great so. idea. Yeah, um, just a cool opportunity. Uh, and they can contact. Is there, there's a site, right, for this? Is it's on the it's on the yeah. And basically, they they all feed off of the original VIP yeah. uh, site, um, which is btosportsracing.com/vip, and then you can kind of get to all of them from there. Uh, but the VIP thing is obviously my baby and my program, and the rest of them are just uh, we're just fooling around and and trying to give people you know a better experience on race day, whatever yeah. your you know, not everyone wants to come and sit in the press box and do all that. Some people are more mechanically inclined and like that side better. And some people, you know, don't have the, the budget to do that and just want to kind of check out the truck. So we're trying to kind of offer something for everyone. For um, for $1,000, you can shadow me on a weekend and hear a rider tell me to fuck off. <laughs> so I'll tell you to fuck off for free. I'll take entries now. Let's take some phone calls, JT, before, before we let you go. Um, okay. you're, uh, you're in Daytona for the uh, Fly Racing ATV Daytona Supercross National Challenge thing something or another uh atv inaugural atv supercross all right fantastic uh jason you got a question for jt hey jt jason what's going on hey man hey uh question i have been chewing on it for a week or so um 
the two races in Atlanta, uh, of course, um, I came down, you know, we drove down for both of them. Um, and, and I know I've heard him talk about how, you know, a lot of people would call in and say they only did one or, or the other or whatever. But my question is, why didn't they do a Saturday-Sunday? Now, I understand they couldn't have done the second weekend because you had the Atlanta, the car race, the NASCAR race. But the first weekend, I even went back and looked at the TV schedule. I mean, even on Sunday on Fox 1 or 2, I mean, there was nothing going on, you know, on that Sunday. Um, because I'm thinking that failed would, you know, because you had to, you know, like your mother's a scorer. I mean, so they had to pay for her to be there twice, you know, fly everybody in. When they uh, all they could have done was paid for like a hotel room to make them spend the night, right. and then the the track guys. I mean, you. I uh, I think I think uh, honestly, Jason, I've talked to Feld about this before. The teams don't want to do it. They there's no interest in doing it. Back in the day when they had the double headers, ticket sales That's were right? ticket sales were horrendous for the second night. I was going to say that I, I think it's just the ticket sales were too terrible the second day. They they used to and I and I backed this up with when talking to some team people. Pontiac and Seattle were second days and it was not good. So um, yeah, but but in Atlanta, I mean, you know, I, I just figured everybody could stay, enjoy the city, you know, and then well, yeah, and, and start at like three o'clock or two o'clock or whatever on Sunday, and people could get out, eat lunch, come by and do the pit deal. Yeah, I mean, hey, let's. I, I honestly, just think Atlanta is enough of a hotbed. Let's that, that let's try. They wouldn't make that trip. Let's try it again. Yeah, I think you know, uh, I think maybe it it could have worked, but I also think that going in, that they were hoping they were going to get sixty five thousand twice. So right. if they would have pulled that off, that would have been yeah. a huge huge for them. But that didn't happen. So that's what I but think they not, were going for. Yeah. But as a fan, and I think most fans are like this, you know, there's nothing worse than leaving the races. And with, with the feeling like you didn't, you don't have your belly full, you know. Where if you could have done the two day, I don't have this problem. When you leave on Sunday evening, you've had a great weekend of racing. Well, yeah, maybe so. Uh, we'll see what happens ever again. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for calling, man. Uh, Appreciate thanks, it, guys. All right, Brandon, what's up? You got a question for uh, about that wall jump? Uh, yeah. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Thanks for calling. Um, yeah, uh, my question was: uh, I know you guys are in the middle of covering Daytona. Um, yeah, the, that, those two wall jumps they had in the middle of the track, uh, I know they had the Honda banner on the second one, but the first thing I thought when I saw that is, uh, I could see Bubba doubling that. I don't know. Uh, the dude, that backside was so steep, but, uh, if there's one man who would have tried it, uh, it would have been, it would have been Booba. On uh, TV. It looked like they were getting close. No, they were never close. Never yeah, close. I was, I think they were further back than you think. And honestly, you would have. It so would have it's, been. It's possible to do it. A dirt bike could make it, for sure. But I think I don't think they wanted him to try it. That's why they put the Honda thing there. Right, right. On TV, on TV, I thought they could do it. It was the backside was so steep. It was it. Well, I'm short, just saying you would have died. Done. You were done. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying the only on TV. It looked like they could. Only the seven would, would have even tried thought it. about yeah, it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And I mean, I, you could make it. Oh, you yeah. could make it, yeah. but if you went long or short, you're going to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, what if you okay? What if you don't go long or short and you make it perfect? That's really okay, fast. If if, I mean, you're going to do that once. No, but that's a lot of seconds right there. <laughs> no, for sure. I'm just saying, if you try to make that your race line, 
<laughs> you might as well call ahead and try to request a room with a view at Halifax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that kind of looked like that kind of looked like the kind of jumps they used to have in the 80s where they weren't supposed to double stuff, and then all of a sudden by the end of the night, there'd be like 10 guys doing it once one guy would do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it would have been awesome to see, and only James would have tried it, and I don't know if he would have done it. I have no idea. Your but timing out would be perfect. It was just as stupid. But yeah. then, okay, Josh Hill hit me up on Instagram. And, uh, by the way, uh, get well soon, Hill. I guess he, he's pretty jacked up right now. Uh, JT, Josh Hill hit me up and said Ricky did it on press day, but there's no way he did that on press day. There had to have been something else there. Did that wall? Yes, I said on my Instagram, whoever jumps this is a hero. And uh, jokingly, you know. Yeah. And then he'll yeah. hit me up and said, RC did it on press day. Oh, he probably said that because you always said, there goes my hero. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he'll <laughs> knows any of that stuff, though. There's no way RC jumped in no. that form. No, that's what I'm saying. There's just There's no way. There's no way. I, and, and Joshua was on a lot of medications. <laughs> no, no, no. This was before. This was before the race. Before the race. Oh. Um, um, yeah, I'm with you. They had to, RC probably jumped something. But not that, not those two walls. No, no, no way. Um, all right, JT, we got to run. It's late where you are. Thanks for uh, coming on the show. I know we wanted to get you in earlier. We had these technical issues, so um, um, no worries. We're all backed good up. To, but... Good to talk to you, Brulee. Hey, you too, JT. Around, I miss you. Yeah. yeah, Nick Way said the same thing. You know, oh, not on. the same at the races. Thanks, Brendan. By the way, thank you, Brendan, for calling. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, JT said the same thing. Right on, Nick JT. Way. Everybody misses you, Berlute. I, I love you, guys. I love I love the the industry. I'm not, you know, I miss that part. If they could make a machine, Berlute, to teleport you to the races, would you do it? I would do it. Okay, I, I, I want in too. Yeah. Nope. Only one person per the teleportation, <laughs> like the movie. The, thanks. I'll take it. Like the movie The Fly. Oh you know, yeah. We, we can only send Berlute through. That's it. Um. As always, JT. Thank you for coming on. All right. See you guys. See right, ya. Thank you. All right, everybody, let's get to our next guest. We're just going to move right on into, uh, into him, and we're happy to have him on. And he's uh, brought to you by uh, Hot Cams, the leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike cams. Hot Cams is a proud supporter of our show this year. 30% off all Pulp listeners, um, hotcamsinc.com. At checkout, type out the, type out the discount, discount code HOTCAMS2015. Hot Cams, unleash the power within. We thank those guys for uh, coming on board. We're going to give away some cams. I don't know. Maybe this show, maybe not. But uh, looking forward to having this guy on. Uh, lots to talk about. And, uh, of course, him and Tony Blue do go way back. He is former factory uh, Suzuki and Kawasaki rider, two-time 125 Supercross champion, one of the smoothest riders of all time, Damon Huffman. What's up, man? I'm here, man. I'm doing great. How about you guys? We're good. Huffy. <laughs> oh, Huffy. Berlue. How are you, buddy? What a super ah. team. Uh, yeah, it was a super team. God, you guys must have won 84 Supercrosses in like three years or two years. He won a ton, I'll tell you that. If my memory serves me right, the the two years I worked with Berlue, 94, 95, I don't think I finished off the podium in a 125 Supercross race. Wow. I didn't even know yeah. that. That's awesome. God, that would have been so nice as a mechanic. Well, the, the, uh, the second uh, year he won every every one except for the last one. Oh, really? Right, oh. Huffy? Well, I won six out of the eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we're on a Berluti tune machine that obviously was ran. Was, was Wait gen- a minute. Which, wh- okay, Vegas you didn't win that year, but what, what's your other one? Because you, you, you wrapped it up Shoot. in San Jose. I'm trying to remember. I know Vegas, we only ran 10 laps, and I had a bad start. Well, that's a night I the lights Ryan went out. I the last lap, so 
I would like to, uh, I, I would have won that one. I know I would have. I think Rhino even had a bike problem that last lap. But, uh. I'm trying to think which other round you would have won. I thought you won everything. I, well, guess... I know I won six in a row. Okay. And I don't know if there are seven or, or eight rounds. I'm not really sure. Is this 94? 95. 95? Yep. Um, I got your vault open right now. You, With, uh, uh, the number one plate. Ooh, 12. Oh, no, that's, two, that's 250s. Never mind. Um, second in San Jose, second in Vegas. Okay. Oh. Hey, you know what? San Jose, uh, I got chopped off like over. Uh, that's back when 125s had a double to triple. Oh, shit. You know who uh, won a lot, it? And... You know, I know who won it. <laughs> you know who won it? Pingree. Our own David Pingree. Pingree won oh, it. That's right. Is one, is one of his one and only. Uh, he won four. Yeah, he won four. Uh, Did he win four? Yeah, he won four. <laughs> So Huffy, you went one 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 two two that year. Yeah, <laughs> not bad, not bad. And you wrapped it. You wrapped the championship up that night. So maybe you were backed off a bit. I don't know. But he won, he yeah. wrapped up the championship that I'm night. I'm guessing Berlut that Huffman was an easy rider to work for. Very, like, very like, easy. Like so stylish, so smooth on the bike. Nothing would you know graphics and stuff would last a long time. And you know he probably always rode the bike in the right RPMs. Well, what amazed me is a guy that. Didn't go through brakes and didn't go through clutches. Right. How, how's that work? <laughs> how, are you, <laughs> how are you winning on a 125 and not going through clutch? Exact clutch. Or in, yeah, in, yeah. I don't know. In brakes. I mean, the guy, amazing. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I've always been easy on the brakes and, and the clutch. I, I never really fanned the clutch a ton or over-revved it. Um, I don't know how I did it. I'm not really sure. It, it's just the way I rode. <laughs> Uh, Hot Cam's bringing you uh, Damon Huffman, former factory Suzuki Cowie rider Damon Huffman on the uh, Pulpamex show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Um, so, Huffy, you are a LAPD officer right now, and that is that blows me away. <laughs> well, uh, me too. Me too. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I don't even believe it at times, or when I'm home and I have a lot of days off, it's like, honestly, I forget. Uh, I'm still the same guy. But, you know, racing was really great for me and really set me up well in life, but not enough to uh, sit back and retire, right. especially a wife and three kids living in California. Um, I needed to do something, and it's kind of weird. One thing just kind of led to another, and uh, I have a couple of really good buddies who are with the LAPD, and they're like, man, you're you're everything they're looking for. You can perform under pressure, you're calm, you have a, a really mellow demeanor, right. you know, you're not going to get all stressed out and panic. And, you know, not in a million years I ever thought I would be doing this, but, you know, actually now I'm, I'm pretty, I'm really thankful and grateful for uh, this job. I have great benefits, mm. I re, uh, you know, a retirement program, mm-hmm. and I work three days a week, and, uh, um, it's still different, honestly. Right, um, right. I'm right at the four year mark, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. And I'm, I'm still adapting, you know, but, uh, I just can't, you're just such a mild mannered <laughs> guy. You're so calm. Like this is what you were saying. Like, man, I just can't imagine you as a, like a badass cop. <laughs> like I just can't <laughs> well, picture it. I, I wouldn't call myself that. Not at all. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm probably the nicest cop you're going to run into, but, uh, <laughs> I have my moments, you know, um, right now I work at a traffic division, so I mainly handle traffic collisions and 
drunk drivers and ticket writing. But uh, I don't write very many tickets unless it really happens in front of me and they deserve a ticket. Mm-hmm. But uh, I give a lot of warnings. I've been uh, I've been spotted on the job. I was in an intersection directing traffic, and this guy drives by. Damon Huffman! Whoa! Oh. He's screaming, he's screaming, and I'm like, whoa! I'm screaming back at him, then I'm like, oh, shoot, I better keep uh, it together I, here. I was going to ask you but, if they'd ever, if anybody would ever seen, ever recognized you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's Damon I Huffman. A, I got, it's got pulled over by Damon Huffman. <laughs> not, not when I pulled over someone, although... Yeah. Uh, What's next, the judge's Brian Swink? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, uh, when uh, Enduro Cross was at the X Games at Staples Center, yeah. I pulled over uh, Colton Haker as he was pulling into the pits. Oh, I no. was working that day. Right. And uh, I lit him up and pulled him over. And uh, he, he was like uh, a little spooked. And I walk up to the window with kind of my head down. And and uh, he's like, whoa, no way. Yeah. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> that was kind of funny. But <laughs> I pulled I'm over. guessing you let him off. Uh, yeah. Okay. And, uh, that's, uh, that's awesome, I, man. You know, I got to have some probable cause for uh, pulling someone over. I think you rolled through a stop sign right. uh, barely, you know. And what if, what if you're on a, What if you get the chance to be a bike cop and then someone tries to run from you? You're like, oh, no, I got you. I got you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's tricky. Uh, there's so many procedures and policies and uh right you really have to watch what you're doing out there um but if you go in pursuit it better be something uh, worthwhile or mm-hmm. it, you'll probably be called off but uh it's a a delicate topic and um but uh yeah you yeah. know there's uh, a lot of things out there a lot of people that don't like you and, and what you do but yeah true I, I try to do my best to leave people you know happy with the smile on their face and somehow change the uh the perspective that cops have you know that stereotype yeah. that and 99 percent of the guys are family guys just trying to do the right thing and mm-hmm. uh sometimes there's bad situations that occur but yeah, it does suck. Cops do get a bad name, I, no doubt, because, yeah. I mean, there are dick cops out there, but, there, of course, there are dick media people out there. There are dick mechanics <laughs> out there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they're, they're, they're just going to get that yeah, in their walk job. of life. Yeah, like, yeah any yeah. job. And, and it's unfortunate that people, there's just some hatred for cops out there, and I'm always like, oh, yeah, who do you call when, when, when shit goes sideways? You'll, that, be, you'll be calling a cop. That's all we do. You know, all so. day long, is, all I do is help people. Yeah, I mean, they exactly. It's exactly. That's it. So, yeah. You know, hopefully uh, someday. Huffy, are um, you sure. going to get on the? Are you going to get on the? Be a, a motor guy soon. You know what? I'm uh, I'm in no rush. I, okay. I'm kind of. I kind of like where I'm at right now, and I have a lot of. I have more days off than I work. <laughs> it so sounds if, like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I if I'm a motor cop, that kind of changes. Okay. I'll work more than I have off. So. Uh, I think eventually, you know, the, you get a pay increase and a bump on your pension, uh, things like that. So, but I'm in, I'm in no rush. I know I'm last time with, we were talking, you were talking about doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of slowed things down. 
I'm planning on, uh, you know, I got four years down and 16 to go. So, <laughs> hey, I'm in no rush to be on a bike full time again. It's right. also it's also nice, like you said, you, you did make some money uh, from your factory deals and your championships and everything. And so you have a little bit of a nice, you know, cushion and for your family and everything else. That's got to be a nice feeling. You know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I retired in 09 from uh, doing some off-road stuff and, um, for literally two years, I did, I, I made a little money, uh, doing writing lessons and some private mm-hmm. coaching, but it was kind of like, uh, you know, some side money and yeah. it was just like a little side job. But, uh, um, I knew that wasn't gonna sustain me for the rest of my life. And, uh, but you know, I have a beautiful house, um, and, uh, things like that. Uh, it was, it was nice to you know, mm-hmm. get, but there comes a point where my, my savings is going down and down and down and down. <laughs> it's like, Hmm, yeah, I need to start doing something here. Yeah. Yeah. No, no but, doubt. Um, yeah. um, yeah. Hey, what I know Baluti well, just like you do. He gets a little intense in the mechanics area at times. <laughs> he's, he's threatened to fight our co-host Jason Thomas a couple times back in the day when Matt, <laughs> when Matt Bonney and, and Berluti got into it. Do you have a Berlut story? Do you have, Oh man. Uh, did he oh, lose sure. it one night? Did, or, or, you know, you know what, uh, that's what I, I loved about working with Tony was, um, the, the intensity, I, I'm kind of mellow. Mm-hmm. So the intensity kind of helped me and to come by the mechanics area and see how fired up he would be. Right. That motivated me. Yeah. And, uh, but also, um, off the track, like in the pits, it was more of a positive reinforcement, motivating style. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, you know, all business. Uh, the bike, I think back then, man, it, things were so easy. I, I rarely adjusted the bars or moved the levers or did anything. It was like hopped on it and just rode. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, the, the young days when you're just a, a young kid, young and fearless, uh, you just wanted to ride. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I just had the confidence to just go out and, and I, I knew I was going to win races and that's all I wanted to do. But, uh, Berlut stories. Let's see. I remember, uh, going to Japan and we were on the bullet train traveling from one city to another. And <laughs> you, you have like a minute and a half to in between stops to like transfer trains and right. throw your, your gear bags and toolboxes and luggage. And, and, uh, anyways, we, get everyone on board and all the gear bags on board, the train doors closed, the train's out of there. And Berlut left his toolbox sitting on the, uh, I don't know what on the platform it, or uh, platform or whatever, right yeah. on the platform, Berlut. you know, his snap on, you know, killer yeah. top of line tools, you know, it's probably <laughs> enjoy. Uh, and, uh, in Japan, I think he exited, it, came back. His tools were still sitting there, never they're, even moved. They were there. They're, I mean, Japan's the best as yeah. far as that goes. You, yeah. know, you can trust anybody, you know, honest yeah. people. Oh, yeah. You were probably losing it, though, Berlut. Oh, I mean, in those situations, yeah, you get panicky. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you know, phew, yeah, that was a, those are bad deals. <laughs> and then uh, another one was we were, I don't know where we are flying to, but another international flight, and uh, I think I was sleeping and, I, I kind of get up and uh, Berlut's kind of uh, roaming around and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, man, I just had a 
like tackle a guy. He was trying to open the emergency exit door and what? he was drunk. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Do you remember that one? Yeah, it was crazy. The guy was this drunk guy kept coming back and forth, and um, yeah, he tried to open the door, but he was sitting next. He sat in my row. We yeah, there's a like a row of four seats, and I was next to this woman and myself. So he he sat in one of them next to her, started grabbing her leg and stuff. Oh, so he was out of control. <laughs> yeah, and then um, then the little uh, Italian guy, you know, the whatever you call those guys, those. The steward, he was yeah. a – anyway, so um, – Flight attendant. Yeah, he was a flight there attendant kind of guy. Yeah. And uh, here he comes, and then he's got the guy by the arm trying to pull him back to a seat. And I said, you know what? I've had about enough of this guy. So <laughs> I jumped up and tackled him into the into the area where they make the yeah. food or whatever. The galley. Yeah, yep. and I've, I've got him in a headlock holding him down, and they were going to tranquilize him, you know. Oh, yeah? And then I, I, after about 10 minutes, I'm holding him like this, and then I – and then Larry – Ward came and got kind of involved. And I go, Larry, you got to grab this guy. My arm's getting pumped. I can't hold him down anymore, you know? He was fighting the whole way. Well, yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah, he was a, he was a oh. fairly big guy. He was Berlute. about my size, but yeah. Air Marshal Berlue. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's funny. I forgot about oh, that one. Man. Huffy's like waking up like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was out of it. I, I didn't see any of it, but. Uh, oh, you didn't? Yeah. I, no, I don't yeah. think I did. Yeah. I just remember you telling me about it. We're on our way back to L.A., and uh, I thought the thing that pissed me off is they didn't, like, have a cop to arrest the guy when he got off the plane. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking. But I th- that was before 911, though, you know? Yep. So Yeah. Still, though. a lot different. Still, though. Um, um, yeah. Hey, uh, Alfie, you ride it all anymore or no? No dirt bike riding? No. No. Uh, the last couple times I've rode um, – I went out and rode on the Kirk Caselli ride days, mm-hmm. uh, but that's kind of been it. You know, when uh, two years ago, I did all the the fire police races, the MX races. Yep. Um, I got to borrow the bike from Cowie, and uh, <clears throat> I did all those. And uh, let's, I, I won every round. I was undefeated. That was <laughs> nice. <pretty cool. laughs> Yo, somebody's looking at that cop is fast. Like, look <laughs> at him. Dude. <laughs> 20-minute motos. I'm like, really? 20-minute nice. motos? And it's on, like, the vet track at, uh, like, Paula. Right. Where it's, like, a minute 20 a lap. And I'm like, 20 minutes? Oh, jeez. <laughs> jeez. So I got dizzy. But uh, um, and then after after I won the championship, I called up uh, Reed Nordine at Cowie and uh, left a message, you know, and just said, hey, uh, you know, whenever you're giving out the championship rings, uh, let me know. I'll rearrange my work schedule. I'll do this, my ring. Um, you know, I won this championship, so yeah, I, uh, just you know, get me informed. Right. I'll be there. Villapoto, uh, you yeah. know, Stewart Huffman. Like, just I'm in the ring of champions. You know, I'm in that in that in that role, champions row of Kawasaki. Yeah. Right? Um, he didn't call back. But, <laughs> uh, so. Hey, was there anybody good at all? I'm sure you got you probably smoked those guys, huh? Well, now Ping's probably involved in it now, the fireman. Yeah, but, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, there was one guy from Northern California. He came down and rode. Um, I can't even think of his name right now. But he gave you a he run. He was a local pro. He did arena crosses. Oh, okay. He worked like part time at some police station. And he was still a current pro racing arena cross. Oh, that was kind of chicken shit, dude. And I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> I, I haven't rode uh, in like a year and a half, man. 
and uh, he beat me. Um, there are two-day races, and he beat me the first moto, and I would beat him the second moto because I was warmed up, a little more track time. <laughs> but uh, um, he was good. Oh, that's good. God, that's I funny. wonder who it was. But, uh, you don't think remember his name, huh? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. But uh, and then, uh, like the last round, he didn't. He didn't show up, and so I won. Up there, he took it. Hey, here's a, here's a question for you that I'm sure you answered in our podcast we did a few years ago, but I couldn't remember what it was. So you win two 125 Supercross titles. You're, you've got outdoor wins. You're basically the hottest young rider in the sport. And you go to Kawasaki, like you told me, a uh, big deal for Kawasaki, like three years or whatever it was. But um, yep. did Suzuki try to keep you? Because like, you'd ridden Suzuki's as an amateur, and you were – you know, the man for Suzuki for so long. Did Suzuki try to keep you at all, or was it just Cowie money was, was too much, was too good? I know you were trying to honor, so. Um, you know what? I, I, I don't recall, you know, my, my, my dad did a lot of the negotiations oh, okay. back then. All right. I was still, uh, young, but, uh, the Cowie deal was a pretty sweet deal. I, I, uh, I rode the Honda and, I had a two-year deal lined up with Honda, but the Axo gear thing, right. they would not let me go because I had a two-year Axo deal, and I had to wear Fox on Honda. Right. Um, then the Cowie deal was just all around, a little more money, a little more, you know, extra perks here and there with, right. you know, jet skis and uh, enduro bike and just little things like that. that okay. I was like, huh. You know, right. and they were kind of revamping their program and, you know, going with a whole new team. And, uh, and I liked the bike. The bike was a, right. a great bike. Yeah. Then and they, then they changed it know, for the next year and you didn't like it as much. Yeah. I made some changes, which, you know, of course, looking back, uh, I didn't need to because mm-hmm. I still call that 96 Cali one of my favorite bikes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Suzuki. Honestly, I don't, I don't really remember. Okay. And, all right. you know, also I, I didn't have that great of luck on the, the RM250. I right. kind of struggled and, uh, I, I think it was probably just a, a, a lack of, uh, seat time on the bike. And mm-hmm. I think I took it on the bike more, you know, than it right. was probably a little bit of me, a little lack of experience right. too. But, um, but just struggled a bit with the 250 and the Cowie deal overall was just uh, mm-hmm. uh, a much bigger deal. Hmm. Well, Damon, thanks for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. I wanted to get you on. I knew Berluti was coming in. We haven't had Berluti in studio for well for a while now. You know, he's done wrenching now. It's incredible. So, <laughs> you yes. know, when I go to the races, honestly, there's a few people I go and see, and Berluti's always like the first guy on the list, and I, I show up at Anaheim and. I head over there and mm-hmm. I'm looking nope. around. Where's Balut? Where's uh, Balut? No Berlin. And uh, I talked to somebody and I don't think he knew who I was. Someone under the uh, RCH tent. Probably, and I'm probably, like, where's Balut? It's probably Watson. It's probably Watson. <laughs> no. no, he knows Watson. <laughs> no, but you know how Watson would be. <laughs> yeah, who's, who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, right. Watson would be like, I don't know who you are, kid. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but. Uh, no, obviously, he didn't know who I was and he's like, Balut don't work here. I'm like, oh. Okay. Yeah. 
and uh, I'm like, we're out of here then. Well, Huffy, I appreciate yeah. that. That's really cool, dude. Yeah, that's. I appreciate you always. I'm on the first year list. That's cool. <laughs> no, yeah, we we yeah, had some good sure. years together, bud. I really uh, cherish those. They were yeah. probably uh, my most successful years. You know, right there, ninety four, ninety ninety five. I mean, I I was looking back and I led the outdoor title for more than like half the season. I I didn't realize how close I was. <laughs> Yeah, even even you know? very down at the end, it, it, yeah. towards the end, it, it could have went. There was like what Henry, you or not Henry, uh, Rhino, right? Rhino, Lammy, and you right. were, were in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, as and, a uh, as a mechanic that has one national win to his credit and a one moto win, I'm very jealous of Berlut and all the wins that no, that I you mean, got him. Hangtown was a good win. He he won Hangtown that one year. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I should have won it two years in a row. Ninety-five. I I uh, I caught I caught your boy Ferry. Yeah. Fell fell down behind him. Well, got back up. Caught him again. I doubt that. I doubt. Now you're lying. Okay. (laughs) That doesn't happen. And I had to pass him for the overall. Yeah, that's right. I went to someone else and. Uh, there was no team tactics or anything, yeah. and uh, Red, fuck, Red said right. I, I, I could not get around him. Red said that he got back to the truck, and Roger was pissed. That's pissed yeah. at him. Oh, oh. maybe not Roger, yeah. but somebody, whoever was there then. Roger, was it Roger? Because yeah, uh-huh. like he's like, I don't know, man. I just want to win a moto. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is a huge moto win for me. Yeah. But I he think said it this, gave the the win to Rhino, and uh, yeah, he said Suzuki not was Suzuki. Yeah, he was there pissed but, at him, but uh, he was like, I don't know, whatever. So. But the, the false part of your story is falling and then catching him again. Ah, that, that, <laughs> listen to this guy. That didn't happen to the big, the big one five. <laughs> Thanks, I think Huffy. Had, no. I think Huffy had Ferry's number back then no, a little he bit. Did. He did. But, but Ferry rode really well at times. Um, thanks for coming on, Damon. I appreciate it, man. Oh, man. Good, good luck with the any, gig. Anytime. And, yeah. I love uh, kind of touching base and checking in. Do you watch the races still, every weekend? Do you watch them every weekend? Are you, are you I do. into it? Yeah? I do. Okay, cool. I watch them all. I look forward to watching them all. Um, sometimes I'm a little disappointed in the tracks. I'm expecting more, but they've kind of been kind of the same the last few years. Yeah. Uh, I still reminisce about the old days when they had different track builders and you saw a bunch of different type of jumps and obstacles and crazy stuff. Yeah. It probably wasn't safe, but, uh, (laughs) uh, but nowadays the bikes are so fast and powerful that I I know why they have to kind of make the tracks the way they are, you know? So, right. Hey, Huffy, uh, do do you follow, uh, are you following Villapoto at all? You know what? Um, yeah, I, I just looked up uh, today. Um, I saw that he went what one three. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Got the saw overall. some highlights from that first race. That that track looked uh, horrendous. God, wasn't it? It was, it was Lake it was Lake Elsinore. Is what it was. Exactly. It, 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 That's oh. exactly what it I was said. Lake Elsinore. Like Lake Elsinore. Yeah. yeah, with under the lights. Yeah, and uh, I could see. You know, he hasn't raced in. I don't know how long, uh, like a year probably or more. So coming out a little rusty uh, on that track, probably he rode a, a smart race and just kept it on two wheels. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I think he kind of got, uh, he has the, the feeling now and uh, he's going to get a ton more wins, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Those guys might be in trouble. 
thanks, yeah. thanks again. Uh, good catching up, and uh, always a, a real nice guy. Always, no matter whether you were Factory Cowie or in Moto World or whatever you're doing, I always remember you being a great guy at the races and super approachable. And that, that's awesome. You, people can hear you on the show and, and find out that cops, cops like David Huffman. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. funny. I know. But uh, well, again, appreciate you having me, and uh, uh, anytime, anytime. Yeah, I love to check in. All right, no problem, Huffy. Thanks, man. Good catching up, well, Huffy. All right, good talking with you, Tony. All right, buddy. Bye bye. See ya, Damon Huffman. Everybody, what if we would have got Renard on? That after? was fun. That would have been just. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd have been in heaven. Right, he would have been just in heaven. <laughs> this guy's been on hold for a long time. He's a he's a he's he used to race. I don't know if he still does or not. He caller. Uh, yeah. Hello? Is it true you used to race? I know uh, who this one is. Time. Were you any good? That that can be argued by plenty. <laughs> Will Hahn, everybody. 250 East Coast Supercross champion of two years ago. Like nine, 99. 99. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Wilbur? Uh, nothing. I I told the guy at the beginning of today, just tell him this is Steve calling for Steve, asking if he's going to be bummed when he comes home, and I want to catch a pookie, and he wasn't that fond of that. <laughs> Why not? No, I liked it. I was just like, oh, how am I going to word this question to Steve? <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm not even yeah. going to tell Steve that this is a question. I'm going to say that you have a bike question for you. Yeah. Then it turns well, out to be Will Hahn. Yeah. I would have uh, I would have recognized his voice. It's Wilbur. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not as close as you two. I mean, you got you bought him coffee. That didn't go well. Hey Wilbur, have you tried? Have you tried the flat white? Wait, what? The flat white at, at Starbucks. I don't know. No, I haven't. Oh, dude, you got to try the flat white. It's, what are you talking about, brother? It's a it's a drink at Starbucks. Flat it's, white. That's what it's called. What's okay. It? What does it taste like? It's coffee, but it's it's kind of like a latte, but it's called a flat white it's un- unbelievable how does it compare to the hot white macchiato or whatever it's i called? don't drink none of that stuff this is doesn't really have sugar it's just got you know milk and, and coffee will mm. he, will he said will we're just try it will he said quote unquote it's unbelievable i mean i you know what i had an almond milk latte this week and i have to say it was pretty off the chain yeah it's good yeah maybe they can make it with almond milk sure it wasn't can. bad man i'll have yeah. to try it but try a flat white for me all right. Are cool. you are you coming in studio to host with me? What's the deal? I'm I'm gonna work on that. See, this is my predicament that I'm in right now. Oh no, no, I'm no, he, no, no. Here's your predicament. Here's here's your predicament. You're waiting to work on that. You're really not sure. But in, if Jimmy Johnson needs you to go uh, road biking with him, you drive to Vegas for that, and then you turn around and drive home. That's your predicament. So I'm not yeah, Jimmy I Johnson. Do, I do whatever he wants. Right. I mean, he's the man. I'm sorry I'm not Jimmy Johnson. I have four titles. He has six, but sorry. If he had two more titles, if he had a six-pack like Jimmy does, then, then we can make something happen. Oh, shit. Okay, what's your predicament on why you can't come up here? Uh, no, I'm going uh, to Australia tomorrow, and I'm gone for like 13 days. So when I get back, I wouldn't be back very long before I have to roll right back there. But what I'm the... sure I can make something happen. What are you going to Australia for? Uh, to go watch uh, the opening out of Formula One and just to uh, go wow. there and train for a few days. Wow, impressive. Jesus. It's showy money, dude. It's showy money. It's not, it's not showy money. Just it's showy? It, it's sh- we had showy on our show for a sponsor. Yeah. Everything was going great. They were they were paying. They were up in a high, higher level sponsor. It was all going great. And then uh, uh, the next year they said they couldn't come on the show. They didn't have the funds anymore, and Wilbur got a showy deal. Oh, there you have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Took your money. I can't. 
It's mainly my good looks that sealed that deal, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> so, okay, so what you're saying is that when you get back from Australia, it could be too close to uh, to come back on the show, or like you may not want well, to travel. I mean, you don't, you don't want me to come up there like two days after I get back and just be a zombie. I mean, I'm not going to be worthless to you. No, but you don't have to come up to – I just gave you any date, and you just said it had to be this date. And I'm like, okay, like it can be any date. All right. I mean, whatever. Well, come up. I'll come up. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to come in. Yeah, come on in studio, and Pookie will make you some treats. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know? Sound kind of weird. No, I'm not. I'm just a little bit, but I'm okay with it. Hey, Pookie, Pookie's treats are always on Hey, point. how about Damon Huffman being a cop? Yeah, I think it's awesome. <laughs> I'd like to see you as a cop. I'd see you as a badge. I would tase you hard. You tase me? Yeah. Hard, he said. <laughs> be like hangover. <laughs> yeah. In the face. Um, nah, I think that's just crazy that Damon Huffman's a cop. The guy's such a nice guy, so mild-mannered, so soft-spoken. Yeah, but, you know, like you said, like you said, yeah. it, it's a good job, you know, if he stays in there the full time, you know. Wilbur, when are you back on the bike? Uh, right now it's looking like probably the first week of April sometime. Oh, so, okay. Well, so, you know, that's when we want to have you for the show. So now I can see already what's going to happen. Can't come up, math is got to ride. You know, I'm back riding. I'm back training. That is kind of important though, right? Is it though? A little bit. A little bit. Somewhat. I don't know. So you're hoping to be ready for the outdoors? Yeah, that's my plan. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm going to be a little bit behind, but I've done it before, unfortunately, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really, right? Yeah, um, so, uh, I mean, it's what it is. Yeah. No, what are you going to do? You know? You got hurt. I mean, that's, that happens. But you've come yeah, back seem, before. Yeah, I seem to have some practice in this, so. Unfortunately, you do. I can't believe you're going to Australia. Yeah. I know. Well, it was kind of like one of those deals where, okay, so I had the opportunity to rose, and I'm like, on the couch, and I'm healing, and I'm like, you know what? What am I ever going to be able to do it again? Why not? I'm supposed to go to Australia in June or something. Well, we should have put it together. But there's this race at there's this race at Manjimup, the sand track, and Nick Way went last Nick Way went last year, and Brett Q and these guys. Yep. They want me to come down, and do like a pulp show, and then yeah, it looked pretty fun. One time I said I was really fast in the sand, and so now these guys have a CR500 for me. They want me to race. Oh, oh my god! Maybe I'm just going. maybe just do one just do one lap, dude. <laughs> Wilbur's like, I'm going. Yeah, I don't blame him. He's going to watch. Dude, I used to be good in the sand. Do one lap on just... a 500 in the sand. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. just set that thing down. You know, click up third. Yeah, plenty of power. Oh huh? god, yeah. God, there's so much. I remember fun. coming into turns. I remember coming into turns on a 500 and you shift up. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you're just like you know, like yeah. So you hire gear. Right. Yeah, you're like, I don't yeah. need. To, I don't need to. You know, you and Stanton. Well, you heard my Stanton story, didn't oh, you? Oh, yeah. You've heard the Stanton story. Millville Stanton. Right. You've yeah, heard, okay. No, I know that story. All right. Yeah. Okay. Good. But uh, I, I raced the 500, like, uh, I mean, it had to have been 2010, right when I signed with Troy Lee, and <laughs> there was a vet race at, in Oak Hill in Texas, and I raced one. And I'm like, I wonder what gear I can start on this thing. And I think I went up to fourth and was still, like, smoking Tom on a 450. Oh, uh, you're on concrete? Uh, we did, I did third on concrete and I think I did fourth in the dirt and it what? was just out of there, dude. It was Gennaro. <laughs> I was just blown away by this thing. Hey, how fun is that power? I loved it. Yeah. At first I'm like, man, it's not that fast. And then I realized the corner was about 
45 feet behind me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I remember at this this uh, this track I used to practice at, uh, Powerline track in up in Canada. It was If it got rainy, it was pretty loamy dirt. Eh? You would come into the turns, shift up, like I said, kind of, and you would roost, and the roost would come over your back on top of your helmet. <laughs> you're just like, and I'm just like, you're like, holy crap, like just throwing up a roost tail, like. Those are the days. God, 500s were good. They're they fun. called me a 500 specialist, brother. Yeah, well, many people did. Apparently, yeah. It must be. I mean, you and Stanton going at it like that. I don't know if we really went at it. Wow, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but we did. We did ride this. No one else would ride the track, and Stanton and I went out in the mudder. Yeah, Stanton yeah. doesn't remember that story though. <laughs> no, it sucks. I'm just. I'm fucking with you. But no, no, no. no 500. That's I'm a just true saying, story. I know that's a true okay. story. But you were at least there racing the national. That's yeah, badass, bro. dude. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Four time Manitoba title oh, wait. champion. Huffman just hit us up on Twitter. He said another Berluti story when you had to pass a stone, a kidney stone in Unadilla. You never saw a man in pain as oh, much as that. I did have a kidney stone situation. Oh. That's a bad Did it hurt? I was especially driving. I was in misery. Oh, I get Anyway, yeah, that was a bad. Huffy with his stories. Huffy, hit us up. Um, so, Wilbur. Yes, sir. Um, thoughts on Villapoto's first two GPs? I think awesome. I think the first one. Not to mention the guy's been off the bike for a long time and, and, you know, maybe riding for a while now, but as far as racing goes, mm-hmm. uh, away from it and then throwing yourself into a whole new crop, which you want, you're on the line going, okay, is this guy good? Is this guy good? Who knows? You right. know, there's a lot of unknowns. I know he's racing in destinations, but you know, it's once a year, right? If that. And right. Been a while since then. And I mean, he pretty much, I think he kind of stamped whatever he needed to stamp this weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good ride, no doubt. Uh, hey, this guy's yeah. been this guy's been on hold for a while. Let's just take his call while we have Wilbur. Chris, you there? Chris, hello. Hey, you've been on hold a long time. Did you win the Vortex thing? Yeah, um, I got um, three questions about bike problems. Well, if you need, if you got a question about bike problems, you have a couple of top mechanics of the sport right here. All right. Um, well, I got an old YZ450. And the front brakes, we rebuilt the front master cylinder and um, checked the caliper and the brake, the brake lines, but it still won't. Oh, and changed the fluid. We flushed it. We re-bled it. But there's still no power in the front brakes. Did you use an air bleeder? How'd you bleed it? Um, we took a 8-millimeter wrench, and we um, pumped the brakes, pumped, pumped the uh, front brakes, and... Um, we went to the air buildup, and then we yeah. unloosen it with the with the wrench and yeah, let the air and some it, of the uh, fluid come out. It, but... And we kept doing it and doing it until the fresh fluid got in it. Okay, you, you still have air in there. Here's here's a little trick. You ready? Mm-hmm. Take your caliper off the bra- off the fork and let it hang down. Okay. Then um, tap it with the wrench and tap, tap, tap the caliper. Tap the brake line all the way up. Okay. And, and you might get some air come out from that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also bleed it right at the very after you tap it. You can bleed it right at the very screw at the at the master cylinder banjo the banjo bolt. Okay. And if you if that doesn't work or if that works a little better, uh, put it back on the bike, put the caliper back on the bike, put a zip tie in your front brake lever, leave it sit overnight. Okay. And now um, the second one is fixing the idle. Um, I'll crank it. I have to bump start it. It won't. 
kick um, after bump started. And when it's warm, it'll kick on first and second kick. But when it's cold, it won't kick. And when it's on, it won't idle right. Wilbur, do you think the problem is it's just not a Kawasaki? Uh, it could be that or his valves could be way too tight on that T-shirt. <laughs> what do you think, Berlut? What, What's what, wrong with what year is bike? that? Oh, four? Why is he 450? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you said it starts when it's warm, so I don't think it's a valves, but the carburetor has O-rings that you can't get to, the normal person can't get to, and they go bad in the thing, and it'll have problems with idling. Does it like do you when you rev it, and then it, then it never idles down, or it, it idles, idles erratically all the time? Yeah, like it it idles to the point where it sounds like it wants to die. To where it wants to die. Do you think the bike is just trying to tell you to let it go? He wants to die. Let the bike die. Anyway, they, the the carburetor has some inner um, O rings that. Uh, Probably need to be changed because those carburetors okay. are like about eight hundred dollars if you replace the whole carburetor. But um, and there's sometimes you can. There, I don't think they're available. That's the problem. So you might have to buy the whole carburetor. But um, you might have a car problem that you'll never get rid of because of it. All right, and the last one, um, the clutch equator, the one that um. You adjust for the clutch to release back on the left side of the motor. When I pull in the clutch, it'll pull in, but it won't release. The actuator, you said? Mm-hmm. The, um, where the um, clutch line goes into. Right. At the bottom of the motor. Wow, you got an issue there. That's a bad deal. It sounds like oh. your push rod's stuck or something. Sounds like you got a problem with your rod, Chris. Okay, um... So do I just look for a 2004 YZ450 um, push rod? <clears throat> well, it could be many things. No, I mean the, there's a there's usually a bushing in that shaft, and if if the if the bushing's worn out, that uh, push rod might be like tweaked in the shaft. I mean, you, yeah, it probably needs to come apart. All right, all right. So um, I, I wish I could be more helpful with you, you on the um, on the twenty five dollar Vortex gift card. Yeah, no worries. You're welcome, bud. Right. VortexRacing.com. Chris has got some issues there, Will. Wow, that's an that's an 04. Those those bikes, you know, when you ride the shit out of them, don't maintain them. 04, that's kind of getting old now. It's not like the no, ni- no. 90 project. I'm trying to think of 04. Oh, 04 is a steel frame. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a steel frame. Oh, that's Tim Ferry's specialty. Yeah. Took oh, that, here we go. He took that. <laughs> well, what, well, did you ever have problems with the clutch thing sticking, the actuator? I'm mad at Will right now. Why? Because I was going to tell a story about Tim Ferry and I making the podium. <clears throat> Dude, you're getting emotional. I am. Let me give you a you tissue. Let it go, man. What happened you to my it. voice? <laughs> hey, Timmy's birthday uh, party on Sunday. I wasn't able to make it, though. Oh, bummer. Thank you, United, for charging me too much money to, to change my uh, flights. You but... were going to, though. Oh, yeah. yeah that's United. cool of you. That's cool. Turn 40. Yeah, that yeah. is. That's a yeah. big one. Oh, yeah. The big 4 yeah. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Did you see him on the arena cross? No, I didn't. I, I missed that. He I, was there. I heard he was. Yeah, I got yeah. some tweets about it. Him um, and Ricky, or just him? No, just him. They interviewed him. Yeah, the, the one of the one of the ground people went over t- there and interviewed him. No, Timmy. Timmy was an arena cross legend. Always, he's a legend in general. It's a legend in general, brother. <laughs> <laughs> arena cross. I never heard of him racing any arena cross. Wilbur, what's going on with Millsaps right now? Jeez, uh, help us out here. I mean, obviously not the results. Right? Uh, we had him on the show last week. He knows. Yeah, I mean, he knows, and 
team knows, and they're gonna they're gonna make stuff better. And whether it's do you do you feel like it could be Mike's fault? Because that's kind of what I'm leaning on towards. I could say that the majority of it could be a combo of Big B and Mike. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what kind of what I'm thinking. Like negative energy, sort yeah. of. Uh... Are you guys being serious right now? <laughs> no, no, no per- oh, okay. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> the truck driver and the mechanic are not the problem. Yeah, okay, with Davy Millsaps. <laughs> Poor boy. No, um, I mean he'll figure it out. He's yeah. been in situations before, and I've uh, been in the top of the championship, you know, before. So he yeah. knows what he needs to fix. And maybe you know, like I said, it's not what he wants, it's not what the team wants, but he'll fix it. Maybe it hasn't like he's missing his little buddy, meaning you. Yeah, maybe maybe I just need to get back out there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. How's Tommy? Good. Uh, solid. I think he's uh. Getting here for these last couple of West Coast rounds and then uh, focusing towards the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know he was doing the outdoors. Doing the outdoors with yeah. those guys too? Yeah. Uh, same, same team. Uh, you're going to do it, I what? believe, on a 250. I'm, I'm gonna, not positive about that. Could I'm be 450. I'm going to put you on a spot here. I'm going to put you on a spot here. Ready? Hit me. Hit me. Biggest surprise in the 250 East Coast. Biggest surprise, 250 East Coast. Um... Uh, RJ read really good this weekend. I don't want to say it's a surprise though, because he? I mean, he should he should be riding good. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, you know just a lot of uh, a lot of crashes. Yeah. Um, but I can't think as far as an exact rider. I mean, you know, I think uh, last weekend in Atlanta was going good. Mitchell Oldenburg up in, you know, Q1. Yeah. I know it's untimed, mm-hmm. so to speak, but everyone yeah. looks bored. If you're not, you're lying. Yeah, uh, no, you are. So, um, for him to go P1, I know he crashed or whatever, but that was a pretty big surprise in, in a good way, and uh, I'm a big fan of him. So, that's my that's my surprise. Okay. Biggest surprise, 450 SX class. Um, Right now? Uh, I mean... Baggett's always strong at Daytona, but for him to get a third there is pretty pretty damn cool. Right? And, he's, and he got a fourth too earlier and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean he's he's riding great. He's riding better than anyone predicted him to. And uh, I mean he's a little guy on a big bike, sort of like myself. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see. For Ludi, what about you? Biggest surprise for fifty class? I'd probably have to go with Baggett. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I mean, Sealy. I mean, obviously, Sealy got what a third last year or something. But uh, I'd say Baggett. Yeah. Yeah, Sealy. Sealy could have won Daytona, like we talked about. I know. That yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, biggest surprise in 250 series, Barut. Uh, Desiderio um, missing the last chance last week. Why? What do you mean? Huh? <laughs> now, some kid named Desiderio. Uh, yeah. Did you see him yeah. getting uh, the last couple races? No, that, no, I'm he made just... the main this week. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was in. All right. Yeah. Uh, he came up just short a couple weeks ago, though. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they were smashing. It was pretty good. Those he was 250 going LCQ, for it. The 250 LCQs, I, I imagine, is exactly what Vietnam was like. <laughs> Seriously. Like, <laughs> like, 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 it's just insane. Four guys go, you know, and, and you try to pass somebody, and two dudes come underneath you, and, like, just insane yeah. action. Good stuff, yeah. for sure. Uh, Will knows that. Will, do you ever ride? You had to ride a few LCQs, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um uh, mainly, you know, a couple on the activity, but mainly uh, on the 450, I filled in on a Honda in 2012. Every round I rode for them, I rode LCQs. And <laughs> Did you really? I don't remember that. Yeah, it was uh, 
not ideal. I mean, I made all three of them, but <laughs> it came down. Each one came down to the last lap, and it was uh, right. not fun. Living dangerously. Yeah, you just either had to it was slammed or be slammed, and you know, coming down to one of them was uh, actually Ivan and I. And the last thing I wanted to do was, you know, hit Ivan, or I don't think he wanted to hit me. And it was just it was just one of those situations where you're like, dude, I remember <sighs> that when he was on on uh, Hart and Huntington, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just all that, all those situations to be in those is never fun. Mm. Um, I swear yeah, I, I remember I've been on the that. line more nervous in LCQs than I have in, in, in main events. Like just like, man, I got to get this done. <laughs> hey, uh, Berlut, we got a question for you from Gibbs. Uh, Gibbs, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, boys? What's um, up? Yeah, so Berluti, uh in I know years ago Formula One, they I don't know if you kind of know how it works or if you ever heard of it, but they brought in the seamless transmissions, right? Yeah, which allows the gear to happen without having to let off the RPM. And uh, and then now MotoGP, I seen Yamaha just had a press release that they were releasing one, and then I also heard I think Honda has one too on their bikes, and I'm just wondering if you'll ever see it in, in motocross. Uh, What's your thoughts on that? I probably it probably wouldn't be a bad thing. I, I imagine technology, you know, it, it transfers to all things. I mean, I'm sure it'll be tested eventually. I would think. I mean, the the whole idea and the the feel of that would be incredible, you know. Listen, uh, Gibbs, uh, Wilbur's going to see the F1. Maybe he'll go grab one and bring one back. Yeah. Yeah, dude, up, Wilbur. Just, just throw one on the bike. No big deal, right? Yeah, Wilbur, gra- grab a seamless tranny. Yeah, I don't think I can do that. I think I can make my way out with one. <laughs> and we don't mean a seamless yeah. tranny like in a nightclub late at night, <laughs> you know. Oh, oh, I was reading that all wrong. Oh. Um, yeah, that's going to be difficult. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, what happens in uh, in Montreal often. It's a common misconception there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Gibbs. Thanks for calling, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Take care, boys. Right, Have a good you. one. Thank you. You well. too. Uh, Wilbur, we got to run. We got to take a commercial break. We got, we're all backed up in this show. We got tons of shit still to do. So. Yeah, I know. So I was on hold for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, I know. Well, Damon Huffman was on, bro. Sorry. Uh, I didn't know it was you. You were trying to play a jokey McJoke on me. Yeah, I didn't know if it was going to go over that well. I mean, I, I don't know. I just kind of whatever. <laughs> Yeah, just whatever. <laughs> but try the right, Starbucks well, flat white. Flat, flat white. white. I'm going to. I'm, okay, I'm buddy. Let me know when I talk to you next how you, how you liked it. Um, we'll, we'll do. Berlut okay, does buddy. not have Twitter. Shockingly, Berlut does not have Twitter, no. so you can't hit him up on that. But. You can hit Steve up. He'll let me know. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like you know, like Rick not having you know uh, an Instagram. You know. Ah well, what can you say? Hey, it's better than the Carapoo, though. Oh, stop it. Stop hey, any day of the week. Why I mean, did, I'd rather, there's lots of things I'd rather drink. Why would you get them going on I that? I just had to, Steve. We had a perfect Come deal on. going. Everything, everybody was happy, and then oh, it all turned shit. to shit. God, the Rudy. All right, Wilbur. Th- thank you, buddy. All right, guys. All right. See, ya. Good night. See ya. Right. Bye-bye. Pulpamex Show, where the celebrities listen, like Wilbur Hahn. All right, taking a commercial break. Got lots more to come still. Uh, Pookie's going to come in and join us for the X-Brand tear-offs. Uh, BTO Sports, uh, Gabba Gibbs. Um... And more. Yeah, I'll stick around. Uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing with the great Tony Berluti. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Fly Racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, 
And flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing. You'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at BTOSports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerve steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerve steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? Back in 2007, many of you bought the wrong neck brace by mistake, and we don't blame you. We did too. But there's good news. You don't have to make the same mistake again. Since then, things have changed drastically. The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look 
unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's a win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power Power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno proven, and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Enticknap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's. Unleash the power within. How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Barker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pike's mechanic. Wrench on the number 10, Justin Brayton. I work for Justin Marshall. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. Uh, the best thing, yeah, it's like it's better on Galfer. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Schlott? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience. We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. 
providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. For almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race-proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Pulp MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black Ops Moto. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Hey, 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 W-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can take the the abuse abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email roger at vortexracing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call them at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Times go shorter as the days go by. We never get to stop and open our eyes. One minute you're waiting for the sky to fall And next you're dazzled by the beauty of it all Lovers in a dangerous time Lovers in a dangerous time Scratch our bodies of such and taste This fragrant skin, this hair like lace Spirits open to a thrust of grace Never a breath you can afford to waste Lovers in a dangerous time Lovers in a dangerous time Lovers in a dangerous time Welcome back to the Pulp MX Show, presented by VTOSports.com and Fly Racing. 
with Race Tech, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Races, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galfer Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, and Black Ops Moto. Good job, Pookie. Thanks. Way to read. I had to go to an elementary school this morning and read to kids for a half hour in two different classrooms. That's why you're way better than I am. <laughs> I would never do that. I'm busy. I did not want to. Welcome back, everybody. The great Tony Berlue is in studio. Good to have Berlue back. Nice to hear Glad the, to be back, Steve. Nice to hear Berlue Glad talking. to be back. I've been jonesing to get on the show, and you picked a good week because Villapoto won, so thank you. <laughs> I can't believe what a fan you are, bro. Fuck, I love that guy. Are you kidding what? me? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny, bro. It ain't funny. It's awesome. Uh, welcome back, everybody. All right, X-Brand Goggles. Choice of champions everywhere. Let's do this. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid fire. <laughs> Those X-Brands have been killing it. No, it's Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire? Here, no, no, no. I got you right here. It's this one right here. Can I have some pop with some Rapid Fire questions? <laughs> pop. Swiss core. Hey, I don't know. It was pretty. I can't believe he effed the show up like that. Dude, I can't believe he did that. He's got to feel so bad. Oh, terrible, right? <laughs> God. Um... Welcome back, everybody. Okay, so X-Brand Goggles tear-off segment. X-Brand Goggles, choice of champions everywhere, eksbrand.com. Use the code PulpMX14 to save yourself money uh, when you check out uh, at PulpMX. Okay, all right. And when you PulpMX, uh, check out at X-Brand Goggles, at eksbrand.com. Um, Do you need Nick, me to carry the show? Brock Tickle wears them. Nick Way wears them. Kyle Cunningham wears them. The Cycle Trader Rock River guys wear them. Whoever's on their team, except for Josh Hill. Uh, Michael Lassie may or may not be wearing them. Vince Freeze may or may not be wearing them. Uh, many others, top riders in the sport. Depend on X-Brand goggles. Devin Gibbs wears an X-Brand to, uh, to ride his uh, Racetech equipped CRF 450. These questions are submitted by a... I don't know. Not some, a Mosier. Some dude that like was around Short's truck all day. Moser not calling when Shorty was on? I was oh very God. impressed. But Swiss Court had to show up by then, so we didn't really... Yeah. He was probably trying to ignore that group text, because that's what I was doing at that time. Oh, thanks for the football, Moser. Killing it. Yeah. Warren Moon. Tell people. Yeah, thanks. Cool. You tell them. You tell them. I'll tell them. It's your victory story. Rocky's going hard (laughs) right now. Rocky's getting the carpet. Um, (laughs) Carpet muncher. Uh, So Moser's (laughs) Moser's sister is buried, engaged, engaged, or dating? Engaged. To a guy who's former CFL all-star, Warren Moon's buddy. Good friends with Warren Moon. So I've been after Moser forever to get me a signed football for Warren Moon. Because even though Warren Moon made the NFL Hall of Fame, uh, and he was a terrific NFL quarterback, I remember him as Warren Moon, Edmonton Eskimo. Most outstanding player. MOP. Five Grey Cup rings, I believe. Uh, Five-time MOP or four-time MOP. How old were you? I would have been 10. Yeah. Yeah, he was the and man. you were into it, huh? Oh, he was the man. He, I mean, I love the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, but Warren Moon was awesome. Wow. So I've been after this football for a long, long time. You got it's it. It's been a long road. We had to get a CFL ball. That was step number one. Then somehow get it to Moser's sister, and she had to find Warren, And but I got it today. 
There it's it beautiful. Good. Beautiful. It, it is in. not signed in. It's not signed the way I liked it to be, though. Oh, I Steve, tried. stop it. You got the ball. It's names I wanted, on there. I wanted him to say, to Steve, your buddy, oh, Warren Moon. It says Warren Moon. That's all you need. It, it looks doesn't great. say MOP either. It was supposed to say oh, MOP. Yeah, but you got, you got Ron Lachine over here, to Steve, your buddy. Oh, yeah. There you go. What well, you, I really am Lachine's buddy, though. Yeah, well. Dogger. You said the buddy on that jersey, too. You put your too. buddy on the jersey, too. Yeah, that's what Dogger does. All right. Rapid fire, 15 seconds or not. Pookie, you're in on this. Berlute, you're in on this. I'm in. So am I. Let's do this. All right. Steve, what was the worst tweet you sent to someone this weekend? The worst tweet? Yeah. Or sent you? Gibbs? (laughs) It's five bucks up over retail now. (laughs) Gibbs, do you want it? Poor Devin. 15 seconds, dude. I don't know what the question is. (laughs) What's the question? The question. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. What was the worst tweet someone sent you this weekend? Uh, Rapid fire. Something about RV and America or some shit. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I mean, I get kind of shitty tweets all the time from some, from some people, but no, I, nothing off the top of my head. JT got a lot of walking home, which was not appropriate. For they don't, even I know that Daytona didn't count. Right. Yeah. I've never listened to it, one of those shows. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It was common knowledge, I thought. So what is the story about walking home? JT said before the season started right. that if Blake Baggett made the podium, he right. would walk home from whatever race it was. Oh, okay. But he said Daytona is excluded. He always said that. Yeah, he, thought, a, he thought Blake could do well there. We all did. That's a long walk to Idaho. So, yeah. So that's been the, that's been the uh, running joke for a while. JT, so. get going, bud. Okay. So, well, how uh, about the worst race ever? Fuck the quad race. You better start walking. I don't know. Don't I, know. I, I, isn't there a list of blocked tweets on somewhere in Twitter? Can't you go and see which ones you blocked? I don't know. I think no? so. Block users? Yeah. Okay, I, I don't, don't get into it yeah. that much. All right. All right. Next okay. question. Pookie, which rider has been your biggest surprise this season? What, like in Supercross? No, the Nationals. Yeah. Oh, man. GPs. I didn't know he was going to ask me, like, racing stuff. I didn't know what he was going to ask you either. Um. Okay, let me think about my fantasy picks. I'm going to say Weston Pike. That's a good one, Pook. 14 seconds, too. You just one. made it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Right. All right. Berluti? Yes. What is your favorite daytime TV show now that you're retired? <laughs> uh, f- um, Fox. Jeez. Uh, uh, the Five. The Five. Oh, God. What is that? I don't even know what that is. But like it's Fox. That's it. That's all you need to know. They got hot chicks, hot anchor chicks. Yeah, yeah to read stupid news. They got hot anchor <laughs> chicks. To read real news. <laughs> True news. All right, next question. All right. This next question is for you, Steve. Yes. When are you going to have RV on the show? Uh, I would have RV on anytime he wants. I'd love to have him on. The time change makes it a little tough. Mm. And he hasn't responded to one of my tweet or texts for months, so I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I pissed him off somewhere. But, yeah, anytime, anytime he'd want to come on. Probably get Caroli. I probably, He's nice. No, I probably could. I probably could get Caroli. Yeah? Have you ever? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know Antonio. Really? Yeah, I know him pretty well. He's been on your show. Uh, we did a look at we did to a, my buddy yeah, to my buddy Paul <laughs> on the flag. A lot of buddies. Yeah, yeah. a lot of buddies in you here. You must tell everybody. Sign but, it to my buddy I'm, Steve. But I'm impressed. <laughs> you got him on the show. I did a pre-recorded t- interview with him, oh, and then I, awesome. then we, we ran it because it was the time change didn't work out. Right? Nice. Yeah. That's cool. What does Wilbur's plate say right there? Does it say your buddy? No, it oh, just says two Paul Max. Yeah, it uh. just says two and Tony Lessie's letter does not say my buddy. <laughs> Nowhere on <laughs> no, it. No, no. Okay. Pookie. Not your buddies. No. All right, next question. All right, Pookie. Would you ever sign a prenup? And do you know of any writers besides DV who have one? 
DV had a prenup? DV had a prenup. No, I don't think DV had a prenup. Well, these are false facts coming from Moser. You yeah. know, he might have, though. No, he didn't. Oh, he didn't? No, that's why he was stoked at how little he had to pay. Oh. Hmm. Uh, yes, I would sign a prenup. And um, I, I don't know of anybody who has one, but I think it's a good idea. Prenup or I have, not. I have something for you to sign after the show. Okay. Prenup okay. or not, he still could have paid a lot more. The prenups yeah. aren't as much as what they're written on. Yep. Exactly. I'm pretty sure when we got married, you didn't have much going on. Really? I was a factory Yamaha mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> what more but is I lived it in the apartment be? that we lived in. And... What more can you get? <laughs> Whose name was on the lease? <laughs> exactly. Right. Berluti. Yes. Other than RV. But if you had to wrench for any rider currently racing, who would you pick? Uh, Probably Brock Tickle. Would you choose RV if you could? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, sure. Why not? Why not? All right, Steve. Yep. Do you agree or disagree with JT starting, stating he will not follow through with a bagot bet if he makes a podium? Um, I mean, I agree with it. That he, you know, I mean, it's funny. Ah, I'm going to mm. walk home, but I mean, really, like he's really going to walk home. He could die. You know what I mean? <laughs> but having said that, he's being pretty shitty about it. Like, that's my 15 seconds. Yes, and please stop there. We we He's been said shitty to, about it. We said to JT that like, hey, okay, like if it happens, let's film you, like walking out of the hotel and walking down a freeway or something, and then we'll get somebody in Idaho to film you, like looking all dirty, like you just got there, and we'll kind mm-hmm. of do a little YouTube Pulpamex thing, like you walked home, and yeah. we said maybe we can even like during the week you can tweet like about the. Hot, where your, you are on the track? Yeah, where you are. You know, just don't like your one buddy that you guys sponsor. Hobo Nick. Yeah, Hobo Nick. So we said, JT, we can film you, and then during the week you can tweet like, "Oh, I just slept at a dumpster," you know, <laughs> or whatever. But good job, Blake, or what? Like, ha ha ha. Like, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. The only thing I will be doing is calling Delta and going home. So he's being really <laughs> shitty about like, <laughs> like I don't expect them to do it, but. He could play it along a little bit. Yeah, but it can happen. The thing with he JT, think about it. JT does not like to be wrong, and if Baggett makes a podium, he will be wrong, and it gets him upset. But if it was me and I made that silly he statement, he doesn't want to poke fun at himself either. Though, yeah, really. if it was me and I made that silly statement, I would play along and do something. Yeah, but I would not walk home. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are human. You guys are just making your bets or making what you think is going to happen. No, There's I nothing know. Wrong I know. With that. No, no, exactly. There's nothing wrong with it, but I just think the JT should play along and. I got you. But he wouldn't yeah. even do that. That really? would be funny, though. A video with a treadmill on a plane. He's just walking. Any, while any video, flying. man. Any video. Like, you know, Walk like home. just do something. You know, we'll do it with our iPhones. Like, leave in the stadium. You know what I mean? Like, here I go. You know. See and, you later, JT. And we'll have him, like, walking out on the road or whatever. The there stick with one of those, like, handkerchiefs yeah. with all your stuff in it. <laughs> Weege and I both talked about it. We're like, really, guy? Like, we're like, what? You know? It's no. Fun. No. <laughs> no. It's like, fun. I think he might right. be a little nervous and it might happen. I don't know. Yeah. All right, next question. All right, Pookie. If Steve was home every weekend, would it be better or worse for your marriage? Worse. <laughs> cut it. Cut point it right five there. Seconds. Really, yeah. two, yes. point, two point one. He's already taking two races off this year, and I'm like, what? What? Why? What? Why? Why are you taking those races Steve, off? Don't you need to be at the races? Why do you have, gang, do you have gang bangs going on here? Well, not anymore. Well, what, like, what's going on? <laughs> why can't I be home? Is this like the beginning of old school where someone knocks right. on it? Yeah, I'm here for the, gang, for the gang bang. No, it's fine. It's just so I'm sure most wives, you know, people who travel to the races can 
um, relate, but well, more so if you don't have kids, but you get really used to your alone time and the schedule that you guys are on. When we were first together and we were dating and living together, I really hated when he was gone to the races and I would be mad and upset, but like, you know, that's how he makes a living. So. Okay. Can't really be mad about it. Final question for you, you Berluti. Be my okay. hero, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Berluti. Yes. Take away the pain. Stop. Steve, stop it. Sorry. It's hard to concentrate. Berluti's really angry there. Welcome back. All right. All right, Berluti. If Watson didn't show up to work, would anyone notice? No. One, one second. Hey, Watson on the show a couple weeks ago. No, a long time ago. He was in studio here. We flew him up. I said, give me, give me five things you do, Kenny, that you have to do on race day. Like, not, not trying to be a dick here. I really don't know what you do. You know, you say you're the general manager, whatever. I said, give me five things. Dude, he couldn't do it. <laughs> he named, like, three, and one of them was pick up Jimmy John's sometimes. Uh, the food? Yeah. <laughs> he could not name five things. I sometimes And Mark Johnson Jimmy and Kyle Bentley. Had a good old laugh at that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Kenny has a good old laugh of them guys, too. Well, so. look, I'm just saying, like, I didn't want to be a dick, but I'm like, seriously, Kenny, can you name me five things? Like, I have no idea. T- please tell me. Set up the tent, which, you know, the truck. Which, yeah. That's one. Yeah. Kenny does tent set up. He says he does. Berluti. Ah. Uh, he's helped. He's helped Minimal. on occasion. He, he helped on occasion. Yeah, exactly. This one Is that time. it? That has been. X-Brand goggles, a choice of champions everywhere. Check out sponsor deals. Uh, Pulpamex15 gets you a discount on xbrand.com, eksbrand.com. The 2015, or would it be 16? I don't know. New Brand new colors coming in, and they are the bomb. They are da bomb, D-A bomb. Coming soon. Can't wait. They might just be 15, though, which doesn't make a lot of sense because we're already three months in. Hmm. But uh, maybe they're 60. Let's call it 60. Wow. <laughs> the new. Nice promotion, right? Yeah. The new ones. We got ones. some new stuff coming who, out. So who, who's on one? Do we know? Be, who's uh, on one? No, I don't. He, right, uh, grab that. X-Brand okay. Expr- Goggles, Choice of Champions everywhere. Uh, we still have uh, the BTOsports.com Gabba Gibbs segment coming up. Uh, voicemails, maybe. Emails. Let me read a couple emails here. Race it's tech. 20 after 10, bro. What have you been doing up here? <sighs> we started late. We did. We had a hard time at the really beginning. Know. But it's turned out to be a wonderful show, though. It has. Thank you. Kula Ola sent this in. Hey, Steve, some moron sent in complaints about your show being bad and you are rude to the co-hosts. In my opinion, that show was one of the best ever. I laughed my ass off. If these listeners can't handle it, don't F and listen. Or listen to the guys of the other show that Brown knows. Keep up the good work. Keep on mocking guys and keep bragging about being four-time. Kula Ola from Sweden. Hey, what co-host did you ruin? Kenny used to a little bit. They thought I was being mean to uh, Kiefer. Oh, yeah? And Yeah. Like, I can't imagine what, you being mean to Kiefer. I was, whatever. At show 200? Yeah. Oh. Nah. You know, remember when Kiefer was asking Preston about his form in the corners, and I'm like, bro, like, let it go. <laughs> like, who cares? You know what I mean? And people thought that was a real dick move by M- me. Maybe Kiefer was trying to learn something. He's a good rider. How's that magazine? It's, <laughs> it's good? Yeah, it's good. Okay, good. Did, Kiefer, did Kiefer drop it off? Yeah. Yeah. Glad... <laughs> Glad we're working out for you. Dan called in. Or Dan emailed in. A bro called about Big Bird on show 203. We have heard Matt say that Larry is not interested in doing a podcast because no one cares about him anymore. If this is the case, I would encourage you to have Big Bird watch the 90 Supercross he won and look at how many fans stayed after the race was over to cheer their balls off. A lot of these folks are the ones that listen to podcasts, and he is now letting them down by declining the interview. 
I was a young kid at that race, and I still remember how electric that night was. The fans made that possible. Please continue to keep the pressure on. Thanks for your work. Love everything, nearly everything you put out. Damn. I can't. Big Bird doesn't want to do a podcast. What can I do? You don't? No. That was a good race, though. Kevin sent this in. Steve, what the fuck, bro? Post-race interviews suck this week. Waste of time. Why did you not get Dungy's first ever first place at Daytona? Tomax manualing through the whoops, Baggett's first podium of the year. Who cares what Chiz has to say? Always the same, getting better every week, blah, blah, blah. Retire already. Him and the 27 and the 53 been in business for a while and still need to get better every week. No shit, go to Canada. <laughs> I could go on forever. No excuses, head down to the pits at lap 15 instead of waiting until the race is over. Are you a rookie or are you just don't know what the fuck you're doing? 12 races in, you still can't figure out how to get down to the pits to get quality interviews. One good thing is Pookie's awesome to be able to put up with your janky self. Don't love the show, just the guests. Gavin is a good man to tolerate your bullshit about the boots. Quit being a dick, Kevin. He doesn't love the show, but Did he, he call me Gavin? Yeah, no, Kevin is a big fan of the show that he got your name wrong. And then he <laughs> he doesn't love the show, but just the guests. Sorry, wow. Kevin. Well, he enjoys the show. He's watching. He's Kevin, listening. you're welcome to start your own website, imadick.com MX. Imadickmx.com. And go get your interviews. Go get Dungey's interview. I can talk to anybody after a race.com. Go get Baggett's interview. Go get Tomac. Go do all that. You're welcome to. Then you can put me out of business. Good job. Yeah, good luck being in five places at one time after the race, bro. Look, I try to get these guys. Things happen. They had a press conference this week. I saw Dunge right when I was leaving. I didn't see anybody else. I try, man. What can I do? I try. Did you talk to him, though? Dunge? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I said, hey, good job out there. You killed it. And he's like, thanks, man. And he slapped me on he the back. He slapped you on the back? Yeah. I know. And then he Killing said, it. and then he said, I said, hey, thanks for coming on last week. And he's like, no problem, anytime. Ooh. And I said, you don't mean that. Yeah, right. And he said, no, I'm serious. Well, when it, you first told me, you said that he said he had fun or something. Yeah, like maybe that. he said that. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you got him on. Hey, read this and help this guy out. I don't know how to read very well. Let's Pookie read it for me, okay? Like I'm at the elementary school? You read Fox, Fox News? You must know how to read. No, oh, I, listen, I listen to Fox News. He watches a girl. girl. Hi, Steve. I have a tech question for you, Berluti, about my 2007 CR250R. Recently, about 15 minutes into a moto, my bike started to idle very high, and ever since then, when you start it, the bike revs, revs up quickly and then settles into a high idle, whereas before, it idled fine and never had an issue. I have tried to address the idle screw, but to no avail. A bit of help would be appreciated. Love the show and keep up the good work. Lauren in Queensland. Hmm, Lauren, what do you think, brother? It's kind of what I alluded to leak? with the other guy before that the carburetors have an O-ring, and, yeah. they, and after a while they they deteriorate, they get squished, and then it starts sucking through the. You, you know how the, that the uh, four-stroke carburetor yeah. Yeah. comes apart. Not many people take it apart, yeah. but there is O-rings in there. Yeah, um, something you can do easy, an easy fix. You can uh, replace the exhaust O-ring. You know that little copper O-ring. In a header? Yeah, but I don't think that's those things, the case. No, but I mean... Yeah, if, try it, like, sure. Because it could suck air and be idling. Yeah, right? try it. You might as well try it. Yeah, It's easy fix. They, they squish pretty fast and easy, so... Yeah, but you, you would usually hear it, right? Hear the... If it had an exhaust leak. But anyway, yeah, try that, but... Uh, I'm just glad you put the magazine down. Why? I'm, I'm, my, I'm on the prefer show. Prefer my co-host to, you know, be not reading. Well, I'm, so. I'm, I'm into your show. I'm not, like, doing other things. So, like, like reading? <laughs> Derek, welcome to the show. What's up, man? You want to give props to Berlut? Yeah, I just, uh, he was really awesome tonight. I mean, he always is, but no. I think he's probably my favorite host, honestly. Ooh. Thank you so and, much. Uh, Derek called in last week and said Kiefer was his favorite. <laughs> 
No, I didn't. I don't mind Keith or Kiefer either. I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm kidding. You but, actually uh, got some good hosts. Huffy being on here was real cool too. I like that. Who? Huffy. Oh, Huffy. Yeah. yeah. Huffy. Here's the thing with the and co-hosts. Yeah, yeah Berlu. Like I try to switch them up. It's been costing me a shit ton of money to fly these dudes in. Yeah, you don't have to fly me in. You should have that's me That's what on I'm more. saying. That's what I'm saying. So look, Jeez. be ready because we're out of money. <laughs> okay, I got we're you. out of money because gotcha. Gibbs Gibbs is costing me too much, and so just be ready. I'll even do it for free. You know that, Derek. Get ready for 14 weeks of Berlude in a row. Or <laughs> right uh, the ground. Cool. I, th- I think cool. di- I think it's working out really good that you have all the different co-hosts. For yeah, sure. and that's been good yeah. for sure. But but it is getting pricey to fly these dudes in. So I can imagine. Yeah. Did you but, just tell me somebody new was going to come too? Wilbur's coming in. Oh, yeah, Will. Uh, Jake Weimer's coming in. Really? Next month. Oh, uh, we need to get right on that. Yeah. I need to get some monster hats. Do it on. early so you can save money on the Chad, flights, right? Chad Reed's coming in. Carmichael's coming in. They're all coming in. James oh, Stewart will geez. be here in a couple weeks. Flying, flying them all in. Yeah. yeah first Not class. everyone is welcome here, so we'll What's just, up, Derek? We'll wait. What else? What about X-Brands? Derek hung up. What? Derek's out. Over it. All right, Derek had an X-Brand question. Try Not to anymore. Um, all right, btosports.com, Gabby Gibbs. BTOsports.com, Gabby Gibbs. 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 Gabby Hey, that's a question I was going to ask you. Yeah. Okay, so Andrew won Seattle. Did he lead seven laps? Has he ever? Oh yeah, has, no, he, has, no, he he led most of that race. Oh, did he? Oh yeah. yeah. So has, but any other race than that? Did he? Has he ever oh, yeah, led, he led seven led earlier, laps? He led earlier this year. Seven laps. Oh, in a race? Yeah. Other than Seattle, uh, probably not. Yeah, yeah I, I was impressed. Know. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it's, no, I thought so too. Got sick or whatever. Yeah, no, absolutely. Lost like energy. If you're the team manager, Balut, would you rather have a guy lead seven laps and finish twelfth, or have a guy, or have a guy go <laughs> from nineteenth to twelfth and charge hard all race and ride well like that way? I have a feeling you're you're going to get a lot more. Uh, Notoriety, and you're going to get more out of the guy that led for seven laps. I agree. Uh, what if you what, what if you called him the new Alessi? Is that good or bad? That would be bad. Oh, yeah, that's bad, Pook. <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> I said that to Bozer. He was pissed at me. Problem well, is, he, he don't lead, he don't lead seven laps. Is a problem. You mean Alessi leads two? You mean the if whole that. shots? Pookie, you didn't mean yeah, on his start. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah. This guy in the chat room said you sound really sweet until you stay out all night. Mm. Mm, still bringing that up, mm-hmm. Pookie. That's how you know you're not as on the show as much because they can't come up with new material. Pookie, right. how's this guy know who you are? They all know. Oh, okay. they know the wow. story. They okay, know the they story. Know. Berlin, yeah, remember knows. four nights? I remember My friends that. Were <laughs> just here. Those same friends were just here last weekend for four days. I came home every single night, even when Steve was gone, and even when Steve was home, every night. Bullshit. Don't do that Before anymore. Before midnight. Except for one of the nights. Go oh, party, Pookie. The story just keeps kind <laughs> of changing a little bit. It's such bullshit. Pookie, All right. Go listen party. These are questions uh, submitted to at Pulp Mech Show on Twitter. And Gibbs goes through them, combs through them, picks the favorite ones. And uh, here we go. All right. Uh, coming out strong, Austin Murray wants to know, Steve, if you had to buy a real truck, what would you get? Okay, Austin Murray, block him. Cool. Done. Block him right now. Seriously, do it right now. All right, block. Hang on. Austin. No, oh, no, no. You're not doing it. I'm, you I'm, better do it. I'm doing it. Hold on. Oh, stop. All right, Austin Murray. Sorry, Austin. You're cool. You sent good questions, but you are officially blocked. 
<laughs> okay. At least Austin Murray's blocked for at least three weeks. Then he's allowed to come back in. Okay. Not you can a problem. tweet Devin Gibbs after three weeks. No worries. To apply for reinstatement. <laughs> you got to apply. All right. So next question is from Austin Murray. <laughs> What's the truth behind the 125 bike situation that Reed rode in the opening ceremonies? Any truth behind what the guy said? It was a 250. That's what I thought. Boom. Good job, Austin. That's all you're blocked. That was it. That was your last question Insults for two and weeks. wrong facts. No, listen. Um, I talked to Chad about this weekend. He was pissed about it. Honestly, I don't know what he had to be that pissed about, but guy was kind of, I don't know, like he got a bike. Matt Walker's buddy brought a bike down, and Chad wanted to buy it, and Chad asked him. The guy said it's not for sale. And then Chad gave him some gear, signed gear, and they put a pipe on it and put some stuff on it to, and just gave it to the guy. Mm-hmm. And then the guy put it on eBay, and Chad wasn't that pumped with that idea. And eventually what happened is it, all these people, fans of Chad, after he posted it, they all bid the thing up. and uh, hundred know, grand? Oh, it was more than that, I think, at one point. The guy's never going to see the money. So, But, I mean, at the other hand. So Chad did that? Well, I don't know if Chad bid it up, but Chad said on social media, this is lame that this guy's doing this. Well, what do you mean he'll never see the bike. money? Well, whoever wins the bid, the it guy won't pay. Fake bid. It's fake bids. Oh, okay. They'll never pay. Okay, gotcha. So the guy got kind of effed. I kind of see Chad's point. Kind of see the guy's point. Like, the guy did a favor. He got paid for it. He got a hotel. He got tickets and everything else. It's his right to sell the bike. Right? Yeah. But then Chad's like, hey, he's got pictures of I me. I think it's kind of chicken shit. Uh, no, I, I see both sides for sure. Yeah, I don't I don't know. What do you think, Boogie? It's great markup. Chad mad. Okay, don't you know, for one, Ever. if the guy was smart, seconds. he would have maybe done it down the line a right. couple yeah, years or yeah, something. Maybe, yeah. But right there, and then you know what I mean? Right, yeah. No, I get it. He's making he's making money off Chad. Right. You know? Exactly. So, and they I hooked him up and gave him you know all the gear pipe. You know? Chad's thing was, hey, we asked him if we want to sell it. He right. said, no, I don't right. want to sell it. And then he turns around and does that. Yeah. So the guy said that portions of the sale would be donated to St. Jude's. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, he's definitely poaching on Chad's image. That's yeah. how I look at it. Yeah. You know? No, yeah, you, can, you can say that. All right. All right, this next one is from Corey. He wants to know, is fitness holding Pike back? Yeah, right now it is. He's uh, got a screw still in his foot, and he's got a torn MCL. I imagine he's not riding much during the week. So, yeah, definitely still holding him back. All right. This next one's from Willie. Uh, Pike and Barsha show a lot of body English on the bike. Why do we praise Weston but critique Barsha? I don't think they have a lot of body English. And Do we critique him for having body English problems? I don't know. I don't think you do, I think, specifically. I think mainly they're going to be more on Barsha just because of his aggressiveness, you know, more so than Pike. Pike's, Pike might have body English, or he might be in a, you know, he's a strong guy, but I don't think he's aggressive like Barsha. No, well, Pike has no cha- championships, and Barsha has two two of these championships, and it makes a lot of money. Expectations for those two guys are different. So Barsha... Wasn't having a great season until he got hurt, but it was too early to write to write him off or anything. Where Pike is just whatever you get is a bonus. Hey, one of the best quotes I I heard a couple of weeks ago, and you probably heard it, was uh, Pike's worth every bit that they pay Barsha. <laughs> Did you ever hear that? Hear no, that? I didn't hear that. But that's kind of funny, huh? Hey, I know this. That second spot, they're talking to Wilbur, they're talking to Brock Tickle, they're talking to a few different guys about that spot, and Yamaha really wanted Pike. Have a good relationship with him, uh-huh. and Coy Gibbs told me. And look, no, no, this isn't slamming Coy at all. But Coy Gibbs told me, I don't care about that second spot. They can have like Yamaha's fine. I got my guy, Barsha. What whoever they wanted is fine. I got my guy. He said. So, hey, good job by Yamaha for insisting on getting Pike on that team. 
because hmm. he's, he's delivering right now for them. <sighs> for sure. Yeah. All right, this next question is from Shazam. Uh, with Thailand being so hot as it was, were between moto IVs legal? No. And, okay. No. All right. Now, if you don't think they were going on in there. It's a different story. I had to laugh at Ricky mocking those dudes on Twitter about the race being too hot and then you should have trained and prepared and all that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Says the guy who probably 99% chance he got IVs in between motos in his motorhome. Like a lot of the top guys did and do. I'm sure Ricky was getting IVs. At some point, at least. Yeah, absolutely. At Troy, Ohio, or these hot-ass nationals. So. And yeah, he's he's criticizing the GP guys in this for for shortening the motos. I mean, a dude, two dudes, they couldn't even make the finish. It was so hot, they passed out. One guy was weeble wobbling and couldn't even like fell over. Like it's obviously too hot. He wasn't there. The right call was made. Yeah, I mean, but I tell you what, on on our nationals, they should do the same. Then they absolutely should. You know, if, if, if they that's the case, should. because we, there's some hot ass Look at, nationals. Oh, out I there. think with that hot with, ass balls, as you would say, with Josh Lichtel passing away, yeah, they'll shorten the next ones that get hot for sure. I think that's a that's a, that'll be a a strategy going forward. And they truthfully should have shortened some of those freestone ones. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why wouldn't they? Like what? Like what's like what? It, would anybody complain? Hey, five less minutes, guys. It's it's a hundred degrees out here with the. No, I mean looking at it for the safety's poor part. I would say it's the right thing, but then it goes back to you and I talking about old Daytona. I mean, old Daytona, hot, humid, those long laps like that. Same deal. You're gonna cut that back. I mean, you no, like the. I don't the think old... it ever got that hot. Though. Not didn't get freestone hot. Hey, goddamn hot there a couple of times. But and and, yeah. and the the point I'm making is, who makes the call of when it's yeah, yeah. too hot or whatever. maybe you need to have a number. A heat index number? Yeah. And that's it. You yeah. know what I mean? Whatever it is. But, I mean, I think the GP guys, when you have guys collapsing, you have the you well, make the right call. Hey, they've been collapsing in outdoor nationals for forever. Right. Uh, there's been guys that have been thrown on ice at the end of the race. Yeah, absolutely. You know that, oh, yeah, you know? for sure. Oh, for sure. All right, this next question is from Miguel. It says, with Berluti, JT, and Steve being old-timers, I don't know how you feel about that. But uh, My first year was 1996. Does that make me an old-timer? I don't know. My first year was 94, but that was the year I was born. Berluti's first year was 87. I'm an old-timer. I agree. <laughs> no offense. What? You're an old-timer. I agree. I'm, you live in old, I'm not You probably live it. in an old school, like I said earlier. I do. You an old school house. A, literally an old school. It's an old school house. You're so old 30 school, people. You live in the old school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I right. do. I did. I think you're probably an old-timer, too, though. That was 19 years ago. So anyway, what's the problem with old timers? Yeah. Wait, let me do the math. What is the problem with old timers? Nothing. The question? It, it, the question is, Fuck, which was. rider had the highest eye test rating in each era and all time? The highest what rating? Eye like test. A, I eye have, test. We have this thing on our podcast where we're just like, look, I don't care what that guy's lap time is. Like he's he's an amazing rider. He passes the eye test. JMB. Mm, good answer. All time. Your mm. guy, Roger. Was going on. We were talking about JMB. We were waiting to board a flight to Atlanta. We we're on the same flights both weekends all the time, and we got talking about JMB. Mm-hmm. And you could tell Roger thinks very highly of JMB. Like, says the first guy to blitz the whoops. Said his line selection was amazing. Said, you know, he would be competitive in any era. Said he was amazing over and over. Roger was. I mean, I know this, and you know this. We and everybody had talked knows about this, but, it, and I think we but, were on the same page. Yeah, like Roger. Again, was saying, talking about how good JMB is. And he's going to be in Detroit, by I, the way. I thought he was I, – I put him number one, like you said. I put Stu. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, mm. I raced against JMB as far as, like, at the national qualifying and this and that. And I saw him as a kid. 
But stew. Stew. Amazing. Yeah. Will there be stew anyone? on a KX125? Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Do you remember remember Vegas? What year? <laughs> and Tim Ferry, of course. Ah. Obvi. Obvi. What year was that when uh, Bubba was uh, here in Vegas on the KX125? Knocked yeah. the shit out of him twice. Oh, four. In the yeah. f- one same section. Oh, Bubba, yeah, I saw that. Bubba still has done things that people have never done on a bike still to this day. But yeah, you know. I disagree. I mean, I agree, but put JMB next to him, bud. Believe Close me. Second. Well, I mean, you were literally standing from the side of the track. I watched You know, him, you yeah. were 10 feet away oh, from JMB. You didn't JMB. see him. You were racing with him. Well, no, I wasn't racing with him. Let's easy on that. <laughs> well, well but, you're uh, out there but, in the Nationals trying. Well, and then I saw him as a, you know, as a spectator, but once a year. Oh, I got you. Know you know what I mean? At Millville yeah. or whatever, you know, when I was a kid. But um, This is a Devin Gibbs original yeah, question right here. Yeah, pretty phenomenal. So, but again, you were there ten feet away. So, and you were ten feet away from Stu. So, let's go with JMB. different guys. Different. I mean, if you look at a guy that's calculated and stays on his wheels more, it's got to be JMB. Yeah. As yeah. far as their their ability and what they do on the bike for the time of the bike, I mean, yeah, JMB yeah, yeah. was on different equipment. You know, I'd say they're very similar. I remember watching JMB. Would have been ninety. I don't know what year it was, but uh, 92 maybe. And he would just, on the 500, he would just take lines. He would ride on the side of the track, turn early, cut in, miss all the bumps. You know what I mean? He just was riding like a different racetrack than other guys. He was the kind of guy that you didn't even know was out in practice. You're like, was JMB out there? Is he hurt? Something yeah, wrong? yeah. No, he was out there. He's on top of the board or whatever. Yeah, his, his lap time. Kind of riding know? around. Yeah, right. exactly. All right. What was uh? What in your guys' opinion was the biggest holy shit moment for Stewart doing something like crazy? I don't know. So many of them. <laughs> so one race in Dallas where he jumped like four. Quadnet. Yeah, quadnet. I don't know. So many. Hmm. I remember at Texas. Remember by the by the scoring tower at Texas, there was like two singles, like just flat singles. He tried to double that in the in the middle of the moto. He had like a twenty second lead. Yeah. And he cased it and almost went over the bars. You're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, so, you can't double those. <laughs> so at Daytona this week, what if he tried that? I don't know, man. You were there. You seen I it. I don't know. It, it, I oh, didn't see the – on yeah, TV, it, it looked to me – so steep. Believe me, I was I, – the, the downside was steep. So you had yeah. to be perfect is what you're saying. Yeah. But so even if, if you flat landed it, JT said you'd been dead. <laughs> yeah, you would have been. Because it was so far – it just was on the flat ground. Yeah, it was far. It was probably 70 feet, 80 feet. And it just from flat landing. It would have, you would have been so high up because uh, the takeoff you. was like this and the landing was like this. Yeah. would have been phenomenal, though. Would have he tried it? I don't know. <laughs> probably. Like, seriously. Probably. Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I swear, from TV, I kept watching and thinking right. somebody's going to well, somebody could try it. it. You couldn't do it because the Honda banner was there. The Honda structure was there. You would have decapitated yourself. Oh, okay. So it was not possible to do as it was. Did they add that? or No, it was on there from practice. Oh, okay. Yeah, hmm. yeah no, you would have landed on the Honda thing. You would have killed oh, yourself. Oh, okay. I never even noticed <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, again, I'll have to watch it again. magazines, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next All right, question. This next one is from Mac Robinson. Hey, Berluti. How do you think today's stock suspension compares to the A kits that privateers have been running in the past? Uh, how far past? Um, the A stuff now is very similar to uh, the work stuff. It's it's more similar than it ever has been. Hmm. Okay. Uh, this next one is from Mike. If you were a team manager, it's for anybody, 
and you could sign only one rider, who would it be? Jeremy Martin or Cooper Webb? Hookie. Cooper Webb. What's wrong with Jeremy Martin? Cooper's cuter. Mm. Mm. That also, that you also. know what my ranking system is. Cuteness of rider, niceness to me, hotness of riding coach, funniness on social media. <laughs> riding that's, that's has nothing four. to do with it. She's got it down. Him. That's awesome. <laughs> Results are fifth or? Eh, it doesn't really matter. So who's in first? <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying Adam and like Dean Wilson are right uh, there? Like between? RJ's right up there. He's got Timmy. He won a heat race this week. He's there. He's nice Love to RJ. you. You're nice, nice to me. Nice to you. Love I'm just it. waiting to come up that one day and see an RJ jersey. Too pooky. Will Hahn and Cincerello were talking about. <laughs> oh, Adam squashed that. I think he. Yeah. He put his foot down with Will on that one. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, I'm pick. Jesus, that's a good question. You know, it is really a good question. Cooper's killing it in Supercross. Martin's the outdoor, outdoor champion. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. I yeah. mean, if 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 I'd have to say Supercross right now, I'd have to say Cooper. Yeah, but I think it just means overall, just the team. You know, yeah, I know. Series. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because we'll see. Obviously, Martin does well outdoors, and I think Cooper has the ability to do good outdoors, too. Yeah, no, I agree. That, that's a tough one, like yep. you said. F you, dude. All right. This next one is from uh, at Hobo Nick. In detail, why does lower RPN... Equal better suspension for Ludi. It really just equals a better it, performing bike. Because it, ups, it upsets the chassis. Okay. High RPM upsets the chassis. Is that, what you, is that the question? Yeah, that's, that's the question. He just wants to know, like, why does low RPMs make a better bike? Because the, the higher RPM upsets the chassis. Okay. Kyle Moon it's really wants, like a harmonics thing. Like, everything is vibrating. Everything is – when you're up behind the RPMs and you're revving it, it's vibration. It's putting off harmonics. It's putting off, uh, I guess, would be stress on the metals. I don't know. Everything's kind of stretched to the limit. Everything's pushing and just doesn't work as good. Okay. This next one is from Kyle Moon. Uh, he says, Steve, please do not enter your opinion, but dear Baluti, best chain and sprocket. I don't sprocket. like this guy. I know. We may have to block two people. Oh, no. Dear Baluti, best chain and sprocket for longevity in your opinion. Vortex Racing. Vortex Racing official uh, sprocket of the Pulp <laughs> Show. There you go, Kyle. Great to have Vortex on board. Roger at Vortex Racing. Get save forty percent. All right, turn your mic back on, brother. <laughs> I'm good. I, I I get it. It's great stuff. I get it. I just got it for Project Eighty Eight. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Made in America. The sprockets, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so like it's that. terrific. Yeah. Do they have chain? Yeah, they got chains. Oh, okay. Good best chains out there. Yeah. All right. This next one is for Bluey slash Steve Nola. What is the best way to reduce the bog on a carbureted 250F? Jeez, these guys are tech questions tonight, Brilliant. That's why we could have done that tech podcast. You got to do some special things with the accelerator pump. Okay. And it's basically a... Uh, Did he say Honda? He said a 250F. 250F oh. in general. Honda's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's usually a, an accelerator. What You got to get the jetting totally dialed in, but the accelerator pump situation, make sure the floats are... The float level is where it's supposed to be. Okay. Can you buy uh, the fl- the diaphragm with steps in it uh, from OEMs, or is that a special like factory only stuff? Oh no, you can. Different OEMs have different diaphragms. Yeah. you're talking about for, for for the travel. Yeah, the different steps and stuff. And, I didn't know if that was available to uh, normal people. Uh, well, different like the Yamahas and the Suzukis have have less step than than like uh, like the Honda has a 
yeah. you know, it doesn't have very much travel. Right. But you can you can modify that and just grind it off. Or, or yeah, but can you buy the diaphragms at different steps? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know. If but that you was... got to kind of do your homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Suzuki and Yamaha, if you put that in a Honda, it would work for perfectly, but right. better. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember, you know, like. You know, for example, our works carbs too. Another thing, I thought our diaphragms was maybe works. And one, different but... years changed, too. right? Yeah. Um, did you have on your works carburetors where you could change the nozzle, where no. the, the needle comes down? We no. could do that at Yamaha. We wouldn't even touch. You wouldn't touch anything on a Yamaha except for nozzle. You would just change the nozzle for hotter or colder conditions, and leave the needle, leave this clip, leave everything. It's really weird. Well, I mean, you you can obviously take them out, but we never did play with. I mean, on the two. Back no, but the... you could never take them out on a stock carburetor. Uh, the nozzle comes out with the main jet. If you back it off, the whole thing comes out with the main jet. I don't think on a stock carb they do. Oh yeah, on a stock carb. No. The the long brass nozzle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can you can. All right, maybe. All right. This next question is from Skylar Bassett. My whole theory is just blown to, blown to shreds. No, I you thought... said you had an after a different one. Yeah, we had a bunch of different ones. We had we could take them out, but we couldn't. But we didn't have well, maybe, options. Okay, well maybe the fact we that didn't we had have different options. ones was was the cool. Yeah, thing. that's yeah, yeah. You probably did. Who picks these questions? Yeah, uh, I do. Um, but Skylar Bassett has two questions. Two part question. His name is Bassett. Yes, it is. Uh, will this be Nick Way's final season? And if so, does he go right out to There Goes My Hero? Second part is, is everyone in for a long summer of dungy domination, or will someone else step up, and who? Yes, Nick Way's last season. No, he won't go out to There Goes My Hero. <laughs> dungy domination? Uh, Roxon, no. Roxon beat him last year. If Roxon get his ankle right, I don't think it's a dungy domination at all. Tomac? Tomac calls ass. Yeah. There's, Canard? There's, there's some people that, uh, yeah, Canard, the way Canard rode the yeah. end of last year. I no. don't say domination. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if Dungey won, but yeah, yeah but exactly. Yeah. Uh, Steven wants to know uh, Andrew Short, Michael Essie run fast lap times plus other guys, uh, but it seems like during the main event their fitness isn't there, the speed's there. Why don't they hire world class trainers? Shorty's in shape. He trains a lot. He's got a trainer. He's just been sick, food poisoning, and then he missed. You know, he got no sleep before Daytona. He had a bad crash earlier in the year. Nothing wrong with Shorty's fitness at all. Alessi, hmm. I just. I mean, he's just not that good at Supercross. Like, I, I think Mike's in shape. He think he, I think he trains. He looks certain like he knows he's in shape. I just, I didn't think Mike can focus or concentrate at that and ride that high level for a number of laps. Adderall. Get him some Adderall. There you go. Problem solver. Uh, hey, Pookie, who did you say was the new Alessi? Short. Short. Okay, Richard says, is Pike the new Alessi? Up front early, hard to pass, holds up contenders while the leaders run away. Go tell him that. No. <laughs> I won't be the one. Did you like working for Weston? Yeah, he's really mellow. He's 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 not you know he's he's not what he looks like from yeah, the outside yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, he's serious and he's he's a good guy. He's a nice yeah. guy. Yeah. I liked to answer your question. Yeah, I yeah. Had, I enjoyed working with him. Right. Okay. Sean wants to know Berludi, if slash win, will Weston Pike win his first race? Is it a bigger loss to RCH? You or him? Who is a bigger loss? Gibbs. I just added $5 to those boots. That's fine. But that's how it was written. Okay, read it again. Yeah, okay, please ready? do. I got it. You got it? I didn't get it, but Ludi didn't get no, it. No, I mean, I, I Adderall, think dude. I got it. But Adderall. I think I got it, but I want to hear it again, okay. please. I will read it as it's written. Berludi, if slash win, will WP23 win his first race, bigger loss to RCH, you or him? 
Oh, that's that's a loaded, weird question. Um, I, I'm, uh, Is five dollars back? Yes. Cool. Um, Thanks, Pookie. He's a bigger loss. All right. Uh, Corey Smith wants to know, with the right springs, is stock valving good for most people? I think so. If you set your spring right up, yeah, I think so. Yeah, for um, so the average guy, for sure. Yeah, Just okay. change your fluids more often. Send them to Racetech. Good brother. Mm, attaboy. Yeah. <laughs> you, if you need new, some new boots, you got a, you got a couple bucks knocked off them. Uh, <laughs> God, did you fuck that game up last week. <laughs> Whatever. It's Just in the past. A- I'm focusing on the next it race, It is in man. the past, but then like, I have a feeling there's going to be something in the future. So, <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> Call me Davalos. I'm going to give, we're going to give, I'm going to give you, a challenge? like, th- that game was all yours. Like, it, it was totally you to handle it because I couldn't play it because yeah. we were discussing whether I would know it. So I put that 100% on you. It didn't go well. Obviously. We're going to put another segment slash game or whatever 100% on you. All right. I'm ready. I don't know when, but sometime. We'll make something up. Yeah, that was do sketchy, it. though, with what, like, beginning and ending. That was weird. It's pretty clear in the email what it was. Do I it. agree. It wasn't a perfect format. I Swiss court said Brittany wasn't. Email it. I didn't Steve. think it was that clear. Brittany, Brittany didn't hit the record. Steve, do I look nervous? No. Good. That's the problem, though. No, that's that's not the problem. We'll figure something out. Good. We'll give you another shot at redemption. Figure it out. Yep. We'll figure it. We'll get you another shot at redemption here down the road. At Love you guys. Trying to make, you know, trying to. Trying to get those sectors. Trying to run a whole segment. I know. Right. I'm trying to trying to go out on the track with some fresh boots, man. (laughs) Jesse wants to know: Would Trey Kennard, Cole Sealy, Eli Tomac have a larger bonus for winning Daytona because it is a Honda sponsored race? I saw that question earlier. They might. They. I mean, it's a big deal to Honda. Yeah. They might. Yeah, it's a possibility. I'd say no. Oh, it's eleven o'clock. I was going to say I could text Sealy right right now, but it's eleven o'clock. I'd say no too, but they might. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, only uh, that one though. Yeah. Uh, last two questions. Scott just wants to know who do you guys think is going to be the next first winner? If so, who? If there is going to be one, and then I like this guy's name, Phil Poto Snack. <laughs> Was Sealy's Do- Daytona speed a surprise since he's West non sand guy? Has his fitness slash ability to adapt surprise you? Yeah, Sealy surprised me for sure. Might have won that damn thing. I think, he's, I think he's a serious trainer. Oh. I think the guy's serious about what he does, so I think he's in shape. What do you think of those boots? Poto snack. Poto snack. What does that mean? Villa Poto snack. I don't know. But like, snack. Do you want, uh, he wants Poto snack. I don't want to know. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, it's a good B- Twitter name. BTOsports.com, Gavin Gibbs segment. Use the code PULPOMEX when you check out to save money at BTOsports.com. All new website. Hey, if you're international and you're listening to the show, we thank you. If you're going to look buy something, check out BTOsports.com. And uh, save money. Great international shipping rates and great prices also there. Um, best prices on tires. Dude, best prices on everything. Yeah? I know for sure their tire combo is the best there is. If I if I asked you which our best guest was tonight that was not named Damon Huffman, and what, who would you say? Nick Way. Mm. Pretty hard. Beat mm. Nick Way on a radio show. Nick Way with seven deuce deuce on the same time. That was it's good. a hard yeah. segment, segment uh, to beat. Andrew Short, Nick Way, Damon Huffman, the seven deuce deuce. Chris Reisenberg from Race Tech. What? Chris Heisenberg. No. Heisenberg. Reisenberg. Yeah, I know, but it sounds like Heisenberg. You should he run that. Watch TV. Oh come on, Steve. Oh, one of the voicemails. By the way, you got another thing wrong in one of the voicemails, but we'll save you the. No, let's hear it. No, we just gotta, tell me about we it. We gotta go. Uh, you said the wrong character got killed in Breaking Bad. No, wrong. Fix that okay. on Twitter. 
He said, you got, you said Jesse died. I said, no, Jesse didn't die. I was explaining that his buddy who died, Badger, was Jesse's friend. Sounded like Seven Deuce Deuce. That was the whole thing. This guy said that it wasn't Badger. It was somebody else that died, and you're wrong. I don't know. We'll get to it next week, though. Yeah, sure, whatever. You can argue with the guy next week over your dumb TV show. Watching the new the, the new right. show, Last Man Standing. No, what it's is it? It's a funny show. I don't watch any show. Is that that Tim Allen show? I watch hockey. I don't know who Tim Allen. It was Seinfeld. On, on Sunday night hmm. movies. It's a guy that used to Seinfeld. be on. Seinfeld. He used to be a guy on uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. It's kind of funny. It oh, um, yeah, uh, Chris Parnell is that? Isn't that Chris Parnell? I don't know. I saw mm. the preview for it. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, he's the last guy on earth. Or yeah, whatever, last right. guy yeah. on earth. Yeah. Um, thanks everybody for listening. I appreciate it. Swisscore, thank you for uh, everything. You didn't really screw the show up. Moser, thank you for the football. Killing it. It's beautiful. Mm. Berlute, thanks for coming in, man. Steve, thanks for having me. Enjoyed it, like always. Yeah. Had a fun time. We're going to get you back in here sooner than later. Whenever. Yeah. I, really? I, I'm, 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 I'm your go-to guy if you need me, all right? That's all. You really I'm have fun doing no it? No pressure. You really okay? like it. I enjoy it. You know I worry that. You Do I like act it? like I enjoy well, it? Well, you flip through a magazine for an Stop hour. Stop it, dude. <laughs> so. You know what? I can look at a magazine, but I am totally in tune to what's happening. I like that. Okay. I like that. So, <laughs> I like get that. off it, Because Pookie cannot do You've that. You've had way worse. Oh, I have. For yeah. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some guys that really don't even want to be sitting there. <laughs> uh, Pookie, thank you. Appreciate it. it. Yeah. No problem, bro. Gibbs, thanks, bro. Uh, we will be back next week on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing with much more uh, excitement. Who's in the co-host next week? Me. Yeah. Your producer. Oh. I can do Ping? both. No, Ping bailed again. Oh, God damn it, Ping. Ping bailed again. I didn't even want to write it in the ink on the calendar because I just knew he wasn't going to come. Is he still a fireman? Yeah. Pingry, come home. We miss you. Please come home. We miss you. He does a lot of stuff, though, huh? Not enough. Huh? Oh, well, he doesn't. Yeah, if he misses your show. Thanks to our sponsors, sponsor deals. Uh, thanks to everybody for uh, coming on. And, uh, yeah, like I said, we'll see you next week. All right, see you, everybody. Bye. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer. When you went away to community college, I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho, but I just wanted you to know that you could hear me if it got into your brain somehow that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. <laughs>